Hello, you movie freaks, and welcome to the first special edition bonus pod. Um, I want to do a few of these every now and then, just to put together some of the uh, cool segments that we uh, have done uh, through the course of Movie Freaks podcast. And the first one that I wanted to do here was last year, last October, during the month of Halloween, we put together, uh, due to a listener email, we put together our uh, favorite films throughout the ages of horror, the horror genre. Um, we did it all kind of backwards and wonky, uh, as far as first we did 08 to present, and then we did 04 to 08, and then we were jumping all over the place. Um, so I thought, you know what, I'm going to cut them together chronologically, so this is going to go pre-1974 all the way up to present, and this would be the present of last October uh, 2014. So you might hear some weird stuff in the middle of, that's going to wrap it up for this episode, and that's uh, that kind of stuff. Uh, pay no attention, and we'll get right on to the next segment, and it's probably going to be a long one, so enjoy this one. Uh, this special pod is all for the horror freaks. Enjoy. And thanks for listening. Our best of horror pre-1974. And as I was doing research for this segment, um, I, I just stopped. Yeah. I just stopped because it was like, there's too much to go over. There's too many movies that I haven't seen that I want to see. I just don't have access to. Uh, so I just started writing down... Uh, categories and directors and I'm just going to do a brief overview you might not even have anything to add by the time I'm done but okay. we're not going to spend too much time on this and maybe by next year we'll spend a lot more time on it but okay um, the Universal Monsters series this is the Frankenstein Dracula's uh, Wolfman's the uh, the multiple sequels these are I've only seen a, a couple of them they're all worth watching from what I've seen they're great classic horror monster movies um the films of william castle george romero lucio fulci dario argento mario bava they all have this is in their wheelhouse this is where they they these are the masters of this um time frame in my opinion from what i saw there's a lot i haven't seen here but these are the ones where i was like i recognize these guys recognize these movies i haven't seen them everybody talks about them i need to get on it and everything else is mystery science theater. <laughs> oh, there's a lot of mystery science theater in this group as well, and and that's not necessarily a bad thing because sometimes they rip on movies that are actually good, but yeah, you have sorry. to you have to look at them in their time frame. And a lot of uh, this is the time frame for a lot of those movies where you look at them now and you go, "This is bad. This is bad." But that's a jaded perspective, seeing what's to come. At the time, these movies would have scared the crap out of you. And so I like to, you know, sometimes I see a mystery science theater and it's funny when they make fun of the movie, but at the same time I'm enjoying the movie because it's just, it's just old. Doesn't mean it's bad. Yeah. Anything yeah, to I add agree. for this segment? Um, you know what I'm going to do is I'm going to do something kind of similar to what you did, but I'm just going to go down and I'm not going to even hit on any of these movies. I'm going to just literally read the titles of the movies so that any listener out there, if there's one that like, Ooh, that, okay. I want to quick jot that down. You have you have the title of the movie, so these are all pre seventy four. So these are from uh, I don't know if there's any there there's a few from the fifties, but most of these are going to be from the sixties and then a couple early seventies. So I'm just going to go down through the list real quick: Night of the Living Dead, The Exorcist, Black Sunday, Horror Express, 
Taste the Blood of Dracula, Brides of Dracula, Dracula Prince of Darkness, Tales from the Crypt, Black Sabbath, Psycho, Plague of the Zombies, The Devil Rides Out, The Mummy, just to clarify, The Mummy is, I'm talking about the Hammer version, The Mummy's Shroud, uh, Evil of Frankenstein, any, actually any of the, of the monster movies are, are Hammer movies, guaranteed, uh, Quatermass in the Pit, Lizard in a Woman's Skin, Don't Torture a Duckling, Asylum, Last House on the Left, a, 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 Abominable, Dr. Fibes, Cat O Nine Tales, Twins of Evil, and Vampire Circus. And then I stopped. I'm like, okay, this is yeah. ridiculous. I'm yeah, done. all of the uh, majority of those, I, I was like, oh boy, we are missing so many, but that's all yes. right. We'll save it for next year. We have plenty yes. of time. Okay. That's going to wrap up our best of horror segment pre 1974. And eventually I'll compile all of these into uh, one special edition pod. I'll have them all in order because I know we did this really backwards in a wonky way. And that's Missy's fault, by the way. We're going to blame our listener for that. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but that's okay. I think it made it more interesting that way. As opposed yeah. to just going, in today's episode, we'll be covering 1970 yeah. to 1975. Yeah. And go through the order because everybody would know it's coming. Yeah. So thank you, Missy. And it's your fault. <laughs> Okay, let's move on to our best of horror segment for this uh, episode. Is going to be from 1974 until 1978. And I was pretty excited when we got to this one because I was like, all right, the 70s, I'm going to have a lot to talk about here. And then I went through the list and was like, there's a ton of movies here that I recognize and barely any that I've seen. My, uh, this oh. is by far the smallest list that I have. But oh, I know wow. that I recognize most of the movies and I've talked about them either with you or online or something. Um, but yeah, I just don't have a whole lot for this. Oh, I do. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you do. Start us off with 74. Okay. Uh, 74, I have four movies, all of which are fantastic. I'm going to get the biggest one out of the way right off the bat because it's the granddaddy of all horror movies, in my opinion. And that would be, be Texas. The yeah, only Texas one on Chainsaw. my list. <laughs> yeah. Texas Chainsaw Massacre. We've talked about this movie before. If you haven't seen it, then shame on you. Watch it right now. I, I consider Texas Chainsaw Massacre is the movie that, if it would walk into a bar filled with other horror movies, all other horror movies would kind of just step aside as Texas Chainsaw Massacre comes and comes and uh, props up a, a, a chair by the bar and orders the stiffest drink in the room. So there's Completely agree, and that's the only yeah. one on my list, unfortunately. Yeah. It's great. Uh, next up for me is Let Sleeping Corpses Lie. Oh, I've heard, you of heard of it. it? I, I haven't seen it. It's it. Uh, you're going to hear that a lot this uh, episode. I've heard of it, but I haven't seen it. <laughs> it's uh, it's it's crazy how this movie came many years before. Well, four years before Dawn of the De Romero's Dawn of the Dead, and it's uh. I, it's so up your alley. You, I know you would, you would dig it. Uh, it's uh, the government is spraying chemical things on in an air in a rural area, and it makes the turns people into zombies. And it's it sounds cool, and it is cool. So I'd watch that. What yep. is it called again? Let sleeping corpses lie. Let, yes, let sleeping corpses lie. Very yep. good movie. Uh, next up for me is, and this is an honorable mention, strictly because. 
I thought that the remake was way better, but this was influential for the slasher movie especially, uh, and that's uh, Black Christmas. I haven't seen the. I mean, I've seen the remake, but I haven't seen the original. Yeah, it's 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 worth watching. Uh, it's fairly quaint by today's standards. It's more of a thriller than anything. Uh, Bob Clark directed it. Bob Clark did. Uh, uh, Porky's and the Christmas uh, Christmas Story, but he also made the slasher movie, and it's a slasher movie back in '74, and uh, it's good. It's just it's dated, but it it's definitely it deserves mention because it's very influential. It came before Halloween, and it is a slasher movie. So um, anyway, okay. and the last one on my list is uh, is this is a great one. This is from Hammer. Hammer Studios, and this is back when they were really trying to play catch-up because they were kind of top dog in the horror world until Texas Chainsaw and The Exorcist uh, came into play, and even Night of the Living Dead, and then they their gothic horror started to fall by the wayside. Well, they tried to still do their own thing, their gothic thing, but infuse it with a lot of, of blood and gore and some nudity, and that would be Frankenstein and then Monster from Hell. The last of the this is one of the last big hammer movies from that time, uh, with that gothic feel and Peter Cushing, and it's it's really good. And it is for its time, it is gross. Uh, I so, love the title, yeah, it's a great title, and it's exactly what it says it is it's Frankenstein and the Monster from Hell. That's the, the title is the movie. <laughs> I'd watch so, that, I would so yeah, watch that. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, there's there's 74 from me. Okay, 75, I have one. Oh, <laughs> I'm sorry, there's going to be a lot of it. I, 78, is, I'll, I'll help, but okay. this early 70s stuff, I just haven't seen a lot of it. Okay, and that's uh, also one of the best movies ever made, Jaws. Yep. And I know a lot of people might argue that's not a horror movie. Well, it scares the shit out of me even today. So uh, I think that it qualifies as a scary yes. movie. Yep, that's the best thing from 75, definitely. Definitely. That was that was, the, uh, that, that was the uh, that was the the that's where the summer blockbuster comes from is from Jaws. It originated from Jaws. So there you go. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I have some more. I won't spend a whole lot of time on them. I have one Jalo movie called Autopsy. Uh, that was it. I love Jalo movies, and it's it's it fits the formula. Black gloved killer, uh, and it revolves around. And, uh, I don't want to give too much away, but it's it's an Italian murder mystery. I really dug it, and I had to include it in the list because I really I really liked it. Another one is a, it's another Italian movie called Night Train Murders, and we've uh, talked about that one before. I uh, I don't think on the show, but in private, it rang a bell as soon as I saw it. I was like, oh, yeah. Eugene likes that movie. Yeah, I did. Uh, that movie was uh, uh, Eli Roth in Hostel Two. He borrows a lot of Night Train Murders and incorporates it into the train segment of Hostel Part 2 with the girls on the train, and there's creepy guys. In fact, I want to say that there may be one or two actors from Night Train Murders in Hostel 2 as a homage, whatever, but it, Night Train Murders was good. It's uh, it's pretty rough because there's some... It's there, It gets a bit rapey, and... Uh, uh, yeah. That. <laughs> yeah. So, and it's got one hardcore downbeat ending. This movie here was was uh, very very similar in tone to Wes Craven's uh, Last House on the Left. 
So it, it's a very downbeat feeling movie, but I, I dug it. Uh, moving on here, next up is Race with the Devil. Great you were gonna movie. Bring that one up. And I... Oh, that's such a good movie. Uh, that movie there is such a cool 70s. It's it sounds way worse than it is. It's more of an action movie. Uh, just this this devil worshiping cult, and it's it's by the way it's PG. Just though so that just put it in context. Although 1975 that, PG is a little different than today. oh it's rough. I mean there's there's sacrifice in it and it's rough. But uh it, but it was a good movie. Peter Fonda is in it. Um, it just it's a cool road movie with them this these two couples in an RV and this cult chasing them down. So highly recommend it. Uh, last up for me is a movie that I actually talked about on my own show, and that's Trilogy of Terror with the yes. little Zuni doll. Yeah, so it was a made-for-TV movie, but uh, it was really cool, especially the one segment with the little Zuni doll. Uh, this is before Chucky and before Puppet Masters and all those movies. Uh, it, it, it worked really well, so that's another, 75 for me. Another one I want to see. Yeah, it's good. It's a good movie. Uh, 76, I have three. I have five. I, I know it seems oh. like you're taking every one, but... I, I know, it feels, like, yeah, feels like I'm taking... <laughs> Do, okay. Should I just go since, since I have... Why don't you, so I'll, yeah, why don't you go and I'll, fi- I'll fill in. <laughs> okay. Um, I have three, and I'm sure they're all on your list. Uh, first off is Carrie, and that's an honorable mention, because yeah. it's a good movie, but I don't think it's it's not the greatest thing in the world. Um, yeah. But it did kind of set the stage for the uh, loner in high school and getting tormented and getting revenge. If you have a choice between that and the, and the remake, just watch the original, people. I don't, completely don't agree. Yeah. <laughs> Next, I have The Omen, which is an, a oh, fantastic yeah. movie. It's awesome, but I actually learned something here, and I feel like such a dumbass. I did not know Richard Donner directed the, the original Omen. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, I, did, I know. I, hadn't, I did not know that, and I, I've watched that movie a bunch, and <laughs> just looking yeah. at it, uh, coming across the list, it said, this Richard Donner film, I was like, get the hell out of here. <laughs> yeah. So I thought that was pretty sweet. And lastly is an honorable mention uh, called Squirm. <laughs> which is more of a mystery science theater type movie, but it's still yeah. one that I've watched more than once, and it's oh, great me, me to make too. fun of. <laughs> me too. <laughs> one of those movies where I'm just like, how did this get made? How did somebody write a script and put it on somebody's desk, and somebody said, yeah, here's money. Go do yeah. go do this. Yes. yes. <laughs> oh, yes. There's the uh, big goofy guy, the you're, the wor- you're going to be the worm face now. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yep. <laughs> That's a so um, bad it's good pick, but anyway. It is, uh, yes, yes. Go ahead. What are, uh, okay, uh, I also have, uh, I had Carrie and the Omen. I didn't I didn't include Squirm, although I do uh, I do enjoy that movie. Um, I have three other ones here. House with Laughing Windows, and that's a supernatural thriller horror movie from Italy. And um, I thought it was fantastic. Very, very good. Creepy, uh, you know, set in a in a very uh, old gothic Italian town and there's supernatural under, you know, things going on and uh, good movie. Very good movie. Uh, next up is the town that dreaded sundown, which I, 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 it's weird. I've never heard of that movie until like this year and everybody's talking about it. it, it well, there's a remake ever... of it. Okay. There's, yeah. There's a remake of it. I haven't seen the remake, uh, but the original it's dated. It's a T I, I want to say it's a TV movie. 
I could be wrong. Don't quote me on that. But it uh, it there's some cheesiness in it. But then when they get away from that that seventies cheesiness, it's a very effective. It's more of a crime thriller, like a hard hitting crime thriller. But it it was good. I liked it. Cool. I, so, I, I want to check. Have you seen the remake? I have not. No, not yet. I'll. Mm. That's probably going to be one that'll hit Netflix anytime. And that's when I'll check that one out. Right. So. Okay. Uh, the last one on my list, and this is the well, other than the Omen, this is my favorite one from '76, and that is a movie called Who Can Kill a Child. That movie is fantastic. Uh, another Italian movie. A uh, group of adults go to this uh, secluded island off of Italy somewhere. And the island has been overrun by murderous kids. And the kids have murdered all the adults on the island, and they are out to murder these people. And it is a great, creepy movie. So, I'll highly recommend out. it. Yeah, good movie. Uh, that, that's all you have for 76? Yes. Uh, 77, I have three. I've got five. Okay, we'll just keep going. Uh, okay. The original Hills Have Eyes. Don't need to spend yep. a lot of time on that. That's decent yep. flick. Uh, Suspiria. Oh, yes. Yep. Absolutely fantastic. Yep. Um, probably Argento's best. Yes, I uh, I would say probably his best, yes. I haven't seen enough of his work to make that claim, but it's been the best of his that I've seen so far. Yeah. Easily. I, I would say that's probably my favorite movie from him, yeah. And lastly, I've got an honorable mention to the great white Jaws ripoff that is Orca the Killer Whale. Yeah. <laughs> oh. And I have not seen that movie. I've uh, never it's watched a Orca. good mystery science theater time, but there are some creepy parts in there. But it, it's so weird and strange, and it's it's a checklist film. It's something you have to see so that you can say you saw it, and yes. that you can discuss it because it is friggin' weird. <laughs> okay, all right. So okay. give that one a spin sometime. I will. I will definitely. Um. Uh, Hills Have Eyes, got that one, Suspiria, of course. I have three other ones, and one is a kind of a shame on you for not seeing it because you need to watch this, and that is The Sentinel. The Sentinel is fantastic. Um, it's, uh, it, it's, it was made, obviously, because of the success of The Omen and The Exorcist, uh, but it's not as overtly, I don't want to say overtly religious, but there's so many religious undertones in it. It is such a good movie. Um, a woman moves into this apartment in New York and there is a bunch of weird tenants in the building and there is this blind priest on the top floor presiding over things there and just crazy things go on and that's one that you can't know anything about going in. You just have to watch it. But that gets almost universal praise as far as a very good, a great 70s horror movie. That sounds awesome. That sounds right up yeah. my alley. You'd like. I know you'd like it. I. That's that. Of all of these, that's one of the most confident saying you would dig that movie. I get so frustrated. Uh, this is what, part of why we do this show. But I get so frustrated sometimes when I'm looking across uh, old movie lists, especially doing something like this, and coming across so many movies where I'm like, "What the hell is that? I've never heard of it. I've never heard anybody talk about it." And then you know. Some people pop up and are like, oh, that's so awesome, you gotta see it, and you go see it, and it's amazing. And it's like, here's a gem that's been sitting here for 30 years, yeah. that nobody, yeah, ah, that, yeah. but that's why we do this show, we're trying that's to bring right. the gems out. <laughs> yes. Okay. If, if, uh, if Sentinel ever comes out on Netflix, uh, I, I highly urge you to watch it. Please, let that's me know. Do you have yeah. it? I have it on DVD, yes. 
It's I, only been available on Blu-ray uh, in Germany, and I have not imported it yet. But that is one that, as soon as I get it for a good price, I'm I, importing. I that take bad a DVD movie. if you have it on DVD. I'll borrow it. From I you do. Yes, I, it's I a great movie. It, so, yeah. Um, you have any more from '77? I have two more, real quick. One is called Shockwaves, and that is um, a Nazi zombie movie that's rated PG, starring <laughs> Peter Cushing. <laughs> uh, it's very tame. They they're going more for atmosphere, but it is. Very atmospheric, and it deals with zombies that are Nazis, and they come out of the water, and it's creepy, and it's it's very, very good. I believe that Blue Underground is going to be releasing that here in the, within the month on Blu-ray, and that is all me. So. <laughs> nice. And last but not least is Mario Bava's Shock. This was, uh, I believe, the last movie that he shot. Um, before he passed away, uh, this is a very, very good movie. I've seen it numerous times, and uh, it's it's really, really good. A dead lover comes back to wreck havoc on his on his widow's life, who's moved on, and there's her child is involved, and there might be a possession going on. But I don't want to give too much away. But it's a really, really good movie, and I'm a big fan of Mario Bava. So right. good movie. Cool. Uh, okay, 78, I have 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, I have 6. Oh, okay, I've got 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, uh, yeah, 7. Oh, cool, I'm close. Mm-hmm. I don't, have to, turn, I don't have to turn in my horror card. Um, <laughs> okay, first up I have Damien, Omen 2. Um, and another one that I love when they put the subtitle before the title. Yeah. <laughs> it's not Omen 2. Damien. It's Damien. Omen 2. Omen 2, yes. Because <laughs> somehow that makes sense or makes it easier to yeah. swallow. I don't know. But anyway, I thought that was a pretty decent flick. It's bad, but it's kind of good. I don't know. I kind of... I, I dig them Omen movies. Um, next, obviously, Dawn of the Dead. It's of a classic. Course, yeah. yeah. Remake's better, but whatever. And yeah. Next, I have Halloween. I'm sure that's on everybody's best oh, horror yeah. list. It's must know. Uh, Joe Dante's Piranha. I dig that movie. That's it's still yeah. it's one that I watched at at the right age because it's still it scared the crap out of me even though it's pretty bad but it still scared the crap out of me and so going back and even watching it with all its bad effects it's still kind of it's that feeling yeah. where you know we're from Ohio so you know you you will swim in a pond around here or a lake and you will feel things brush by your legs and it's still I know makes yes. my skin crawl <laughs> yep. Um, yep. uh, next I have Jaws 2, which doesn't get oh. tons of love, but it's yeah, a worthy follow-up. It's, it's yeah. a worthy follow-up. It's a decent flick and still got yeah. Roy oh, Scheider. I totally agree. I love Roy yeah. Scheider in everything, which Me we'll, too. we will get to coming soon. Uh, okay. Actors that we love in everything. Yes. Uh, he is one of them. He is one <laughs> of them. I, I've been watching uh, 2010. Since we watched oh, 2001, yeah. I, pulled a, I got this... Uh, Blu-ray combo pack and with Contact 2010 and Red Planet, trifecta Oof. of just oh yeah, pretty, that's a good, pretty awesome yeah. sci-fi. So I've been yep. watching 2010 recently, and I just love him in everything. Yeah, and if me you too. ever watch special features on his movies, there has never been a guy more unlucky with props than Roy Scheider. Oh, <laughs> there's yeah. always a scene with him messing with props, and it brick, 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 and finally to where he's just like cussing mother. <laughs> yeah. And I'm just like, I, nobody says anything because you feel bad for him. What yeah. are you going to do? Anyway, derail. Lastly, I have, and this is 
looking over this list, this might be my favorite of the bunch, though. You know, Dawn of the Dead, classic, Halloween classic, but uh, the remake of Invasion of the Body Snatchers. This Got is the too. one yep. that I love the most. The Agreed. 1978, Donald Sutherland, Leonard Nimoy, Jeff Goldblum, very young, but still very Jeff Goldblum. Oh, yes. <laughs> I absolutely love this movie, and even yeah. right, especially that very end, oh. is just it's amazing awesome. every time. Awesome! This yes. story still freaks me out one hundred percent. If you haven't seen it, go see it. I mean, the the original is good too, but the remake it is again that time and place. What what age were you when you watched this? Uh, yeah. Our age, we don't connect so much with nineteen fifties. Or yeah, whenever I know. The, whenever right. the original, you know, and it's black yeah. and white, we don't connect with as much with that. We don't. We never saw that world. But, you know, I, I obviously I wasn't even alive in 1978. But uh, I watched it at a time when I still remembered things being kind of like that, uh, fashion and and cars and yeah. all that sort of jazz. So I could connect to it, and I love this movie. I yeah. one, one that even seeing it come up on the list time to pull that bad boy back out because yeah. i i've got that on I, blu-ray yeah yeah i am right it. there with you yep i think that's a great movie of, of all of them from 78 looking over it that might be my favorite as well i that's a great movie yeah uh it hold, holds up good uh the special effects for the for its time were really good and that yeah that ending is just like yeah oh ooh. so um yeah one good of the stuff. greatest one of the greatest endings of all time it really yeah, is i agree yeah i agree I only have... Is that it for you? Yeah, that's all for me. Sorry. Okay, because I only have one left. Uh, and this one here is kind of an honorable mention. It is extremely effective, but it's not an easy watch by any means. But it uh, it it created kind of a subgenre of the whole uh, woman revenge movie. And that is I Spit on Your Grave. I thought about it, but it was like, I didn't care for the movie, and I'm never going to watch it again, so... Yeah, eh. yeah, I, I've watched it, and it's a tough movie to sit through, but she does get her revenge, of course. Uh, but it has created, because of that movie, it, it is very influential. And I dig it for its extremely grindhouse feel, because that is total exploitation grindhouse movie right there. So I It is, it, it is, and it gets brought up a lot in horror chat, yeah. but... Eh, I just, I didn't care for it. Yeah. Um, okay, I guess that's going to wrap up this segment of Best of Horror. And with that, we'll move into our uh, Best of Horror segment. Now, this episode, we're going to be wrapping it up. So, first of all, we're going to do Best of Horror from 79 to 83, and that will wrap up everything... From two from 1974 through 2014, um, and then after that we will touch on stuff that came before a little bit. But I think the older stuff we're gonna save for maybe next Halloween because yeah. it is gonna be time to move into our Christmas movies. So. Yep. Uh, okay, I'm gonna start right off the bat with 1979 because I want 1979. Okay, it's the year I was born, and I it's a great year for cinema. It is, and it was a Good year for horror, too. Uh, of course, the biggie is Alien. Yep, of course. Fantastic movie. Still love it. Love Ridley Scott. I'm not going to spend a lot of time on it. Uh, a lot of these I'm not going to spend a lot of time on because they're so well known. Um, 
Next, I have the Amityville Horror, which I just listened to a uh, started listening to a podcast called "How Is This Movie" that the Cinema Sidekicks recommended, and it was a little shaky getting started, but they got their legs fairly quick, and some of their episodes are fantastic. And he did a great episode on on the Amityville Horror series that you should listen to. Okay, um, uh, a, a lot of sound clips of the real family and stuff, the news stories. It was sweet. Oh, cool. Great movie, though. I have a lot of fond memories of watching that in my parents' basement with the sound almost on mute, and it's still scaring the crap out of yeah, me. Yeah, and I'll tell you, that movie, I think, still holds up. It's still creepy. I have it on Blu-ray, and it still is a creepy movie. I think I still have it on VHS, and I haven't watched it in many years. Uh, but that's uh, because the movie is so creepy. Yeah. Um, and Okay, next I have, uh, from Cronenberg, The Brood. Yep, you remember got this that movie? One. Oh yeah, I, I got that on my list. I love this era of Cronenberg that we're. I, yeah, I, I know. I even agree. even like the Brood, which is would be subpar Cronenberg, is still like a totally watchable movie. Yes, it is. And then lastly, I have Phantasm, a movie that I've seen once and can't remember, but I I remember liking it and got to throw it on there. That's a series that I would I need to sit down and watch all of them, but they're not available or I can't find them. I don't know. Yeah, uh, Phantasm 2 is available on Blu-ray from Scream Factory, but none of the other ones uh, have been released thus far. And they, they have DVD releases, but um, the first one is great. Uh, the second one is almost as good, and then from there, things start to go south real fast. Yeah. <laughs> so, Okay, uh, that's all I have for 79. Okay, I've got a couple here. Um, I'm not going to spend much time on them. These are going to be more soft, underbelly-type stuff. Beyond the Darkness... Um, Italian splatter movie, really cool. I saw it on VHS, and I've been a fan of it ever since. Um, Buried Alive, another Italian splatter movie. Killer Fish, and the Killer Fish is one that I think you would really dig. Actually, my wife and I watched it, and she was fairly impressed with it. And this is an Italian... It's not wow. a horror movie. It's, it's, an Itali- it's an Italian grindhousey type thing. Piranhas are involved. And Lee Majors is the main star. And... Um, it was cool. I, I mean, I if she liked it, I know you'd like it because she was like that. I love Lee Majors and I like Killer Fish, so that yeah. sounds like a perfect combination. Yeah, it was a good movie. Um, and then um, there's two left. One I can't believe that you missed, and the other one I'm guessing you haven't seen. One of them is called Zombie Holocaust. I've talked about that on my show, and it's fantastic. It's they use the same sets that uh, that the other movie I'm going to be bringing up used they're like literally the same sets and that would be lucio fulci's zombie come on man yeah zombie zombie 79 seriously? yeah oh i totally missed that one that was my bad i i would have added that one all, all the... seriously <laughs> yeah oh well. yeah yeah but uh yeah zombie and i spent uh quite a bit on zombie holocaust and and fulci's zombie on my own show yeah so. and there's a lot of italian splatter coming up that you've spent a lot of time on your show on yeah and there was a, there's a lot coming up that uh, of movies that I recognized and some that I've even seen, I didn't add because I was like, eh, thumbs, you know, I, it's not, we're not naming every horror movie we're yeah, I know. seen. It's, it's about the ones we like and the honorable mentions. Yeah. Yep. Uh, okay. 1980. Okay. For 1980. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Oh, gee. And I'll yeah, bet for... you've got probably 20. <laughs> 81 is my big year. That's, oh, jeez, yeah. there's a ton on 81. Okay, for 1980, I've got, 
three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Twelve. Yeah, that and, about right. And I actually some some I there I could have added more movies to my list, but I'm like it's going to get out of hand. So <laughs> I tried to pick the ones that I liked the most uh, out okay. of these. Uh, okay. So first up is Altered States. That I is, haven't seen that. I oh, hear people man. talk about it all the time, but I have not got around to watching that. Oh, you'd like it. Yeah, I know. that's bizarre. I, I have like, like William Hurton or John Hurt, one of the Hurts. Yes. Yes. Uh, I need yes. to see that. It's weird. But uh, <laughs> good movie. Uh, next up is uh, a creature feature called Alligator. Uh, and it's the same setup kind of as Jaws, but it's it's about an alligator. A little baby alligator is flushed down the toilet and it grows up to be this huge killer alligator in the sewers. And it's got a- Gotta be better than Blood Surf. Oh, it's it's it is great. Uh, it's a great movie. Um, okay, next up is a personal favorite of mine, Cannibal Holocaust from Rogero Diodato. Mm. The first first found footage movie um, that was from 1980, and they, in my opinion, Blair Witch Project got a lot of their ideas from Cannibal Holocaust. Yep, I've um, seen it. Yeah. Uh, next up is Lucio Fulci's City of the Walking Dead, also known as Gates of Hell. One of Fulci's very, very, very best movies. Uh, probably my top three from Lucio Fulci. Is that the same as City of the Living Dead? Uh, possibly. I yes. have City of the Living Dead, okay. Yes, yep, yep. Yeah, I, I, I made a note on that. That would be an honorable mention for me. I, I enjoyed okay. the movie, but I wasn't like, holy crap, gotta see this. Anyway. Yep. Uh, next up is, of course, this one here is, I'm guessing, probably the number one on your list. Or number two, maybe. Is Carpenter's The Fog. Um... Well, I have City of the Living Dead first, but because the, they're alphabetical, but The Fog yeah. would, would be... That's a 10 for me. I love yeah. that movie. Yeah, that is one of John Carpenter's very, very best movies. Every time I watch it, I think it climbs on my best of John Carpenter movies. It's so um, great. It's so, so good. I mean, great. I mean, seriously, other than other than The Thing, uh, it's... I you like know, it Every time than... I think that I'm sure The Thing is the, is the best movie that he's made, I rewatch The Fog, and then I go, oh, man, there's no way that... That anything I know. beats that, and then I watch <laughs> the thing again, and I go, "Boy, that's right." Out there. <laughs> yeah, I know. Something about the fog is the atmosphere in that movie is so perfect. Everything, like the planets, aligned on that movie to where the atmosphere, the acting, the storyline, the end, everything about it just works great. And it's an early '80s horror movie. And the Love internet's it. screaming at us right now, going, "How can you say any movie is better than Carpenter's Halloween?" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, moving on. Next up. Uh, Sean Cunningham's Friday the 13th, the original. Uh, Check. Huge thumbs up. Love that movie. And um, you know what Friday the 13th is, and it's great. And Tom Savini's effects work was fantastic. Since we've been working backwards, you've been mentioning all the Friday the 13th movies, and I've been going, eh, thumbs down, thumbs down. Well, now we're getting into the ones that I like. Friday the 13th, the first one, the second one. Yeah. Big thumbs up for me. Yeah. Uh, Next up for me is Dario Argento's Inferno. I, have, Which I, is, I recognize that I haven't seen it. It's still on oh, my stack. Part two of Suspiria, basically in a roundabout sort of weird way. It's his uh, uh, three three mothers trilogy, and that's part two. It's dealing with witchcraft and stuff. Uh, Inferno is really good. Not as good as Suspiria, but it's really really good. Uh, next up is Mario Bava's Macabre. Uh, I thought that that was very very cool. You got to see that movie. Uh, just yeah, I haven't um, seen it. Next up is Maniac. Check. Yep. That thing's crazy and gory and just nasty. And it's Yes, it is. That movie just makes you want to shower when it's done because it's so... Oh, Tom Savini's effects are so brutal. And it's 
such a sick, mean-spirited movie. It's not like a typical slasher movie. One of the so. gems of my collection, the Anchor Bay 10 of Maniac. That's right, yep. <laughs> uh, the Shining, of course, is my favorite movie of all time right there with 2001. So yep. uh, I have it tattooed on my arm. That's how much I like it. Moving on. <laughs> uh, Terror Train. I'm almost done. Uh, Terror Train is uh, Jamie Lee Curtis writing the, the popularity of ha- uh, Halloween. She did a uh, Canadian... A couple of Canadian slasher movies, Prom Night was one of them, and Terror Train was another one, and it's basically it's Halloween set on a train, and it's really really good. You've um, talked about it for years. I just uh, haven't seen it. I need to yeah. put that on the roulette next time we do a okay. Blu-ray or something because I okay. really want to watch that one. Yeah. Oh, you'll like it. It's it's one that I am confident that you will enjoy just because it's early '80s slasher. Jamie Lee Curtis is good. It's got all the, it does all the things that an '80s slasher movie should do. So, that's it for me for 80. Um, I have two more. Uh, uh, Both kind of honorable mentions. One is New Year's Evil, Mm -hmm. uh, which I quite enjoyed. uh, That's my trifecta of awesome uh, holiday-themed 80s slasher movies. Um, And and the next one is Humanoids from the Deep. I'm surprised you didn't mention that one. Uh, I, I... I didn't because I there's so many movies and the next it's, couple of years there's a couple of Corman movies in there that I I was I I have I have those ones coming up too but it's a yeah. Corman classic and I enjoyed it yeah. it's good yeah okay that's all I have for eighty so we'll move on to 80, 81. okay uh, I'll hit on the highlights because I'm sure you have twice as many as I do oh this is ridiculous I looked yeah. over the list and <laughs> yeah you're oh. just gonna talk about that okay yeah real quick American Werewolf in London obviously yep. if you haven't seen that one you should um. The Burning, we talked about at length in one of our episodes. That was our one of our movies of the week yep. in one of our horror uh, October episodes. Uh, Evil Dead, obviously. Friday the 13th Part 2, which was mm-hmm. great. Uh, Halloween Part 2, also yep. very good. The Howling, yep. uh, we talked about just recently on Cinema Soft Underbelly and the Megapod, so I'll leave the, the details in uh, that episode. Go listen to that. Um, Galaxy of Terror, another Roger Corman movie. Love it. <laughs> it's so bad that it's entertaining. Watch it. Yep. Mystery Science Theater it. Uh, Omen 3, The Final Conflict. Again, I'm a sucker for the... And this would be an honorable mention because I have to admit it's a bad movie, but Sam Neill playing the devil. How can you not... Uh, the devil's son. How can you not want to see that? It's bad, but it was entertaining for what it was. And lastly, and possibly the... Well, not the best because the Burning Evil Dead are probably up there, but um, uh, the Beyond, and this would yeah. be. Forgive me if I Lucia Fulci. Yes. Yeah. Okay, I'm not a horror guru, <laughs> so I get my Italian directors from this era mixed up: Argento and 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 yeah, and more, and more. Uh, but yeah, the Beyond is one of those films for me that you always say is a nightmare caught on film. And it's got yeah. its moments of cheese where I didn't really connect with it so much the first time, but in subsequent viewings, it just, that, that ending, oh, it just gets under my skin so bad. And yeah. that's that's after all the gore and the disgusting fake spiders and just yeah. the nonsense. There's so much nonsense in that movie. I, I always remember, too, that the one guy has a six-shooter revolver with infinite ammo. No, oh, yes. Blam, yeah. blam, 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 blam. I'm never reloading, but yeah. anyway, I digress. Yeah, yeah but that, uh, that movie is truly a... 
even I think it's just the planets aligned on that thing. And even though some stuff is like, what? That doesn't make sense. But it, it works in a nightmare logic type of thing to where it's, it's yeah. not supposed. And I'm guessing they didn't film it like that, that that was their intention, but it works on film. It does. And that's one. one of my end of the world catalyst um, movies. You know, we have, like we talked about before with the darkness or all of these world ending movies. It's one of those where I, I assume this is what's going on in Italy when the world's ending. And then this yes. is what's going on in America. And you know, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, 81. Okay. For me, I have a couple more. Well, by a couple, a lot more, uh, <laughs> uh Lucia Fulci's black cat, uh, which is a, an Edgar, Edgar Allan Poe tale. And uh, he did that as a favor for the producer uh, of the movie, and it's it's a departure from his his stuff that he was doing back in that time. It's not really gory, but it's very it's well done. And if you like that story, you'll probably like the movie. Uh, very atmospheric. I liked it. Um, next up is Umberto Lenzi's Cannibal Ferox. Uh, it's one of my all time favorite cannibal movies. It's cheesy, it's gory, and I love that movie. I've seen that thing infinite number of times um i have seen it i didn't add it that's all you need to (laughs) yep uh next up is a tv movie that i've hit on on my show already called dark knight of the scarecrow uh larry drake is the main star of that movie and that is a gem in the rough great movie um very creepy and it has it's almost like uh steven spielberg's duel in that it's it it goes beyond TV movie. This should have got a theatrical release. It's that good. Uh, and it feels like that. It doesn't feel like a TV movie. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, next up is a movie called Dead and Buried. And I believe that Dan O'Bannon directed that of Alien. Mm. Writer, writer of Alien. Uh, Stan Winston, that was the first movie that he did special effects on. Dead and Buried. And I believe so. And that was a the storyline is it, it's so you it's so up your alley. Really? Um, because I, oh, I've yeah. seen that on uh, uh, some lists before, and I've just never got around to watching it. Oh, I did, it's cool. I didn't think it looked that good, but if you're oh, if it's, it's Dan O'Bannon, you're telling me it's me. I'll watch it. Yeah, it's it's you. It's uh, more try to figure out what's going on, and just it has that cool early '80s feel, and it's just a, it's a solid solid fantasy horror movie, I guess. So, there okay. you go. Um, I I hesitate to, to bring... This is an, uh, an honorable mention because I really enjoyed this. I know you didn't as much, and that would be Evil Speak. We talked about that previously. I thought, about it, I thought about adding that to the list, but I was like, eh. Yeah. It, it, yeah it's, it's an honorable it's mention. It's worth a watch. No, yeah, yeah, I agree. Uh, next up is Toby Hooper's Funhouse. That's his uh, creature feature. I thought that was really good. Again, the more I think about it, the more Toby Hooper actually has a nice body of work from the 70s and into the early 80s. And it's just after after Life Force and Texas Chainsaw 2, things start to fall drastically for that guy. But having said that, there is some gems there. And Ghost House, or Ghost House, uh, Fun House is one of them. It so. is funny to uh, hear how you've come around on him quite a bit. And we, because we both... Just looking back on how we both made fun of him over the years, like, oh, that guy's made one and a half good movies, ha ha ha. Exactly. Yeah. And I think that was because we bought uh, some movie about. You remember the movie about the alligator that he directed? It was a total piece of crap. I, like, and we were like, oh, it's Texas Chainsaw Massacre guy, so we should. Oh, yeah, this would be awesome. Yes. And we wa- It was. Do you terrible. remember what it was called? No, I, I don't do, even I remember know what it was called. It was but we both horrible. We both watched it. it was horrible, and we just wrote him off. <laughs> 
Yeah, and then it's so, like, oh, Life Force. Oh, actually, this. Yeah, oh. he did have a lot of have some good movies. Yeah. So uh, another good. one is uh, called Ghost Story, and this is more of a drama than anything, but it's a very very well made movie. It's a period piece type thing. Um, I don't want to try and pull up the information on it, uh, but it's really good. Uh, you should check it out. It's just it's a good solid drama with supernatural undertones. Mm. Um, and then there's a slasher movie called Graduation Day that I just talked about on my show, mm. and I thought that was I love I love those early '80s slasher movies that hit all the right notes. And Graduation Day is another one that hits all the right notes. Um, good movie. And an, another slasher movie, Happy Birthday to Me. Uh, that one there has a that one there has a really good twist in it to make it uh, sets itself apart a little bit from some of the other ones. Like Graduation Day, it just plays it straightforward. It's like okay, there, here we go. Yeah, it's a slasher movie. Uh, Happy Birthday to Me tries to do something a little bit different, and uh, that's why it gets mentioned on this list. Um, keeping on going here because I got I'm, I'm trying to wrap these up. That's fine. House, go ahead. House by the Cemetery, Lucio Fulci, uh, another one of his uh, doom and gloom, early 80s uh, movies. I start to get all of his confused, because it's City of the Living Dead, and House by the Cemetery, and Walking Dead by the Cemetery, and Evil Cemetery Dead by the Walking <laughs> House. <laughs> you know what I mean? It start, they start to blend together. Uh, have I seen that one? Do you know? Did you give me that one? I don't think one? so. This one here has got uh, the family that moved. This is his, this is Fulci's The Shining. Oh, really? So he's he's trying to rip off The Shining. It doesn't work, trust me, at all. <laughs> um, but it's it's great fun. Uh, it's this house that is haunted by the this guy that killed his family, and he's a cannibal zombie, and he lives in the basement, and bad Italian actors get killed, and it's great. <laughs> You'll have that. Yeah. So, um, okay. Next up is My Bloody Valentine, the original My Bloody Valentine. I haven't Canada. seen that one. I only watched uh, the the remake. the remake. Yeah, that was the one uh, down in the, the caves. That was 3D, right? Yep. Okay. Yes. Yep. The original for a long time. This was one of the most heavily butchered by the MPAA uh, slasher movies of all time. It was pretty much. It was one of the most violent, and it was made one of the most one of the most uh, neutered of any of those movies. And they the Blu-ray actually reincorporated shaky, um, not that great of footage the quality wise, but they reinstated all the violence that was cut out of it. And it is, it's a rough, rough slasher movie. Uh, but it's a good movie. If you watch the remake, then you know what it's about. It's, it's, it follows a lot of the same beats. Okay. So, um, okay. Just a couple more. Next one is, uh, one call of one from a director called Romano Scavolini and it's called nightmare. And it's another early eighties slasher movie. And this one here is similar to maniac with, um, it's just so dirty. Um, that's one of the very few movies that truly captures what it was like living in New York City. Uh, there, there's some New York City stuff in that movie, and it's just, it's like, oh, it's like crime everywhere, and it just something about it just is really I know what you're cool. talking about. I get that feeling from uh, Taxi Driver and Maniac. and Yeah. yeah. So, uh, okay, two more, and then I am done. <laughs> With Pro- 81. <laughs> Yes, with 81. Uh, of course, we have to mention Piranha Part 2 from James Cameron, his first it, movie. No, I don't, because it's a terrible movie, and he got shafted in, uh, in that. The, yeah, you do know f- the story behind that. How oh, it was a big yes. scam. Okay, okay. Yes, I do. But um, I, I grew up watching Piranha. I watched Piranha 2 before I watched the first one. That was on late night TV, and I snuck 
the VCR. I snuck uh, VHS. I recorded it, and I watched that thing over and over and over. Edited, heavily edited, and I'm like, flying killer fish. This is so great. <laughs> um, so I, it's probably more of a nostalgia thing for me, but uh, it's there on my list. Okay. Fair and last but, last but not least is a movie called The Prowler. Uh, more, another Tom Savini special effects movie. Uh, I It's about a Vietnam vet that comes back uh, to get revenge because his girl left him or something or other, and he kills people, and it's a slasher movie, and it's great. <laughs> <laughs> Any more for 81? Oh, no, I'm done. I'm just... <laughs> <laughs> I need a break. Okay, I'll take yes. over 82 for at okay. least uh, half a dozen picks here. <laughs> um, okay, 1982. First up, I have Amityville 2, The Possession. Yep. Which is a very different film from the first one. And again, i got to point you back to that How Is That Movie pod. You need to listen to that. It's a good 30-minute dissection on the whole uh, series. Uh, they talk about the the change in direction and everything. It was very, very interesting, but it was still worth a watch. It's still a very creepy movie. Something about that series creeps me out. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Next, I have Creepshow. Oh, of course. Love those. Those are... Are there any better anthology movies than the Creepshow 1 and 2? And I know that it gets divisive on some of those, but... I don't know. I I, I mean, springs to mind. I still think that's... they're, They're the best horror compilation. Yeah, I think that VHS 1 and 2 are right up there. Yeah, uh, but that's, yeah I forgot about those. Something about, yeah, Creepshow 1 and 2, and Creepshow 2 gets dumped on a lot, but I think the Creepshow 2 kicks ass. I do too. Um, okay, next we have Halloween 3, Season of the Witch. It made oh, my yeah. list, which should make you happy. I'm sure you it love does. it. It does. Yes, that <laughs> makes me happy. Um, Friday the 13th, Part 3. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, is this where Jason gets his mask? That's the Jason Mask one, yep. Okay, I just wanted to make sure that my horror knowledge, since I'm a horror guru, I want to make sure that I get my facts right. Yes. Yep, that's the one. Uh, next we have Pieces, which I knew you would love oh. and add. Yep, and thank you so much for including that, because that no is problem. one of my favorite slasher movies. I know, you love it. It's great. I, I enjoyed it. Not. A, I think you love it a lot more than me, but that's okay. Yeah. Um, Poltergeist. Of course, yep. Obviously. Toby Hooper, yep. Yep, Toby Hooper again. And another arguable, uh, is this the best movie John Carpenter's ever made? The Thing. Yes. Fantastic, just fantastic. This whole this whole series that we're doing, it's just so full of awesome horror. Yes, it is. The Agreed. Thing and The Fog in the same list, it's beautiful. That's yes. all I have for 82. That's a, yeah, you covered some of my most memorable ones right there. I, I wanted to just mention... Uh, Amityville 2, The Possession, I think that movie is so hardcore. Uh, I think it's even more... I liked it better than the first one, and it is so nasty, because it's the backstory to why this house is haunted and possessed. And, uh, oh, man, that movie is just unsettling. Uh, I do think it's funny that um, the director, his name is uh, Damiano Damiani. (laughs) <laughs> so, so there's that. Just so, just so you know, that's that's the uh, director's name, Damiano. Right. Dam- yeah, um, and he he was involved with uh, Piranha Part Two. I believe that he may have been the guy that fired James Cameron. Oh, that's nice scumbag so, move to do. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> okay. So, uh, and pieces. I could spend an entire episode talking about my love of that movie, but let's go with the last ones here that that you didn't touch on. Uh, Beast Within. Uh, is a creature feature starring Ronnie Cox. 
uh, <laughs> cool movie. It's, uh, yeah, Ronnie Cox and his wife are on vacation, and the wife gets raped by this mutant creature thing, and she has a kid, a baby, and 18 years later, the kid goes back to town to find out his origin, whatever, and starts to turn into a monster, and it is great. <laughs> it sounds like a classic of cinema history. Oh, it's great. Um, and then Roger Corman's Forbidden World. I love, love, this is probably my favorite Roger Corman movie. Um, um, I, that would be an oversight for me. I would have added that. Yeah, but, that's, you that's... Know, breezing down the list, Forbidden, you know, it's kind of generic yeah, title. Yeah. Usually it's got, uh, more Corman-esque titles. Galaxy of Terror. Yeah, yes. <laughs> yeah, and this one here, uh, Forbidden World is the one that, uh, that is the bad actor is stuck in this cheesy looking laboratory and there's this big thing type creature. So it's a Corman a, movie. <laughs> yes. So it's a Corman movie. Lots of soft core sex and, uh, for no reason. And it's hilarious. So, uh, okay. Another Lucio Fulci movie, of course, uh, New York Ripper. This is his slasher movie. Yes. Um, I, it's, it's a Lucio Fulci movie and it's a slasher movie. So you know what to expect. Um, um, and then another slasher movie called uh, Slumber Party Massacre. It's... I haven't seen that one, but it, I'll tell you, it's one that I, at our local uh, video store, I always spend a little more time looking at that cover when, when oh, mom Oh, that cover was looking. great. Yeah. <laughs> yep. The drill girls hanging in, between the, yeah. A drill guitar and girls in their panties. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's just, it, you got, you have to love that era and that, that genre of movie to appreciate something because it's in slumber party massacre is a bad movie, but I, I really, really like it because it, it's, this is my time. This is when I, these are the movies that I loved growing up. Um, right. and then the last one is, uh, Dario Argento's, uh, Tenebrae, which is like my favorite Jalo movie from Dario Argento. I terrible, love the, terrible I love movie. the twist. Oh, and I, it's one of my favorites, <laughs> if not my favorite movie from him. Uh, no, I actually very much enjoyed watching this movie, but it was because I was mystery science theatering it the whole time because it is just so full of mistakes and errors and continuity messes and it's incomprehensible and I oh, had I so much it. fun ripping that movie to death. I actually had a lot of fun watching that movie because there was it was so easy to make fun of it. But and I know, course, I know, I know, I know you, you and a lot of people really love it and that's fine. I, I you know I'm hit or miss on the Italian side of it. Yeah, I understand. I understand. Okay. Is that all for 82? That's that's surprisingly it then. I could have spent <laughs> more time, but I'm... Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, 83. I... Again, I have half a dozen of them. Okay. Um, Christine, which yep. I have not seen probably in 20 years, but I remember liking very much, and I need to see that again. Um, the Keep, which is one that I just watched not yep. too long ago. Uh, Michael Mann directed that movie, and a couple of actors in that would make my actor should be in every movie list. Um, it's very 80s, but it employs a lot of those early 80s special effects that I love. Yeah. Stuff that you can tell is just not real special effects. The, the lightning, uh, yeah. I, it's hard to describe because I'm not sure how they do it exactly, but I love those kinds of effects because those were my wheelhouse, early 80s. Yeah. Uh, Sleepaway Camp, obviously. Obviously, yeah. One of the top three slashers of all time. The greatest twist ending ever. Um, Yes. And this one I didn't really consider a horror movie um, until I came across the the list, and then I thought, you know what, that's got enough horror elements in it that I'll I'll 
call it a horror movie, and that's Videodrome. David Cronenberg. Yep. Got that one, too. Um, uh, next, I have Extro, which is a very weird, bizarro movie, but I I like it. I liked it. Yeah. It was crazy and insane and gory and weird, and it worked for me. And lastly, I have Jaws 3. Jaws 3D. I almost put that on there. Almost I, did. I have to put it on there because in discussing Jaws with Addison, um, because we made a deal that when she turns 10, she gets to watch Jaws. A deal two years ago that I thought she'd forget, she didn't forget. She keeps reminding me, now that I'm 10, I can watch Jaws. It's okay for me to watch Jaws because it's PG, right? Oh. Yeah. That's so a I had tough to, PG, yeah. I had to explain <laughs> the rating system to her. And then I was thinking about it. Well, when did I watch Jaws? How old was I? How old were you? My parents were pretty restrictive on a lot of things, especially horror-related. And then it occurred to me that I think the first Jaws movie that I saw was Jaws 3. I'm pretty sure. On TV, obviously heavily edited, and I was probably 8 or 10 at the time when I saw it. Um so I didn't notice all of the incredibly horrible effects oh. and, and uh, so many things that many, like uh, John, he's been on the show before. Um, he rips that movie. He Jaws is his favorite movie of all time. And he rips Jaws three mercilessly. And I could never understand why. And then I went back and watched it and realized that most of my love for that movie is nostalgia because yeah. there's the uh, figurine swimming at the glass and its fins aren't moving and it's the worst effect you've ever seen in your life. <laughs> There's a lot to dislike about that movie, but I love Dennis Quaid, so it's easy yep. for me to forgive it. And Louis Gossett Jr. And that scene through the glass at the end, even though the effects are really bad, you know, you look at it through the prism of an 8 or 10 year old who doesn't pay attention to those kinds of details. You know, it was very, very terrifying, even yeah. for t- TV. Um, so I had have to throw it on the list because it, it scared the crap out of me, and I, that's what got me into loving Jaws. Um, but that's yeah. that was that was an age versus release kind of situation. Yeah. And I think a lot of these movies are like, oh sure, I mean, fond if, memories. If, you know, if you're if if I had been 15 and I watched Jaws three, I probably would have hated it. But yeah. I was young enough that I didn't look at a lot of its flaws or didn't notice. Anyway, so 1983, what do you have? The only one that I that I had that you did not, and this is this is definitely an honorable mention, uh, this, again because of my love of slasher movies, and that's House on Sorority Row, the original. This is this is the original. The remake was Sorority Row, but it's it's again it's another one of those slasher movies that follows all of the. Uh, the, the, the template is there, and if you like that type of movie, you're going to like this movie. It's it's one of those. Yeah, okay. Okay, well, that's going to wrap up our Best of Horror segment from 79 to 1983. This week's section is 1984 through 1988. Okay, so let's start off uh, this Best of Horror segment. I'll go first, because I only have a couple for 1984. Uh, I have four, to be exact. How many do you have? I've got four. Ooh. And I will be surprised if we line up on them. Because I think you will... I think you don't like my first pick, and that would be Chud. Cannibalistic, humanoid, underground dwellers. (laughs) It falls into the horror segment, and it's... 
funny, bad. I, it's bad movie, but it's I, I have so much fun with it that I had to include it, at least as an honorable, honorable mention. Um, next, I have Gremlins, Immortal... Um, Christmas classic. Yeah, I almost included that, would... that, but I, I, I didn't strictly because I'm like, ah, eh, that's a little bit too. You're, you'll laugh at one of my, the other ones that I have later on that that it totally fits in with Gremlins, but I'm like, ah, eh, Gremlins. Eh. I probably have that on my list as well. I think I know the movie you're talking about. It... Uh, and Gremlins will will be discussing more in depth in December when we do our Christmas list. Oh yeah, <laughs> there's a tease for you. Um, next, Nightmare on Elm Street, obviously. Of course, yep. And lastly, one of, if not the best slasher film of all time that we will definitely be talking a lot about in December, Silent Night, Deadly Night. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We'll be spending a lot of time. Yeah, we'll be spending a lot of And even on my own show, I'm going to be dedicating an entire episode strictly to that one movie right there. Awesome. Yeah. And we'll be talking about it in December a lot, because yeah. we always do. We're yeah. always texting about it. Now we're just we're recording gonna, it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> there was a couple that I'm... There's actually one that I am surprised that you missed, and then another one that is... It's not the greatest movie, but it, it holds sentimental value to me, and that's Children of the Corn. I but, just watched it, like, a couple weeks ago. It's a piece of shit. I know. It's not it, that good. It isn't that good. I agree. I agree, but... Because of, I remember, you know, the first time I watched it, I'm like, oh, that is crazy. And so it's it has that sentimental value for me. Um, yeah, sure. Maybe if I had watched it back then, I'd feel yeah. differently about it. But the first time I watched it was, like, literally a month ago. Yeah. Now, the other one, though, that I am surprised that you didn't include was uh, Friday the 13th, the final chapter. That's the one with Crispin Glover doing his stu- stupid dance. I, it's a bad <laughs> movie. I mean, there, there, there's a Friday the 13th movie pretty much every year of this oh, section. Yes, there is. <laughs> and and I thought about um, adding them here or there, but I, once again, I can't keep track of which movie is which, other than the Crispin Glover one. And they all are varying degrees of bad. And I knew you'd be bringing them up, so I thought I'd just yep. give an honorable yep. mention to the Friday the 13th series. And There you go. Yeah, uh, I'll wait till our... Uh, it'll be about three segments from now when we do... 81 in that area and i can give homage to the um ones that i like the yeah. first one the second one the end <laughs> <laughs> okay well yeah so friday the 13th was my uh, was that it for 84 yeah um okay 85 is all you okay i'm gonna start off with a movie that is uh very underrated and i think deserves to be seen it's it's a complete alien ripoff but i still enjoyed it and that's the movie called creature uh, William Malone made it. He directed House on Haunted Hill remake for, in 99. And this is a complete alien ripoff, but it is really good. Uh, Klaus Kinski is in it. Um, nice. But yeah, it's it's it, it's the same setup, whatever, but if you like creature features set on a spaceship and aliens doing gross stuff, there's your movie. It's a good movie. Um, that one was not on my list. I don't yeah. know if I've seen it. It's, it's a cool movie. It's, it's dated, obviously, but it's, it was enjoyable. I liked it. Um... Next up is, of course, I'm going to have to have to give a shout out to Do- uh, to Day of the Dead, George Romero's third movie in the Dead trilogy, and I think this probably is my favorite one of his three. I thought Day of the Dead was such a somber movie, and I, I loved it. I thought it was great. Probably my favorite of of the original three as well, and that I didn't come to that opinion easily. Yeah, I thought I, I it was after many rewatches of the one, two, and three that I finally realized that. 
That one is it. It yeah. has it all. Yeah, it does. The, the Tom Savini effects are a lot more... Uh, that scene where that guy gets pulled apart in oh, the hallway. Oh, man, that's hard. I, I judge every zombie movie by that scene. Yeah. I still think of that scene. I'm yeah. watching Walking Dead, and I, there's somebody I hate. I think of that scene. I want that to happen to them. Yeah. That is the most powerful yeah. uh, it's so hardcore. in zombie yeah. lore. And knowing the backstory and, like, like, the stuff that they were ripping out of him was, like, real... Yeah, it was shit they had in the fridge for three days, and yeah. they brought it out, and it was so rotten. People had masks, and yeah. it just reminded us of the movie we made where we did the same yes, thing. Yes, we did the exact same thing. Exactly. <laughs> yep. Um, okay, I'm gonna. I'm not gonna spend much time on the Friday the Thirteenth. There's a lot of Friday the Thirteenth in this list for me, just mainly because I grew up on these movies. Uh, a New Beginning. This is the one that is not really Jason killing. Um, if you want to hear more about the Friday the Thirteenth stuff, I do a whole episode on there, but. Friday the Thirteenth. And it's a it was a great episode. Oh, I had a lot you. of fun listening to that episode. Did you? By the oh, okay, way. good. Well, yes, I, I yes. I actually wish you would have broke broke it up a little bit more. You should have you should have put those in about three episodes where you could just break down in depth every single one of yeah, the. Yeah, because I've followed those movies for so long, and I know so much about those things, and like the things that were cut out of them, and that one there got yeah. that one there got butchered by the MPAA because. Part four, they let it slide a little bit more because they thought it was, was the last one, and then yeah. this one came. I out. loved that. I never knew that. Yeah. I also, I also never knew that. Uh, again, derail. I don't care. Uh, <laughs> the 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 Friday the Thirteenth that was in three D. That was part three. Yes. That was actual three D. That was it wasn't it wasn't the red blue no, thing. That was the real real three D. That was freaking hilarious when you're like they they included the red and blue just so you know it could look like crap. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh, that's funny. I'd so, love to. I'd I'd love to watch that movie sometime in the real. 3D. And the thing is, it's amazing to actually watch the real the real three D because the the gimmick really works really well in that movie. Oh yeah. Um, well, the the parts where they're using it are, in two D, it's very obvious. Cause yes. It's like, oh, here's my knife at yes. the screen. And here's the, here's the here's the yo the guy with the yo yo, and it's right at the screen, yeah. and the, and the popcorn <laughs> that's flying at the screen. Yeah. <laughs> So anyway, anyway, yeah. Um, next up is Fright Night. Uh, uh, yep, check. Yep, great vampire movie from the '80s, and I'm gonna just keep going through these real quick now. Um, another one I have was uh, Toby Hooper's Life Force. I think that is underrated. Check. Great movie, <laughs> very very good movie, and that holds up. That was a that was Canon's biggest budget movie. Uh, in fact, that there was the movie that put them under. And that's quintessential 80s i, I yeah. started re-watching it again on netflix and then before i had a chance to finish it it was taken off i oh. i was so mad about that i was like why i want to yeah. see that again but yeah. it quintessential 80s yeah. effects i loved it yeah and, and and unfortunately toby hooper he's made a bunch of uh, dogs but when you look over his his filmography there are some really good movies in there and life force is one of them that is a good movie um, okay, so moving on, I've got uh, Dario Argento's Phenomena. I love, love, love Phenomena. Uh, I missed that one. Actually, I don't even know if I've seen it yet. Oh, that's so good. Uh, Jennifer Connelly's first movie. Uh, she that she's young, young, young girl in that, but she, she was great in it. You gave me the DVD. I haven't watched it yet. It's a cool movie, man. That thing is <sighs> one of the most bizarro endings to any Dario Argento movie. It is. I think you'd like that movie, by the way. Uh, they're all in the stack. The, yeah. That whole pile you gave me, they're all in the stack to watch again. Yeah. Or, but, or for the first time. I haven't seen them all. Yeah, and that's one that the less you know, the better, because it's so out there, and it's still when he was firing on all cylinders and 
churning out great stuff, that was a good movie. Holds up w- very well because it's so, it's not Suspiria, but it it it's in that wacky yeah. bizarro. Yeah, world, yeah, so. I know what you mean. Um, okay, Reanimator. Yep. yep. Oh, definitely. Yep. I have the. Uh, Anchor Bay Collector's Edition yep. marker pen included yep. box set that yep. the, their version of the tin after yep. they quit making tins. Yeah, I actually imported that one from Germany uh, because they did a 4K remaster of that and it looks spectacular. Uh, but that's one of my favorite horror movies of the 80s. I could spend a whole episode talking about Reanimator. Also, and... one of the very few good films that guy has made. I yes, know he's renowned know. for being a horror genius, whatever, but. That guy made a lot of good movies. Yeah. Um, okay, The Stuff is another one I thoroughly dug. Oh, you know I'm checkmarking yep. that thing. Oh, yeah, that and was what, great. <laughs> great story about the... Uh, you, you rewatched it. I did, on Netflix. I rewatched it. Uh, so did I, and I had fond memories of it as a kid, and it scared the crap out of me as a kid. Um, so I was curious how it held up, and I went back and rewatched it when it came on Netflix. I couldn't wait to rewatch it. And... Um, Turns out it's a cheesy bad laugh movie, but there are a handful of moments in there that are still yeah. genuinely terrifying. Yes. And maybe it's just because I have nostalgia for it because I watched it when I was younger. Yeah. I don't know. I, it's hard to tell. I'd have like sit down with my kid and watch it and see if it scares her or not. <laughs> well, the but, thing the thing is, it's it has this this knowing humor going on in it that really works. Like it is cheesy, but but it's it's a fairly well made movie for what it is. I thought it was cool. I. It could... Well, it's just, it, there are lots of cheese in it, but there's a handful of scenes where, like, uh, in the tanker truck... Oh, I know, yeah. And they start dumping stuff in, and, and the kid's trying to get out. That still get, makes me claustrophobic. Yeah. And the the scene where the DJ, who is the friend, unhinges his jaw... That was awesome. That, that was great. That was still... It still affected me. Yeah. Now. Yeah. But but then you get to the end, and the pulling the crap out of the ground, I don't know, it just was like... Wow. <laughs> yeah, yep, I know, I know. Um, but okay. anyway, big thumbs up for me yep, anyway. Yep, um, and I also put down here, and this is almost an honorable mention, but it was good enough that I wanted to include it here, and that's uh, Silver Bullet. I thought that was a good definite, movie. Definite check mark, and same same thing with the stuff. I, where I watched it when I was younger, scared the crap out of me, watched it on Netflix, a lot of cheese, but it still has a handful of moments that scare the... When the yeah. thing comes through the wall, I still shit my pants. It was great. Yeah, it was great. And back then, that was, like, such an awesome werewolf. Now, it's a little bit more dated, but it still works, you know? Yeah. So, I, I liked that movie. I've got two more on my list, and then I'll... So do I, yeah. and I'll be shocked if they're not the same yeah. thing. One is, obviously, Return of the Living Dead, which... Um. A masterpiece of yes. shit cinema. Yeah, that that one there gets a perfect five out of five from me. Um, and ten I, out of ten from yeah, me. I, I have. I, I mean, I could again. That's another one I could spend a whole episode talking about. Um, it is. It and I, I guess if things that's going to be my horror movie of the horror movie pick of the week, I I can focus on that a little bit later. But it's a great movie. So. Unless I should just talk about it now. Or, I'll wait. I'll uh, nah, wait. We'll, we'll wait till that second. Okay. Go ahead. Okay, and then the last one, and this is the best one of the bunch for me. Um, well, I guess Return of the Living Dead would be the best one, but I wanted to... This is right there next to it, and that is uh, Lombardo Bava's Demons. Check. Yep. That movie kicks ass. I love that movie. Um, <laughs> that is like the, the... As good as Return of the Living Dead is it, as a... An American movie that is, Demons is that good as an Italian 
Uh, well, you could almost argue that Return of the Living Dead owes everything that it is to a movie like Demons. Yes, yeah. but uh, That is, assuming Demons came first. It, I, I well, guess yeah, it, the same year, but... I. Okay. Firing on all yeah. Obviously, because we're talking about. <laughs> but demons I'm sorry. is again. It... Welcome yeah. to Movie Freaks, hosted yeah. by two Neanderthals, so dopey. They... <laughs> anyway, but yes. I, I I watched that movie so many times, and it's not just the horror aspects of it that I like so much, but the whole the whole setup of the movie that it's set in a movie theater, and the patrons in the theater are watching a movie about demons and the demons on screen come to life and burst through the screen. And it is like the ultimate, it's the ultimate creature feature type thing. And the music is so good in that they pick eighties metal music as the score for the most part. And it's so great. I mean, Motley Crue and Billy Idol and, and it's, it's time. The music is timed so perfectly that you're like demons running around all of a sudden Motley Crue just you know, we got Motley Crue going on. I'm like, yes, that's awesome. <laughs> so I am a huge fan of Demons. Demons it, too. It, it is very meta, but it, it's it was fun. I've only seen it once, but it was very fun. I don't think it was as fun as Return of the Living Dead. But again, you sway yeah. much more to the Italian side than I, I do. Yeah, I'm a whore for that and stuff. I, <laughs> and I've only seen it once, and I, that was recent within the last year or yeah. two, two. It wasn't like I've seen it. Since I was in the 80s. Yeah. <laughs> okay, that's it for me. I, I've spent way too much time on okay. 85. No, you yeah. have not. We yeah. are in no rush. Okay, 1986. I have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven for 1986. You? 9, 10, 11, 12, 13. <laughs> <laughs> are you serious? <laughs> yes. Oh, jeez. Oh, okay. here we go. <laughs> well, I won't spend a lot of time then. Okay. <laughs> uh, first off, the biggest one is Aliens. Of course, and that's I number one. I definitely yeah. added to the list because... There's when he pops up that drop ceiling panel and sees all of them crawling across the ceiling towards them as the beeping comes into the room. That is horror, 100%. That movie scared the crap out of me. Okay, next on the other end of the spectrum, not scary but horror and funny, Critters. Ah, uh, yeah. Hey, that was the one you were talking about earlier, wasn't it? No? Uh, yes, yes. Ah, I figured. Oh, yeah. Critters is just, that's just classic. It's so bad and so funny. It is hysterical. Yeah. Um, next up, uh, Cronenberg's The Fly. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's in there. That's a masterpiece. I yeah. love that movie. Yeah. Uh, I thought this next one deserved an honorable mention, and it was one of our roulette picks. And I know you didn't really care for it, but I thought it, it, it deserved a mention. That's gothic. Okay. Uh, it it definitely was freaking creepy. You can't. I mean, here yeah. and there. I mean, my lord. Um, next up, Night of the Creeps, which oh, I only yeah. uh, another one Netflix gem I only watched uh, in the last year. Um, Comet comes by. People turn to zombies. It's just that Return of the Living Dead '80s flavor yeah. once again. We're in that. 84 to 88, that's oh, when so this stuff was, it's yeah. so hot. And Tom Atkins is in that, and Tom Atkins is the Chuck Norris of horror movies to me. <laughs> yes, yes he is. Um, next up, the woefully underseen The Wraith. I almost um, included that, but but I thought not, that was... Not really horror, yeah. but you got supernatural ghosts coming back and revenge, yeah. eh, killing people, eh, yeah. enough to qualify. Um, at least to mention. And lastly, and best... Uh, well, second best to Aliens from 1986, uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2. Uh, Thank you. Part 2. Thank you for including that. I was hoping that you would oh, include that. 
Absolutely. This movie is shit-ass nuts. 100%. Yeah. Another Toby Hooper movie that is a big thumbs up. <laughs> I, I gotta admit, he's got some gems. Yeah. Um, it's the polar opposite of the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre, but it's 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 almost like it ramped up the crazy. Yeah, it did. Somehow. Like, the, the psychological crazy. Instead of the physical crazy with the original... And uh, Leatherface wearing another person's face and running after you with a chainsaw. You got that happening, but at the same time, he's got a sidekick screaming at you about you're worthless and horrible and ugly. Oh, and yeah. It's just, it's, it's just freaking nuts. Yeah, yeah. And I can't believe a script like that got greenlit. Oh, it's, I know. Again, it's so one of those canon. It's a canon movie. It's so... Thank you, Cannon. What, okay, what other... Uh, apparently, I missed about 15 picks in 1986. Uh, Go ahead and... Okay, well, I'll, just a couple of them here that, that I thought worthy of mention. Witchboard, I thought was really good. Um, what, is, what is that? That's a, a movie about a, a Ouija board. A uh, girl finds a Ouija board, and the spirit comes back. And it's it's very, very 80s. It's not that scary, but it has a good setup. And I'm positive it's got to be better than that Ouija movie that just came out in the theaters. It looks <laughs> like yeah, crap. Looks... God awful. Yes, um, but I, I thought it was very good. It was from the director, I believe, the director of Night of the Demons, and I love Night of the Demons. Um, so honorable mention there. Another one is Slaughter High. Uh, that's another. It's a, a, just a cool slasher movie from the eighties. Uh, this this nerdy kid from from high school is picked on and gets acid dumped on his face, and he comes back dressed up as a Joker to kill off the jocks. That, Toxic Avenger. Kind of, yeah, but it, it's it's bizarro, and the the, uh, 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 the score is done from the same guy that does the Friday the Thirteenth movies, Frank Mancuso Jr. Mm. And it sounds so the the whole movie sounds like a Friday the Thirteenth movie, um, mm. which actually leads me to my next movie scored by the same guy, and that's House. I thought House should be included in there. I'm like, ah, that's. I uh, thought about it, but uh, I just yeah, I didn't yeah. Um, but I thought House was a good good enough movie to include here. A couple more. Maximum Overdrive. I thought Maximum... I didn't... Come on. That's a piece of shit. I know, but it's... it's, it's <laughs> some of these are just nostalgia for me, and I'm like... I know, but I've watched it a few times. I, I guess maybe I should have given it an honorable mention since I've watched it a few times, but I just couldn't bring yeah. myself to do it. Yeah. Now, now, of note of Maximum Overdrive, Stephen King owns... The only unrated version of that movie in existence, because that thing was butchered by the MPAA, and it's never seen the light of day. So come on, Stephen King, you're down in Sarasota, release the movie, please. <laughs> I, I'd love to see it. <laughs> Me too. Um, the Hitcher, I thought was uh, good enough for a mention here. But... It's your fault I didn't add The Hitcher. Oh, really? Because uh, you showed me the remake. Uh, and the remake yeah. is so, I thought the remake kicked ass. A remake was better. Yeah, I, I agree. I would agree there. <laughs> um, I gotta keep moving here. From Beyond, I thought was really good. Stuart Gordon. I'm uh, not entirely sure I've seen that one. Ooh man, that's right. Uh, it's that's, is it re- is it related to the Beyond? No, no, no. This is this would be the closest thing to a sequel to Reanimator. It's not the okay. same storyline, but it's it's so similar, and they have the same actors, and it's H.P. Lovecraft, and it's gooey and slimy and gross, and it's every. It's it's darn near as good as Reanimator. Okay. So, um, Friday the Thirteenth Part Six, Jason Lives. I could spend a lot of time talking about Jason Lives. That was where uh, I liked that that one played more for uh, the humor aspect of it, to where it's like we know we're a Friday the Thirteenth movie. 
we're going to go with it and we're going to make jokes about it. And I liked that. I thought that was really cool. Like that was to me that was like a precursor to the Scream movies. So, and the last one for me on my 86 list that you didn't have and I'm guessing you haven't seen it was a very little scene anthology movie called Dead Time Stories. It sounded familiar, but I don't I don't know that I've seen it. It's so bizarre. Um it's this guy telling uh, his kid these creepy bedtime stories, and it's it's three stories, and one's about a werewolf, one's Goldilocks and the three bears, and then one's about this coven of witches. And it's low rent, it's cheesy, but it's I it's another one that I've grown up with. I really dig it, and it's that one of those gems. Man, I wonder if I haven't seen that. I, oh boy, if not, I'd like to give it another shot. Yeah, so. I'm, I feel like I'm I'm kind of hogging all of these, so I apologize. I no, just... you're no, no, no. You're fine. I was gonna actually start off this section by saying this is gonna be a more Eugene heavy section because I haven't seen nearly as many of the eighty horror '80s horror movies as you yeah. have, and yeah. I'm doing my best. I'm I'm trying to catch yeah. up as we can. That's why yeah. we're doing the roulette and yeah, all, all of that jazz. But this was this uh, is gonna probably be my biggest like. The, from these years, these oh, are I, these are I, I huge. Don't know, man. We, we still got the seventies. We haven't got to. Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, that's going to be big for both of us. Um, let's move on to okay. eighty-seven. That's going to be uh, your turn. Oh, uh, I have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, and let me see here. I will be shocked if not all eleven are on your list. I think I have nineteen. <laughs> 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 okay. Okay, well, let's just roll with it. Okay, Okay. first up is Angel Heart. Check. Uh, yep. Next. Great. <laughs> wait, Great. wait, wait. Uh, what's the main actor? Uh, Mickey Rourke is in that one. Mickey Rourke uh, and the devil. Okay, next. Yes. Um, Bad Taste, Peter Jackson. Yep. Check. If you haven't yep. seen that one, get on it. One get of on the best it now. Bad, bad, bad movies ever made. He yep. blows up a sheep with a rocket launcher. Yeah, next. that's all you need to see. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Next up is a movie called Blood Diner. Uh, no, that's you. <laughs> uh, uh, it was directed by uh, Jackie Jackie Kong, I believe is her name. A girl, a lady directed this, and it is it's a comedy, black, black, black comedy, and it's a remake of uh, H. G. Lewis, uh, I think, Color Me Blood Red, and it's just it's it's the this these brothers start up this uh, health food restaurant where the food is body parts. And it is so bizarre, and there is this ancient ritual that's going on. It's it's a comedy, and it's actually quite funny, surprisingly. Um, But (laughs) it's it's a blast. Um, Next up for me is Creepshow Part 2. Check. Is that the one with the pond and the black thing? That's the one. That shit is so freaking scary. And it still works. It's great. Oh, it's terrifying. And the best, the best one on that one, by the way, for me is the Hitchhiker, where the lady in the Mercedes runs over this guy, and he keeps coming back. I thought that's, that was yeah, that's a slasher thing. You're yeah, you're hardcore for the slasher thing, but the the pond thing uh, that that scared the shit out of me. And when he got the end, I'm not going to give it away, but he gets to shore, and I was like, who? And maybe yeah. it's a Jaws thing. I'm like, who? And then. No, not, yeah, not good. <laughs> yep, terrifying, absolutely uh. terrifying. Okay, next up, Near Dark, which is great. You just if you haven't yeah. watched it, it's like it's one of the best essential vampire yeah. movie. Yep, if you haven't watched it, it's one of the best '80s uh, vampire movies ever. However, it's not the best vampire movie from the '80s. That would be The Lost Boys. Um, Check. 
Everybody, if you were watching this show, you know what the Lost Boys are. I'm not going to spend much time on it. It's fantastic. Love the Lost Boys. Um, oh man, I've got so much. Uh, Evil Dead Part Two is on there. It's check. Yep. It's Evil Dead just ramped up. So watch it. It's awesome. Uh, next up, Prom Night Part Two. Hello, Mary Lou. Prom Night Two. <laughs> <laughs> And this would be all you. Yeah, it's just it's <laughs> instead of the slasher, uh, the slasher movie from the, the the first one is a slasher movie. This one here, they go into supernatural stuff. A uh, lady comes back from the dead, and it's great. I loved it. Um, next up is uh, the hidden, an alien. Check. Yep, an alien invasion movie. Fantastic, and that opening scene with the heavy metal music and the Ferrari kicks so much ass. I remember watching this one with you, and possibly even on Laserdisc, but it's been so long since I've seen it, I don't remember much about it, except that I really liked it, and it's got Kyle McLaughlin. Yes, exactly. Uh, I want to see it again. If that's yeah. that's one that, if it pops up on Netflix, I'll be re-adding. Yeah. Uh, okay, here. Monster Squad. I know that that's I have, one... I haven't seen it. Oh, man, that's so good. Oh, it's, 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 that's borderline kid movie, but it deals with, you know... These kids battling Dracula and Frankenstein and the Wolfman—it's—it's it's really cool. I—I—I I, I dig it. Um, Nightmare on Elm Street Part Three: The Dream Warriors. Definite check. Yep, great movie. Probably the second best of the entire Nightmare on Elm Street series. Um, well, that's part of my uh, Nightmare trilogy, which is one, three, and New Nightmare. Yeah, yeah. those are the ones you have to see. Yep. Um, Predator. Of course. Check. Yep. That absolutely qualifies as a yep. horror film. It does. I agree. Uh, that one there is the perfect mix of action and horror and science fiction. It works beautifully. Uh, next up for me is um, Dario Argento's opera. This, to me, was his last classic Dario Argento movie before he got into his later... I don't think I gave you that one. <laughs> nah, I'm looking uh, at the stack. Yeah, no, I, I don't I don't think I've seen that one. It's still... It's good. It's It's... There's a slight drop from from Phenomena. It's still very, very good, but from there, things go downhill with Dario Argento, but Opera is still a very good movie. I really liked it. Um, next up for me is a movie called The Offspring, starring Vincent Price. I believe that was his, not believe, that was his last starring movie. Uh, it's an anthology movie, and it, every single one of them is great in that movie. Everything, every single story is fantastic. And it's just about these weird goings-ons in a town, and he's interv- there's a lady interviewing him, and he telling he's telling these stories, and it's fantastic. Um, Prince of Darkness, of course, is going to be on there. Absolute check mark. Yep. One of uh, one of um, John Carpenter's best movies of all time. One of that might be my third favorite Carpenter movie. I, uh, I would probably put it about the same, and and part of it is the. Uh is the the end that's uh, that's oh, one I know. where you that's another commitment film you have to stick with that thing all the way through mm-hmm. and all the way through i mean it's a good movie while you're watching it but that ending is what really seals the deal of it being an amazing yeah. film when yep. she come when oh, she it whatever so i don't even remember it's been a while since i watched yeah. it comes out of the church it's like oh that's so creepy oh, so goosebumps. creepy uh, okay, next up for me is a slasher movie called Stage Fright, and that, that's an Italian movie. Um, I haven't seen it. And that was um, that one there. It, it's it's Italy's. It's their version of a, a slasher movie. It's set inside an opera house where a guy dressed up as in this owl costume type thing is killing off people. It's 
so good. Uh, the music, everything about it works beautifully, and it's extremely gory, too. Loved it. Um, next up for me is a movie called The Video Dead. Um, that was a released on video, obviously, but it's great. It's uh, zombies coming out of a TV, and Scream Factory released this on Blu-ray, and it is a true gem of an 80s... You would love it. It is so up your alley. I haven't even heard of it. I'd love to check it out. Oh, the, it's... Um, it's a great movie. Great movie. Uh, I've got two more, because I'm just flying through these. Yeah, that's uh, a... Go ahead. Yeah, next up, Street Trash, which is... Uh, <laughs> which is... Uh, was up for uh, many Oscars in 1987, and yes. was passed over by all of the... <laughs> that movie is the, uh, the best movie that Troma never made. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, it is so cool. Uh, the, I have the Blu-ray, and the, the making of is, I believe, is almost two hours long. And it is so interesting, the making of that movie. It's about street, these street bums that find this, uh, this alcohol that is only a dollar a bottle, and it makes you either melt or explode. And uh, so we would be completely bummed. We would be, uh, we would be done, yeah. But it is, it's a comedy. It's a black comedy, but it is really cool. It's funny. It's gross. Uh, there's, it's one of those where the filmmakers throw everything in the kitchen sink into that thing. It's crazy. Um, very, very good movie. Loved it. And the last one is, I, if it's not on your list, then shame on you. I, I got one left, and I'm yeah. like, how is you, have you not mentioned I, I it? I waited, uh, because it's still one of okay. the ha- most hardcore, nasty things to come out of America in the 80s, and that's uh, Hellraiser. Yes. Um, I still cannot believe that, that that thing got an R rating. That is still hardcore. Um, I, think, I think it's great. Well, and for a long time, I... I... And correct me if I'm wrong here, but I believe that both of us felt uh, Hellbound, Hellraiser 2, was um, the best of the first two. We, we both really liked the first two, but we we thought the second one was better or scarier. Yeah. And in my rewatches, I've kind of come around the other way where I think the first one's better. Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, and okay. I love the second one, but they almost got so ambitious to where the more you watch it, and especially now... There's a lot of stuff that's starting to feel more fake and and like uh, they didn't have the they didn't have the budget to follow all the way through with they everything. they didn't yeah and you can tell it's still a great movie but part one mainly set in that house is so hardcore and oh this is right in the beginning I mean immediately what what makes that movie so good is within the first sixty seconds to two minutes guy buys box. Guy opens box, chains in skin, and it's in the music, and oh, I'm like, oh, this is evil and hardcore. Immediately, and that's what, immediately you're hooked, and that that is Clive Barker's masterpiece. So, I anyway, agree. I've spent uh, anything, any, no, you're fine. Anything else for 87? That's it. Okay, let's move on to 88 real quick. Mm-hmm. I have one, two, three, I have four picks. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, you're like, I have 27. 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17. <laughs> <Are you> <laughs> uh, okay, uh. here we go. Let's get through this, then we okay. can take a break. Okay. Um, <laughs> holy crap, I gotta pee. Yeah, me too. Um, <laughs> okay, first up, obviously, Child's Play. Yep, that's on there. Good film. I, 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 I feel like uh, Child's Play 1, 2, 3... Uh, had their moment in the sun where they were really effective at their time, but after Bride of Chucky uh, and the way horror changed, 
It, I, I don't know. Yeah, it, I agree. They aren't as good, but the original is still the only one that's a true horror film. Yeah. Um, next up, Hellbound, Hellraiser 2. Yeah, Interesting that they put the subtitle in front of the movie uh, title instead of after it. But, yeah. Yes. That's a good flick. Definitely worth checking out. Yeah. Um, Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Oh, of course that's on there. Yep. I am, It has to be. It's clowns, oh, yeah. and they're killer, and they're from outer space, yes. obviously. And, and that's probably there. the only movie in history that will ever have the theme song that is performed by the punk rock group The Dickies. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it's a good, bad movie. You should yes. check it out. Um, and lastly, I even hesitated to add this, but I thought... I only have four for 1988. I'm sure Eugene will have probably at least six. Uh, Evil Dead Trap. Ooh, that's when I, I almost put that on there, but I didn't just, nah, I have too many. I later. seem to remember really re- uh, liking it, but I haven't seen it in so long. I could yeah. be, it might totally suck, but it's been a long time since I've seen it. I just remember being crazy gory, and I was interested in the uh, mystery plot and yeah. whatever. Yeah, uh, that's like a Japanese Korean something Asian affair. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, uh, fill us in on the fifty-seven movies I missed. Oh boy, oh man, <laughs> I could spend so much time on these, but I'll okay. No, uh, it's all right. Just yeah. let's, we're just doing a list, so yeah. you can just yeah. blast through them. You don't okay. have to get the synopsis all. First up is a movie called Bad Dreams, very much uh, reminiscent of Nightmare on Elm Street, but. Yeah, where that was a nightmare, this is Bad Dreams. Yes. I thought about it, but eh. Yeah, I liked that one. Uh, and this is one, actually, I'm surprised you didn't include uh, The Blob. Chuck Russell's The Blob. I th- I thought about it, but the original's kind of better. Yeah, I, 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 I dug this one. Uh, yeah, yeah. I did. Uh, it's okay. Yeah. I, anyway. Um, let's see. Chuck Hellraiser. Oh, Maniac Cop. I, I put down Maniac Cop. I haven't seen it, but oh. I've heard I've heard a lot about it. I've, yeah. I'm well aware of it. I just yeah. haven't seen it. Yeah. Bruce Campbell. That's all you need to know. Bruce Campbell is the main star. So, um, Nightmare on Elm Street Part Four. I I know that this was Ronnie Harlan's movie, and this is more comedic and it's funny, whatever. But I still really really like the movie. And a lot of these I have such fond memories of growing up loving these movies. So they may not hold up as well now, but they're still near and dear to my heart. And they and Nightmare on Elm Street Four did better than the other one, and that's. One of the biggest, biggest box office grossing uh, Nightmare on Elm if not the biggest one of all of them. Uh, so I really liked that one. The next, uh, next one is from uh, Roger Corman Pictures, his little production company called The Nest, and it's about cockroaches that turn into monsters. Yeah. So yeah. there you go. I, 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 I'm surprised I haven't seen it actually. Yeah, it's a it's a good creature feature. It's 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 fun. I, I liked it. Uh, Phantasm Two, I thought was uh, really really good. I'm very unfamiliar with that series. I, I, I don't know why. I just haven't watched them. I, I need they're to. really good, yeah. They're... Please come to Netflix so I can watch them. Yeah, the first one is great, and the second one is basically like the first... Kind of like the Evil Dead movies. The second one is like the first one, but a bigger budget. Um, so, But I really like Phantasm 2. Next up is another Renny Harlan movie uh, called Prison. Um, I've never even heard of it. Oh, What's that about? Oh, dude, that is a great... Uh, Viggo Mortensen is the main star. That was his first movie. Oh, um, wow. And it's about this this wrongly executed prisoner that comes back to get revenge on the warden that killed him and anybody else that gets in his way at this prison. And it's got a lot of cool stuff in it, and it, it really is a good movie. Um, 
So big thumbs up there. Another I one. I watch that. Yeah, another one is uh, Slugs. So I love yeah, Slugs. I, I haven't watched it yet. Again. And and what's sad is that of all of these movies on 1988, I've watched Slugs probably more than all of them. <laughs> Because it's about killer slugs. Moving yeah. on. <laughs> Next up is Scarecrows. That's a movie about killer scarecrows. Moving on. Sleepaway <laughs> Camp Part. <laughs> Sleepaway Camp Part Two, which is uh, uh, I haven't watched that one either. Oh, I, it's so good. It's really? I, mean, oh, I don't yeah. know. I, I that's one that I've that series I've kind of avoided because. The original set the bar so high. Yeah, and they, like, I, I think they, I don't want to see it where they drop it down. And it's going to yeah. be a slasher, and I'm going to be annoyed. But yeah, it's great. It's uh, Sleepaway Camp Two, especially, is so bizarro because it's it's not it's not like the first one at all. Uh, it's more of that late '80s feel to where it's more of the glam rock type feel, but it's it's a blast. Right. Um, okay, four more. Oh no, I'm sorry. Three, <laughs> Three more, sorry, three more. Uh, next up is a movie called The Unholy, starring Ben Cross. Um, it's an Exorcist ripoff, but it's really good. I thought it was a very well done movie. A priest that's getting his faith tested, and there's this unspeakable, unholy demon that's killing priests that are being tempted by hooker, prostitute-looking women. It's yeah, it's out there. <laughs> um, next up is Wax Waxwork. Have you seen Waxwork? Uh, I'm I'm aware of the film, but I have not actually okay. seen it. That's one of those that's come across uh, Netflix, and I'm like, eh, yeah. it looks really dodgy. Yeah, it's more but... of a, that's more of a uh, fantasy movie. It's uh, basically it's this waxwork museum where if you step into the actual exhibit, you get put into that that period of time. And is like, it good? Oh, I I it's a great movie. Great. Movie. Oh, I, maybe I should watch that then. Yeah. So it's like so it, one of them would be a mummy. Well, someone steps through the the ropes, and they're in ancient Egypt, and a mummy is out to kill him. Or oh, that or, sounds cool. I mean, the, the I setup assumed, is great. I assumed from the cover that it was it was more like uh, you're in a waxworks uh, or wax house, and it, it it's coming to life. Yo, that kind no, of thing. you you step through, you step into their exhibit, and you get transformed back into that whenever it happened. So oh, that sounds cool. Yeah, it's a good movie. Uh, last one is. Uh, a movie starring uh, David Hasselhoff and, <laughs> and a veto. And, I, I veto and, this pick, whatever. It is. And uh, Linda Blair, and that's Witchery. <laughs> um, yeah, it's directed by some Italian guy, and it is so bad, and it is so great. Oh, it is. Man. It's it's so much fun, and it's something about a house on an island, and there's a witch, and she's killing everybody, and David Hasselhoff is in it, and so you've got to see it because. He's in it, but seriously, because it's it, on an, an island with a beach. Yeah, it's it's hilarious. But anyway, so there's my list of eighty-eight movies. Um, okay, yeah, that's that's gonna wrap up this overblown section of the best of horror from eighty-four to eighty-eight. Best of horror, and this uh, episode segment is from nineteen eighty-nine to nineteen ninety-three. Okay, so let's start off with 1989, and I'll let you go first. Okay. Um, 89 has the most for me, because we're still in the 80s. Uh, really? Well, yeah, surprise, surprise. Once we hit 90, things go downhill real fast. <laughs> oh, they, they do in the early 90s, and I, I completely agree, but I, I've only got three for 89. Well, now, here's the thing. This is subjective, and there's a bunch on here that, that aren't necessarily that good, 
but they mean a lot to me, and they I've watched several of these many, many times. In fact, one of my uh, Cinema Soft Underbelly episodes was dedicated to three of these movies. So, um, having said that, I'm just going to get right into this. Uh, first up is the horror show. Uh, that's not what. That's not one of them that I was talking about on cinema or on cinema's soft underbelly. But it is a good movie. Lance Henriksen is in it. It's this is actually House Part Three, uh, that was then renamed the Horror Show. Um, this was the one that I tried to throw onto the roulette a couple yes, of week or two. Yes, <laughs> yes. yes. It's a, a better version of Wes Craven's Shocker. Actually, it's a very similar yes. storyline. Uh, it's not fantastic, but it's it for the slim pickings that this whole five-year period was, I thought I would include it because it was, I, I enjoyed it. Um, now, the next three are ones that I have talked about on uh, Cinema Soft Underbelly, and that's House of Clocks, House of Witchcraft, and House of Lost Souls. Um, Clocks was directed by Lucio Fulci, and Witchcraft and Lost Souls was uh, Umberto Lenzi, and these are Italian made-for-TV movies um, that I, I, I love these movies. That was a great episode. If you oh, haven't thanks. listened to that episode, you absolutely need to because I really dug that episode. Actually, I added a couple of those to my watch list, and they're not available anywhere. Maybe yeah. I'm gonna have to borrow that House of Clocks from you, though. You really that should. Really cool. Yeah, I actually, all three of those are very worthy of watching. Now, again, I've been watching those for numerous years. I watch those every year. I watch all three of those movies, warts and all. And trust me, these things aren't high-class cinema, but I love the storylines on all three of them, and um, I just, I like I liked the directors of both of, of these movies, and uh, it's just, they're, they're, it's cool to see how an Italian TV show, a TV movie, is compared to an American TV movie, so um, it, to, to get full synopsis on those movies, check out my, my show, it's the uh, third episode um, and I, I delve into the storylines, but I really liked those movies. Next up is a movie called Intruder, and this was a great slasher movie from a lot of the... Almost everybody that was involved in Evil Dead made was on for Intruder. Sam Raimi was involved in it, his brother Ted Raimi, um, Scott Sp- Spiegel was in this. A whole bunch of people that, were, that helped make Evil Dead 1 and 2 and 3 made Intruder. Can't, Another this, one I haven't even heard of. Oh man, this movie kicked. This was about a supermarket that is going out of business, and it's their last night in business. And there's a killer knocking off the employees. And uh, this is where basically, I mean, K and B effects was just let loose. And this thing had been completely hacked to bits by the MPAA. And um, the uncut version is just a gory mess and it's a great slasher movie that still has that 80s feel I love Intruder great movie um, next up is of course and this is one if, you're, if it's not on your list then shame on you is Leviathan number one on my list okay yeah which absolutely which of all these that is that's the best one uh, as far as quality movie that's the best one Leviathan mm-hmm. um, it's an, watch it it's an underwater creature feature and it's great Um, next up for me is, now this is, again, back into this whole subjective thing, is an alien movie called Metamorphosis, The Alien Factor. And, uh, it's cheesy, and it's bad, but I love it. Uh, two really bad actresses, uh, break into this, uh, big scientific lab thing, whatever, to find out what happened to their dad, and their dad was involved in these experiments, creating this big creature thing that looks kind of like a low-rent uh, John Carpenter's The Thing, 
and there's stop motion in it, and it's gory, and it's bad, and I love it. It's great. <laughs> That uh, sounds up my alley, actually, yeah, since it's, it's science fiction. Yeah, I think you'd like it, uh, but you you have to go in and like it's it's weird. It's an American made movie, but like all of the uh, the the production crew and everything. Like, there are so many Japanese names to this. It's so weird. Like it it was made in the states, I believe, and it stars American actors and it's set in in America. But a lot of Japanese names are attached to this thing, which is weird to me for some reason. I don't know. But anyway, yeah. Metamorphosis, The Alien Factor. Um, <laughs> moving on, next up is uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, Dream Child. I put that on there just because it's, it's eh, I almost didn't include it, but I liked it enough to where I'm like, I'll include it on here because after this, things get really sparse, so I'm like, I'll include it. Um Pet Cemetery. I'm guessing that's on your list. Uh, it is, but in an honorable mention capacity. Yeah, uh, it's okay, but it's not great. And uh, honorable mention. Yeah. Yep. Um, and then I've got Puppet Master, and this is uh, this is the full moon Puppet Master with the little dolls. Yeah. I actually think that that movie is, for as cheesy as it is, I really enjoy it. I've watched that thing numerous times, and I really enjoy that movie. Um, next up is Warlock. Please tell me you have Warlock on there, or, or was that a... That was an oversight, but that totally would have been on my list. I like that movie. It's a horror movie with Amish people. Yes. Why, why? Yeah, exactly. And uh, Julian Sands riding around on a little Warlock scooter or something. <laughs> uh, I like those movies. I don't know why, but they just have enough good moments in them that they're enjoyable. Agreed, agreed. And the last one for me is a movie, a British movie, a made-for-TV movie called Woman in Black which Hammer Studios remade. Yeah. Um, this is the original, and it's very much, it feels like a British made-for-TV movie, but it is very well done, and it is uh, very scary, but it's, it's you know, it's all about good acting, and uh, it's not necessarily really gory or anything like that, but it's a, it's a very well-made movie, and definitely one that should be included in the best of. Cool. Uh, the only one I have that you didn't talk about was from 1989. Obviously. It's called Tetsuo the Iron Man. This is one that I mm. give a... This is a 10 out of 10 for me. I love this movie. Uh, because it's so low budget and it's so creative and inventive and um, we, we often talk about how much we love no budget filmmaking. Well, this... I don't know what the actual budget was, but it sure seemed very low. But they, they make use of like... Um, not necessarily stop motion, but kind of, uh, what do you call that where it's stop motion without any puppets and it's just real people, but to make a move down the streets seemed to make a move down the streets really fast where they're standing still, uh, a similar stop motion technique, um, tons of gore and just mean and gross and weird and awesome. I love this movie. And I own it, and I I watch it uh, every year or two. It's it's <laughs> it's fantastic, even if some of it's hard to kind of sit through and hard to understand. Haven't liked any of the sequels as much, but the the original I absolutely love. Cool. Okay, uh, nineteen ninety. Oh, that was it for you, right? That was it. Yeah. Okay, nineteen ninety. This is where I have the most, but most of them are honorable mentions more than actually hey this is a great horror movie yeah i have one two three four five six i have seven okay child's play two yep doesn't need a lot of explanation um it 
I'm giving the, uh, an honorable mention to it because it scared the crap out of me. The miniseries based on the Stephen King book scared the crap out of me as a kid. Well, as a younger lad when I watched it, and in rewatching it, a lot of parts don't hold up, but some parts absolutely do. There are some parts of this miniseries that are every bit as scary as the first time I watched them. That still ugh, really freak me out. They completely blow the ending, but what Stephen King movie doesn't? Exactly. There's like two yeah. good ones. Yeah. Um, the Night of the Living Dead remake, which I assume is on your list. Oh, heck yeah. Yep. Yeah. That, that quintessential 90s right yes. there from yes, 1990. Um, Flatliners. Oh, Kiefer Sutherland. I, okay. Yeah. You know, that's one that I watched that certain time and place. And I have a lot in common with that movie the way I do with Lost Boys. I It just... I, I dig it. Even though it's not the greatest movie ever... It's something that it, it kind of freaks me out and is interesting, and it has a crazy awesome cast. And I don't know, I just kind of, it's one that I'm like, oh, I gotta go watch that again. And I watch it, and I was like, oh, it was entertaining, but it uh, wasn't that great. And then I put it on the shelf, and a couple years later, I do the same thing. Yeah, gotcha. <laughs> um, hardware. Okay. Ah. Thanks to you, yep. I think you made me yeah. watch that movie. If it's, I, I wanted, to, I am thinking of the right movie. Was with the robots? Oh, and, this is the one. Yeah. Yeah, po- okay. that, that, yeah, that post-apocalyptic cyberpunk. Yeah, I love that. I, yeah. I'm all about that. But and this one was very weird, and even now I can't even really tell you what all it was exactly about. But I, cyborgs, robots, whatever. It's, yeah. It was cool. Um, Predator 2. Now, granted, it's the least of the Predator or Alien films, but it still has some good moments in it, and it's not god-awful. It's no, not, like, no. brutal, painful to sit through. And there's a lot of um, things in there that I like it when they uh, were given nods to other um, series. They were given nods to Aliens in that movie, where you see the skull at the end yeah. of the ship, you see the alien skull, like they hunted them. and That was at a time where you don't do that. Other people's properties you do not talk about, you don't mention, they don't yeah. exist, because screw the competition. So I really, I kind of, definitely worth an honorable mention. Well, and Gary Busey's in it, so you know. <laughs> Gary Busey! <laughs> uh, <laughs> and, um, slight derail, um, what's his name? Bill Paxton. Oh, yes. Who has the distinction of being killed by the Terminator, the Predator, and the Alien. And there's only one other actor that has that to credit to their name. Lance Henriksen? Bingo! He yep. nails it for a thousand <laughs> points. <laughs> as far as I know, there's the only two people in cinema history. Killed by all three. That's awesome. <laughs> and it took Alien versus Predator for Henriksen to get killed by a Predator. Yes. <laughs> uh, and then lastly on my list is Tremors. This movie oh. freaked me the hell out when I first watched it. And granted, now it's an overblown kind of monster creature feature, but I like... In in rewatching it, I like that they kept the size of the creatures um, relative to what you can actually imagine. You know, there's a there's a fine line distinction where they cross and they go too big, and you're like, give me a break, man, yeah, that, that big, you know, and you start to disbelieve. Or when it's too small, and you're like, I could kick that thing, or I could get away from it. These were the perfect size where you're like, this thing would kill me. Or they had the guy up in the tower that died from fright. Because yes. he just didn't want to come down. He knew what was down there, and he just stayed up in a tower and died of thirst or yeah. starved. I don't. And nobody that that kind of stuff freaked me out. And I still remember to this day 
going outside my house after watching that movie and running around in the yard and kind of feeling a little freaked out that I was standing on Earth. <laughs> yeah. So that one definitely was a lot of fun. And all of the sequels completely sucked ass. Yes, they did. Uh, okay, uh, any that I missed in 1990? Uh, I have a couple, yes. Um, okay. I have Bride of Reanimator. I loved the Bride of the Reanimator. Not quite as much as Reanimator, but it was a very worthy follow-up. I don't uh, know that I've seen that one. Oh, man, that is a I, I mean, I would. I, I like Reanimator. Yeah, it was it was great. If you like Reanimator, you'll like Bride of Reanimator. Um, another couple, uh, Jacob's Ladder, I thought was very, very good. Oh, I would have added that one. That's an oversight on my yeah. part. Even uh, though when I you I watched that at your house for the first time. Yes, you did. The, and you said, you'll never predict the end of this movie. And in the first ten minutes, I predicted the end of the movie. Ah. <laughs> and you were like, ah, you suck. <laughs> well, you were like, I'm not going to tell you. And then we watched the whole thing and got to the end. And I was like, um, and you're like, ah, you <laughs> good movie though that was a yeah. good movie yeah um, that, was cr- that thing is crazy psychological oh i know I, I love that um this one here honestly is of of all of them from 1990 this is i think the best one and that would be the exorcist part three um another one i haven't seen but i want to it's so good it's uh especially if you take it out of context and you don't even include it it is very much a sequel to the exorcist but it's much more of a cop procedural than an actual exorcism type movie, but um, that is an underrated gem in the rough. There, that's really good, especially for a third movie in a horror franchise. That was really, really good. Um, Misery, I thought was honorable mention. It's another one I don't, I haven't seen it. Oh, that's it's good. It's not, it's not great, but it captures the book quite well. Um, and the book was really good. It wasn't my favorite from King, but um, it it was good. It was it's definitely worthy of an honorable mention here. Um, and then I have a couple more. Tales from the Dark Side. I thought was really good. How did I miss that one? Jeez. Ah, <laughs> um, the best the best story on on that one there for me was the Cat from Hell. I loved that story. Uh, but they're all good. There's the Mummy one, and then there's the Gargoyle one. But that's a good anthology movie right there. And speaking of anthology movies, the last one from two, from 1990 was uh, George Romero and Dario Argento's Two Evil Eyes. Um, oh, that was sweet. I'm not, yeah, I'm not familiar with that. Oh, uh, there's. That, uh, you've it, already it, told me enough to, that I'd want to watch it. Oh, it's. It, you, <laughs> I, I know you'd like it. Uh, Dario Argento's one is about. Uh, it's an Edgar Allan Poe retelling, and Harvey Keitel's in it, and it's great. And uh, Romero's is, uh, I think, an H.P. Lovecraft story, and it's about it's so. Romero's is the best one of the bunch, but they're both very watchable. More than watchable, they're both really cool. But uh, yeah, Two Evil Eyes, good, big thumbs up. Uh, Tom Savini did the special effects for him. Uh, good movie. <laughs> okay. Uh, any that's it for 1990. That's it. Okay, 91 is yours. I have two. Oh and... wow. One of oh, I'm sure you have a boatload. Uh, one of them I'm very curious to see if it makes your list. Very I have curious. I have I have one. Are you serious? Okay, I have well, one, and I'll be surprised if it's even on your list. Uh, I have two, and I'll bet money that it is. Um, yeah, for me, Child's Play Part Three. That's, yeah, that's it. That's on my list. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I really think that Child's Play 3 was uh, was even better than the second one, or even the first one. I really dug Child's Play 3. I like the amusement park setting in the end. 
Um, and, and and the military school setting up till the end. But I thought that Child's Play 3 was a very good sequel. Uh, but seriously, other than that, not a whole lot from 1991 that I can mention. The only one that I ha- other one that I have from 91 is Hiroku the Goblin. Do you remember this movie? Yes, I do. Yes, I do. I've only watched it one time probably on... Was that even on DVD? I it was DVD because okay. you sold it to me. Oh! <laughs> I do believe. I'm pretty okay. sure that's where I got it from because you were like, eh. And I can't... I'm trying to look it up on IMDb and I can't find it, obviously. Uh, I'm trying to remember. The director... He might have made Tetsuo the Iron Man or something. He made something else that was notable that we... We're like, oh, we should check that out. Yeah. And I think you blind bought it and then didn't care for it. And I I really liked it. I need to watch it again, but it was very... I'm, I'm hard to remember what uh, what exactly it was all about. Something about this little goblin thing, and he was infecting the kid, and then the kid. they went to this cave, and there was all these goblins. I don't know. It got crazy. I can't even remember exactly what all was going on in that movie. But it was very Asian and very yeah. mysterious and interpretational. Uh, anyway... Check it out if you get a chance and let us know. Was it good? Was it not? Maybe yeah. I'll rewatch it. 1992. One, two, three, four. I have five. I have five as well. Ooh, uh, but most of them are the same. Yep. Uh, Alien 3. Yeah, of course. We have yep, talked about at length in the last uh, epi- Megapod episode. Yes. Uh, Brain Dead, a.k.a. Dead Alive, Peter Jackson. Um, Are you kidding me? You missed I, that one? Yes, I missed yeah, that one. A movie that, so gory that I traded it to you because I said I had watched it three or four times and was like, I can't get through this in one sitting because I'm going to throw up. Is it that? And that it is one, wildly believed to be one of the goriest films of all time. But it's not. I, it's not full horror. It's horror comedy. So yeah. uh, take that into consideration and. Peter Jackson. Yeah, that oh. seriously, that might be the biggest glaring uh, oversight of the entire thing that we've been doing so far. I can't believe <laughs> I didn't I didn't catch that one. <laughs> um, Bram Stoker's Dracula. You, you just what's going too? on? Yes. Oh <laughs> We're man. We're looking at different lists. Um, this wow, was that's from a, that's Brian a great De Palma, movie. and I absolutely love this movie. This is one of the very yes. last that did. Uh, all of their effects in camera. That movie was all of, fantastic. All of the layering, uh, depth of field, uh, uh, just amazing. The special effects in that thing are amazing, especially if you go look at the behind the scenes and really understand how they made them at a time when everybody was switching to CG. Yeah. Uh, Candyman. Yep, I got that one. It. Uh, I'll put it up there with Wishmaster and yes. the club. I put it right there in that kind of category. Yeah. It's a good flick, but it's not. Don't hurt yourself. You're yeah, I'm missing too much. Uh, and lastly, I have Lawnmower Man, another Stephen King adaptation, which I like that movie. I yeah. I, I dig it. it I, you know, I was at the right age when it came out, or when it became available. I don't even know if that got a theatrical release. But I saw it in Dover. Yep, I saw. <laughs> <laughs> but there were there were enough creepy parts in there that I thought it qualified. Yeah. What did I miss from '92? Okay, from 92, I also have Dust Devil, and that was from Richard Stanley, who directed Hardware. Um, that's very, It's another post-apocalyptic movie. Uh, I thought that was very good. Um, then, here's one that you, we've talked about briefly before, and that's The Resurrected. That's uh, Dan O'Bannon's movie. 
Uh, Dan O'Bannon did not direct that many movies. Dan O'Bannon is uh, writer of Alien. Um, mm. uh, but Resurrected is a fantastic movie, a very much H.P. Lovecraft-type story uh, about a doctor messing with things he shouldn't, bringing back the dead and creatures, and it's really, really, really good. Um, and then the last one, and this is, again, subjective, um, but I appreciate the fact that this guy shot this stuff on VHS, and uh, it's it's um, gory and funny, and you're going to laugh when I say it, but it's Olaf Eatenbach's first movie, The Burning Moon. <laughs> uh, you lost me at Olaf Eatenbach. <laughs> yeah. Um, but this was back when I, th- I believe he was still a teenager, um, but it is so incredibly gory, uh, it has to be seen to be believed, but it was shot on VHS, and I just, I'm including it strictly because the guy was so young and he made something like this and I am giving him props for it. And I've, I've watched this movie numerous times through the years. So anyway, fair enough. Okay. 93, uh, 93. I have three movies. I have four. Uh, Okay. Uh, first one for me is, uh, Dario Argento's trauma. And this was the last really, really solid Dario Argento movie, in my opinion. It's it's not great, but it's still a pretty decent Jalo movie. Tom Savini did the effects in it, um, and it has a it's uh, it has a decent story, but it's kind of retreading old ground for him, and uh, it it's just it doesn't have the same cool feel that he that he was doing in the uh, '70s and then or mid early to mid '80s. But it's watchable, very watchable. Uh, next up is uh, Jason Goes to Hell. Check. Yep, that's a gem in the rough there. I know a lot of people uh, dump a lot of hate on that thing because, well, it's Jason's not killing. I thought that that was a great direction that they went to try something different. I think it holds up. It's extremely gory. I also uh, don't understand all the hate on that, and there's a ton of hate on the internet for that, and I'm like, what? Why? Why? I mean, yeah. It's... You wanted just another Jason comes back and kills a bunch of campers and then goes away. I mean, yeah. this at least tried something new and it was insanely gory. Oh, it was and crazy. Then, yeah. Insane. And then ended on a, a, a crossover note. I, yeah. How could you not I, I like that? It. Yeah, I dug it. I totally dug it. In fact, I would, that's, it's not obviously not my favorite Friday the 13th, but it's definitely no. in probably the top five at least, if not even higher. Yeah. Um, okay, and then the last one is um, John Carpenter's Body Bags. I love this movie. Um, this was a made-for-showtime movie, I believe, and it was supposed to be an ongoing anthology movie series, and I guess Showtime uh, didn't want to dump the money into it, and it was all way too gory. So they uh, Carpenter cut his losses and said, I'm done. But uh, Carpenter and Toby Hooper basically teamed up, and they were going to make the, this anthology series. Um, but they only got one done, and it was it's great. It's available. Scream Factory released it on Blu-ray, and it is fantastic. Um, it's extremely gory, and it's played for dark, dark black humor laughs. Um, but there's so many... There's so many people in this movie that when you're watching, you're like, oh, Mark Hamill's in this. Oh, Stacey Keach is in this. <laughs> oh, I love Stacey Keach. <laughs> yes, and and, but, and all the segments are generally played for laughs, and it's great. It's it's a big thumbs up for me. That's that's big thumbs up. That sounds sweet. I had never even heard of it. I, you, you would like it. I know you'd like it. That's all you have for 93? 
Yeah, I have a feeling oh, I'm missing Oh, turn some... in your horror card. You need to find new <laughs> lists, my friend. Uh, I'm going to do this in reverse good order. That way you can feel the most shame when we get to the end. Okay. Oh, uh, great, great. This is a, first one is an honorable mention. Needful things. <laughs> uh, honorable mention. I said yeah. honorable mention. Okay. Yeah. Not bad, not great. Didn't do as good as the book, but it was... Oh, yeah. What are you going to do? Yeah. Uh... Guillermo del Toro's Chronos. Yeah, no? I watched it. I watched it once on VHS, and I remember oh, so little of it that. Gee, I... Give it another shot because I've watched it a half a dozen times. It's a oh, good okay. movie. It's creepy. It's weird. Horror. Uh, I mean, yeah, there's enough horror in there. I think that it qualifies. Okay. And last but not least, and your biggest failure is Army of Darkness. Oh. Hello, 93. Uh, yeah, that... Hang your head in shame. Yes, man, I'm failing. Wow. Oh, no, you're fine. Even though it's mostly horror, more comedy than horror. Uh, no, but still, that should have been, that would have definitely been in there. Uh, and, uh, you know, if I, if I may chime in on uh, Army of Darkness, I've watched the uh, director's cut and the theatrical cut numerous times now, and... Um, this is an unpopular opinion, but I think that the theatrical version is better and more superior to the director's cut of that movie. I've watched both versions too, and I, I'm, I call me a bitch, but I can't come down on one side or the other. I kind of like both. And yeah. obviously the theatrical cut is way more fun and yes. lighthearted and hilarious. It is, yes. And, but at the same time, I'm like, where's he going with the end of the director's cut? That's, I mean... Where where is he going? I, I, yeah, yeah. Here nor there. I obviously I I think I'd probably lean theatrical as well, but whatever. Yeah. That's gonna wrap up this segment of best of horror for the last how many decades? Uh, nineteen ninety four. Okay. Um, why don't you do nineteen ninety four and and. Uh, you start us off. Okay. Uh, I had three for 1994. One I am sure that you have in there. Uh, maybe two. I have um, two. Okay. And then the third one I had, which I'll get into that a little bit uh, after the first two. Uh, the reason I put that on there is I want to keep, I want to try to include as many, um, as many ones that maybe have gone a little bit more under the radar just so that it's not like, oh, okay, well, yeah, that was a big movie. And yeah, I get it. I remember that movie well, in the theaters, but. You know, also, more... another thing too, when Missy was looking for was the uh, under, underknown, unknown, more more the underground kind of stuff, and we answered her question. That was the last ten years. Yeah, I put I put all the horror that I like in here. If you yeah. got horror that you like, let's just go for it. We're discussing it. I, okay. I haven't too big, too little, whatever. Yeah, gotcha. Okay. Well, for me, first one, the 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 best one from 1994 is. By far the best one is In the Mouth of Madness from John Carpenter. Absolutely agree. Yeah. Uh, that was not only the best from 1994, that's one of his very best movies ever. And if you're a John Carpenter fan and you have not seen this movie, what is wrong with you? It is so good. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I love um, that movie. Yeah. It holds up so well. It's such an, a unique, original story. It's scary. It's... Got a lot of fantasy elements thrown in there, uh, some H.P. Lovecrafty type things going on, and uh, a really 
gloomy, doomy ending, which I thoroughly go for in certain movies like this. It, uh, but, it really works in this one, though. This isn't one where you're like, oh, oh, now I feel dead. Like, when I see that ending, even for the first time, I was like, oh, my gosh, that ruled so hard. Yep, me um, too. But I, and I, Sorry, I'm interrupting, but the one thing I want to throw in about this is that the first... This was one of the very first horror movies I saw. I didn't. I came to horror very late, um, and the first like third of this has a lot of elements of your standard horror movie with yeah. the, the axes in the alleyway and gross, yeah. and you're like ooh. And then from about the halfway point, it starts twisting and turning and becomes a whole nother animal that I think even non-horror fans, despite all the gore, could get into. I think so, too. I do. It's It's got a lot of fantasy stuff in there that that if you can get through some of the more horror stuff, and it's not, it's not like it's this hard, hardcore horror movie. It's not. But it's just, it is a horror movie, but it they throw, Carpenter throws so many uh, fantasy I don't want to give too much away, but but alternate reality type stuff going on in there. It's it's so so good. So I agree. Good. Um, okay, well, moving on. Next up for me is Wes Craven's New Nightmare, and that would be my number two as well. Yeah, I figured that would be in there. That was uh, other than the original Nightmare on Elm Street. I think that is the best uh, movie about Nightmare on Elm Street or from that whole series. Uh, it's a fresh, unique take, and I'm not a huge Wes Craven fan, honestly. It's he has a couple of good movies, but he's got more crap than good, in my opinion. Uh, I would tend to agree, and I, the, one of the reasons I love New Nightmare is that it's it's my trilogy of Nightmare on Elm Street, which is one, three, and New Nightmare. Yeah, and those yeah those are the best ones of the bunch, right there. But it, it that those three make such a good tight arc for the yeah. whole story. It's just I loved it anyway. Yeah, I, yeah, especially with with the Nancy character being in all three of those. So her her basically. Her story arc is all in all three of those. That's, That's right, her, right. yeah. So, but big thumbs up. Good movie. I love the special or the uh, makeup effects for her, uh, for Robert Englund in that. They they redid the Freddy Krueger makeup effects, and he's more of he's more of this dark demon looking thing instead of the burn victim Freddy Krueger. He's more of this dark entity and i think that's so cool I completely agree yeah and then my last movie of 2000 or of uh, 1994 is uh night of the demons part two <laughs> yeah i'm i don't even think i've seen that one. Oh, it's good it's it's that is a great um it wasn't direct to video i mean it was had a big enough budget it actually played in limited release uh but it it really is a cool movie it's fun uh kind of making fun of itself type of thing before that was kind of the cool thing to do. But if if you're a fan of the original Night of the Demons, which that's got a big cult following, uh, this is a very worthy follow-up to the original Night of the Demons. Uh, good special effects, cool story, comedy. It's your typical mid-'90s horror movie. Um, but I've watched that numerous times, and I always have fun with it. It's It's definitely one of those that, if you haven't seen it, I would urge you to go check it out. Now, is the Night of the Demons the first one? Was that the one in the movie theater? No, that's no, that's the uh, Italian movie Demons. Okay. This one, yeah, this one here is uh, the original Demons, or I'm sorry, the original Night of the Demons is uh, basically this Halloween party where they go to this haunted house and they unleash these spirits in the house. And the original is a total '80s cult classic, and the the sequel tries to emulate that, but it's now in the '90s, and so it has that '90s feel. But it's it really is a a good movie. And if you like the original Night of the Demons, you, there's I can't imagine you wouldn't like the sequel. It's really really good. Cool. So, 
Um, okay, is that all for 94? That's it for me. <laughs> it's going to take forever. Okay. I know. I That's know. all right. That's all right. 95, I have four from 1995. How about you? I've got three. Okay. We'll see where we meet up. Uh, first off, I have Tales from the Crypt Presents Demon Knight. Yep, that was my first one. <laughs> uh, me too. I love that movie. I remember watching it with you on Laserdisc. I was going to say, yep. maybe VHS even before that. We've watched that movie a lot. Both of us love that movie. That's such a sweet horror, but kind of fun, campy horror. Um, that's, I don't know, it's just easy and fun to enjoy. Uh, next I have uh, The Prophecy. Uh, that's my second one. <laughs> yep. I figure we're going to line up on a lot of these because it's, it's not as recent. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, Christopher Walken, angels versus demons kind of thing, and it's it's great. That's actually one of my wife's all-time favorite movies. She loves that movie. Uh, next, I have Species. Oh, I almost put that on there, but I, I didn't because I'm like, that's almost too science fiction-y, but, but you know, it's, it's still... It's a fair argument, but I was like, oh, it's kind of, you know, things... Ah, whatever. I, I was getting real liberal because I was having so fu- so much fun picking these. <laughs> yeah. But it's a fun kind of alien-slash-horror movie where this alien comes down and gets naked and seduces guys and kills them and go on and so on and so on and so on. Anyway. Yeah. Um, and then the last one I have is more of an honorable mention because I think it gets hated too much, and that's John Carpenter's Village of the Damned. That's my third one. <laughs> All right, good. It yes, bad acting aside, I and remake aside, I still enjoy the movie, and it, it's got some great moments in it. And part of me just loves to see Superman out there walking around, not being Superman. I know. Yep, Christopher, yeah, and that was his last starring role in a movie, was uh, Village of the Damned, before he had his accident. Mm. So. That's all I have for 95. Okay, 96, for me, I've got four from 1996. I have two, but I believe there were a couple that I left off because I was like, oh, Eugene will have it so we can talk about it. Okay, all right. (laughs) Uh, I'm going to get the first one out of the way, uh, and you... This one here, I'm I can't imagine you would have on it, but I I wanted to throw that on here, and it's not my favorite movie, but I had a good time with it back when it came out, and it really redefined, uh, it 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 changed the horror landscape when it came out. Uh, it was a huge, huge, huge hit, and it it a whole subgenre started because of this movie, and that's uh, Scream, Wes Craven's Scream. Uh, yeah, I just didn't even bother adding it. It's yeah. it's a good movie, and it's um, I own it. Uh, it's the only Scream movie I own (laughs) yeah yeah uh it's and it it, i'm sure it's dated by now but back then it was very unique and fresh and original and uh it it really worked back then um but because it was so influential and it 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 changed the way horror movies were made for quite a while here in the united states i wanted to include that on there because that was that was a big movie fair enough and it's not so much that it's dated now it's just that it's been uh parodied to death I know, it has. You, you can't even take it serious now. But when it came out, it, yeah, that was great. Yeah. Um, second up uh, for me is The Frighteners. Yep, I uh, have that. Peter Jackson's The Frighteners. That was uh, that was Peter Jackson basically showing what he can do with a low budget and his own uh, special effects company. And that was the movie that got him the Lord of the Rig- Rings gig. Um, it didn't do the greatest, but it is a cool movie. I think that thing is fantastic oh that movie kicks so much ass and i don't even yeah. know i mean 
it, even its horror status is debatable because it's not really all that scary. No, it's uh, not. I know, but it is dealing with ghosts and supernatural stuff. And I am a sucker for Michael J. Fox. I absolutely yeah. love the guy. I always have. So, and Jake Busey was such a Ugh. sick, great villain in that thing. I thought he was awesome in that. that. That movie is so awesome, and it's one that I actually didn't rent for a long time because of when I wasn't really into horror, and the cover just screams horror. And then I actually got around to watching it. And was like, this is barely even qualifies it's it's and it's so full of funny moments that are yeah uh there's one moment where uh he's sitting there eating a bowl of cereal michael j fox talking to some ghosts buddies of his yes and and then they say something and he goes holy shit and throws the bowl of cereal out the window of the house as he takes off and it's such a quick moment that most people don't even realize he just threw a whole bowl of cereal out the window it makes (laughs) seriously has brought me to tears laughing. I love that moment so much. Yeah, that was back when Peter Jackson, I mean, that was back when he was still... <laughs> when he made movies that didn't have uh, elves, elves and dwarves in them. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, okay, so moving on here, um, the biggie, I'm going to save the biggest one for last. Uh, the last one I... Uh, the the, the other obvious one, that, one. Yeah, the obvious one I'm going to save for last. But then the, another one that... Uh, really got buried and shouldn't have because it is such a good movie one of my favorite werewolf movies and that's bad moon oh i didn't oh i missed that my bad yeah. i i would have given that an honorable mention nod because um again i'm trampling all over you but um while it's not the greatest movie in the world by any stretch it has in my opinion probably the coolest werewolf ever it's it's awesome yeah i agree and it's such a fast-paced movie i think 80 minutes long uh mariel hemingway is in it and uh, it's just such a cool movie. A, a dog, uh, the, her dog knows that something something is up with her. I think her her brother moves in with them, and the dog, the German Shepherd, knows something's up. And it's just it's a cool, fast paced little werewolf movie. It's it, it it works. It I agree. And the funniest moment of that movie is when he's getting back at the dog who's now been uh, chained up for oh, being, yes. being loose. So he goes out to by his doghouse and pees all over it and looks at him and is snickering <laughs> yep yep that I, I actually saw that movie up in canton it played in for it played for one week at the theaters up here and uh cousin of mine went and i and i went up and we watched it and i'm like wow i actually saw that movie in the theater which it doesn't even seem like that would get a theatrical release but I, it did i bought a four pack of of werewolf movies uh about a year ago just because bad moon was one of them and I watched it again, boy. I, I and I came away thinking that had to be made for TV. I know it, it has that feeling, doesn't it? Yes, it does. Yeah. Okay. So moving on, the last one I have is obviously from Dust Till Dawn. Yep. Um, not just one of the best, not one of the best movies from '94 to '98, but that's one of my all-time favorite movies of all time. I completely agree. That yeah. if you haven't seen that movie, then. You're probably not a fan of this show, so yeah. get and on it's, it. It's what's weird is that movie is how old now? I mean, that thing is getting up there, and it still feels as fresh and new as as any horror movie I can think of. Uh, it's it works so well. Ninety six in two years, it'll be twenty years old. Wow! It just everything about it the 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 writing, the effects, the comedy, it, it the the fact that there's two movies in one. Basically, it's a crime caper thing that turns into all out horror and works. Those are- those are some of my favorite movies, the ones that totally shift genre midway. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. So, okay, okay. well, that's 96. Okay, 97 is a big is the big one for me. I have seven movies. 
I've got four, and I would guess that every one of them, positive, every one of them is on I, your list. I would guess. First off, the big the big one would be Alien Resurrection. Yep, me too. Which, in at the time, I was so blown away by it. I was like, this is, the only one that's better than this is maybe Alien 2. Like, this is so great. And then after many, many rewatches, it's gotten knocked down quite a bit. Yeah. Um, still like it, but eh. Um... I'm trying to save, trying to trying to peg ones that aren't on your list. I'll save for last. Next, I, I and this one was a debatable horror, but I figured it has the devil in it, so I'm gonna throw it in there. And that's the Devil's Advocate. That's in there. <laughs> ah, nice. I saw that was one that I actually snuck into because we were bored. We thought we were going to see a lawyer movie. We just wanted to kill a couple hours. And then it's all Al Pacino being all devil and stuff. And wow, is that a good movie? If you yes, haven't seen is. it, definitely check that one out. Yeah, that would be um, another one. I would I would put that under movies for non-horror fans. You don't have to be a horror fan to enjoy that movie, I don't think. Completely agree. And I it's a fantastic movie. Uh, another big one, Event Horizon. Yeah, that's uh, on there for me. Another one that I saw in theater expecting science fiction and came out way more horror than science fiction. Even though, the, uh, I don't know, I guess it's both, but my lord, is that movie full of horror. Yeah. And, Supposedly, there's a pretty big director's cut that's out there that has never seen the light of day. I wish somebody would let it go. I know. Um, Mimic. Uh, Mimic, is that on there? Uh, no, I I uh, hesitated on that one, and then just because my list was getting so long, that's one that I had cut. I hesitated as well because it's not the greatest movie, but it's still a fun movie. Creature kind of creature feature, Guillermo del Toro. Um, so, if you haven't seen that one, check it out. It's worth a watch. Uh, now, the next one I really, really love. Uh, the Relic. Oh, yeah. That's the, that's the last one on my 1997 list. Oh, you missed two, then. That's okay. <laughs> 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 two that I've watched with you. Hmm. Um, Interesting. Yes. Um, the Relic, uh, monster in a museum, kind of. But a very interesting story behind it. I Good movie, check it out. Uh, Wishmaster. Ah, I almost put that on there, and I I didn't just because I'm like, eh. I got a so I know, but I got a soft spot for Wishmaster because while it's and I bought like a three I bought like a three pack of them. <laughs> yep. So I, I think I've seen three or four of them. I think I've seen pretty much all of them, but and the first one's the best. And while it's still pretty piss poor, the whole uh, concept idea behind it. Is still very intriguing to me, and I kind of entertained by it. So yeah. it kind of kind of freaks me out. So I, I like it. Um, and then the last one is a very underseen direct-to-video kind of gem. And I watched it with you up in Canton at a friend's house when we went to like Hollywood Video and just rented stuff. Campfire Tales. Oh, I almost put that one on there too, but I'm like, ah, no one's, eh, whatever. <laughs> yeah, no one's seen it. And, it, you know, honestly, it's been so long since I've seen it, I barely remember it. But I just remember that there were some scenes in there that really creeped me out. And I kind of remember really liking it. Yeah. Oh, that's a good movie. The first one with the with the couple in the camper. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah, that was a good, that's a good anthology movie. Mm-hmm. I agree. Anyway, that's it for 97. Did I miss anything? Nope. Okay, 98 for you. Okay, 98 has uh, one, two, three, four, five of them for me. I would guess that uh, at least a couple of them are. There's one or two that I will be surprised if you've I have, seen. I have four, and I'll bet three of them 100% are on your list. Okay, well, we'll get the obvious one out of the way. Deep Rising is, yes. I'm sure, on there. Yep. Uh, 
creature on a cruise ship and comedy and gore and horror and sci-fi all come together perfectly. Watch the movie if you haven't seen it. It is great. I agree. Yeah. Um, uh, next up, Bride of Chucky, which in my opinion is yep. the best uh, yep. Yep. of the Chucky movies that's, of all of them. That's not an opinion. That's a fact. <laughs> yeah. That was a good movie. Yes, it is. Um, next up for me, uh, Halloween H2O. I thought that that was, uh, other than, I mean, it's not my favorite Halloween movie, but it holds up very, very well. I like the fact that, that in that one, the whole Laurie Strode uh, story arc comes full circle. You know what? I should have added that one. I saw Halloween H2O, and I thought it was the one with the rapper who punches him in the throat. Oh, uh, no, no. That thing sucked. No, okay. this, is the, yeah, this is the one with Josh Hartnett. And, okay, uh, I should have added that one. My bad. That, that would have made my list as well. Because that was a good movie. Um, uh, that would have been part of my. That would have been my Halloween trilogy. One, two, and that. Yeah. Yes. Because those three go perfectly together. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's that really does hold up well. It's not the best Halloween movie, but it really is an enjoyable closer uh, to the Laurie Strode saga. Yeah. 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 And it's weird how 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 Jamie Lee Curtis's character brings a certain it elevates that that movie or even that series it's like it just adds more of a professional feel to the movie for some reason uh so Agreed. anyway um and then uh i also have john carpenter's vampires i see that's the one i didn't think that you would add i i added it because i i dig the movie yeah well re-watching it, it originally I, I saw it with you in the theater i think you and jason yeah yeah and um john carpenter's vampires uh it it really it it's a fun movie it's not his best movie uh, but James Woods is good in it. It's got some cool effects, and it moves at a pretty good clip. The main vampire is cool. Um, I dug it. I completely agree. I, and it's, as you said, it's, it's not his best by a long shot. And actually, what was the last great Carpenter movie? Because the stuff he's made recently has all been meh. Even yeah, I Ghost, agree. Ghosts of Mars, I'm sure we'll get to later, but eh. It yeah. has its moments, and it's worth a watch, but eh. Um, yeah. But it, it also made my list. Now, wait, actually, are you done with 98? There's one you missed. I have, I have one more, okay. and I'm positive that it's not on your list, but it's one that I wanted to include because I think that all fans of low-budget uh, ingenuity type, like just trying to make a movie, should watch. And that is, it, it came out... Before the Blair Witch Project, and it is very similar to the Blair Witch Project, and it's called The Last Broadcast. Um, what the hell was that? Last oh, broadcast. man. It's, uh, it's this film crew goes out to try and film the Jersey Devil, and and it, it bad things happen. And so the, the, the narrator of this, this found footage movie, he's narrating, and he's explaining what the Jersey Devil is and what these filmmakers were trying to do, and he's... There's, they found footage, they found old film, whatever, at the scene. So he's trying to put it together, clean up the video, and make so that you can see like what attacked them. And it is really good. The first time I watched that, I was so scared. It scared the shit out of me. Uh, and it, it really holds... I mean, it's... Back in the day, I had never really seen anything like that, that this, the whole found footage thing, and... It really scared me, and it was—it's just—it's a, a cool, well-done movie um, made on a shoestring budget, but it works, and I highly recommend trying to check that thing. out. I, I feel like, like the title makes me feel like I've seen it, but the the description—I have no idea. It doesn't sound familiar at all. 
I yeah. Oh man, that's weird. I don't know. I, I'll have to look into that. See if I haven't seen it. Uh, okay, the only one I have from 1998 that you missed, and this is a big one. Um, Hideo Nakata's Ringu, the one oh. that started the J horror craze. Wow, how did I miss that? I don't know, but we're going to be getting into a lot of J-horror in this part oh, and the next, my yes friend. Yes, we will. Yes, we will. <laughs> I, I agree. That's coming. Soon. Um, <laughs> um, but the orig- this was uh, there was a remake called The Ring. We'll be talking about that next pod. Uh, but the original, man, I remember watching it with you for the first time. It was oh. one that you bought, blind bought, on eBay. And we're like, I hear this thing is scary as hell. You gotta let's I, I let's watch it. You know, I want us to experience it at the same time. And holy shit! Yeah. I mean, by today's standards, might not be quite as shocking because people are kind of used to the ghost J horror thing. Uh, but at the time, there was nobody had ever seen anything like that, and absolutely pant-pissing, terrifying, like a couple of girls holding each other. <laughs> yeah. Well, I remember we, we paused that thing a couple times to go out and have a smoke. Just <laughs> just be like, okay, let's just take a breather here. Yeah, because <laughs> that was beyond horrifying. Yeah, that was great. Oh, so anyway, that's going to wrap up this round of Best Horror of the Last 20 Years. This episode, we're going to focus on 1999 through 2003. Um, is it your turn, my turn? I don't even know where we're uh, at. Anymore. Let's see. Yeah, I'm not even... Spinning yeah. plates over here. Yeah. Uh, uh, you go ahead. You go ahead. Okay. Do, okay. do 99, and I'll, I'll skip from there. Okay. Uh, 1999. First and foremost, uh, to me, the best thing that uh, came out of 1999, and there's a bunch of good ones here, but the best thing, at least the most influential for me, was the Blair Witch Project. Um, uh, it may not be the absolute best of the bunch here, but it was so influential that it, people are still in the movie that I just, I just picked. I'm guessing the way it sounds, that's a found footage movie. I could be wrong, uh, but they're still making found footage movies and Blair Witch Project is one of the originators. So, uh, that, and, and it, the thing is, it's a good movie. It scared the daylights out of me back when I saw it. And I think it's still a very effective movie. Um, Anything to add to that, or pretty much? I, I completely agree. I, I have nothing more to add to it. I remember seeing it in the theater and being a little shaky on it, but it still scared the absolute crap out of me. But um, upon rewatching it more and more, yeah, it totally holds up. Yeah, that last uh, the last ten minutes or so is are oh, it's just uh, yeah. Ner- there's a little there's a little bit of uh, the biggest negative, I guess I would say, is a little bit of frustration with since we were more raised in the country where these idiots are wandering through the woods and we're going oh you guys are dumb why don't yeah, you just I know. do this or why don't you just do this or why don't you, you know or when that guy said he threw the map in the creek wouldn't you be like okay i'm gonna murder you now yeah <laughs> <laughs> but other than that those are minor complaints yeah the movie still works very yeah, well it does uh next up for me is uh the uh japanese movie audition yep from takishi mike that movie is Fantastic! It's slow burn. The first half of the movie, you're thinking you're watching a almost a romantic hookup movie, and then Act Two takes a not even it's it goes way beyond sinister. It it sinister turn. It gets into just it's all of a sudden such a drastic hardcore turn. Has one of the greatest jump scare 
jump scare and, cuts to the to the second half of the movie. I loved it. And that scene that you're talking about was in Empire. Is I think this last issue where they were they're doing lists every month, um, and one of them was the 25 scariest moments in cinema, and that was one of them. The, it's it's I, the, great. The, the, the phone and the bag. The bag. If you've, the, you've, oh, if you've seen man. the movie, you know what we're talking about. Yep. Um, <laughs> and if you a, haven't, that's a total checklist. You need yep. to see Audition. Yep. Um, so, uh, because there's so many movies, I'd love to spend more time on a lot of these because they're such... We're not cool. rushed tonight. We're, if this is going to be a two-hour pod, it's going to be a two-hour okay, pod. Okay. Go ahead. I don't care. <laughs> but yeah, Audition... And audition, I would say, is one that while it is very, very horror, it's um, it also kind of crosses over into um, people that maybe aren't as into horror might get into it just because it, it's very well made and it's almost art house in its approach. Um, I loved it. I thought it was fantastic. The more I watch it, the more I like it. Actually, the first time I watched it, I'm like, oh, it was so slow, and then the second half was so bizarre and it didn't really make sense. But that's okay. It it works. It works doing it that way. I that it did get a little dodgy at the very end. Where they were, is it a dream? Is it not a dream? Exactly. Didn't they? Yeah. Didn't they? And I don't they think did. I've. I don't even think I've seen that movie twice, and I own it. Oh man! <laughs> I, I can't. I can't bring myself to watch it again because it's yeah. so. Yeah. I need it's a un- shower afterward. Yep. Um, okay. Well, next up is uh, I'm just going to go down my list at this point. Uh, next up, Deep Blue Sea. It's. You, you, it's so funny. You went one, two, three. We're three for three right now. <laughs> and I, you, I know I'll steal it for a minute because sure. I know what you're going to say. I know that this movie gets hated on as a bad movie and everything, but this movie is friggin' fun. Oh, it is. There's, it's just fun. I, I dig it. It's, it's yeah. a overblown monster movie, but it kind of works. I don't it know. Does. It does. It does work. LL Cool J's in it. He's funny. Just he's the cast hilarious. is good. Yeah, and there's a couple of great scenes where you're like, oh, that character is no longer with us. That okay? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> but the CGI, even for back then, I think the CGI works really good. It was mm-hmm. a good movie. I mean, it's 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 barely horror, but it it falls into this. It was number three on my list. <laughs> yeah. So next up, uh, and I will be surprised if this is not on your list. That would be uh, House on Haunted Hill. That's number four. Keep on going right down my list. <laughs> oh, that's great. Um, House on Haunted Hill is the remake of the old Vincent Price movie, uh, redone. Uh, Dark Castle did it. Or they were the producers, and it still holds up today. It's a great, scary horror movie. It's it, This is one where if you are not a fan of horror movies, you're not going to like this movie because it is Balls out horror movie. It's brutal. Yeah, I mean, these guys are staying overnight in an insane asylum. Uh, it's it's just brutal. The yeah. ending it, it gets a little weird. Yeah, um, and if I encourage you, if you haven't seen the original Vincent Price version, you should check it out because it holds up. I, I bought like a fifty pack of horror yeah uh, classics, and it was in there. I was like, I'll give it a shot. It's a pretty good movie. It's yeah. a pretty good movie. I gotta admit. Yeah, and then the the nineteen ninety nine the remake. I I was blown away when i saw that in the theater and i remember i think that that was the year there was two haunted house movies it was that and uh jean de Bont's the haunting which i thought was just terrible terrible oh, no. movie come clean we both liked that the first time we saw oh it. We yeah it was oh, a yes. good movie yeah and then years later we rewatched it and it was just god awful yeah but this one here not so much this one here holds up uh but anyway yeah house on haunted hill if you're a horror fan great movie um uh, my next pick is a movie called Resurrection from director Dan O'Bannon. 
And if you know who Dan O'Bannon is... I know who Dan O'Bannon is, but I'm not familiar with Resurrection. Resurrection is uh, it's a total gem in the rough that should have got a big theatrical release, did not. The main star of the movie is a um, guy uh, that played the lead vampire in Fright Night, the original Fright Night. Oh, okay. Chris. Yeah, I know who you're t- I don't, yeah. Chris something. Yeah, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, Chris. Yeah, um, but it's very, very love. Well, it's based on a H.P. Uh, Lovecraft story. Okay. So it's got it's got that reanimator type feel going on. Uh, but if you haven't seen it, check it out. It is a great movie. I'm great adding movie. it to my list, my yeah. all-powerful list right yeah. now. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Resurrection, very, very good movie. The ending is just batshit crazy. I loved it. Um, moving on here, next up, Stir of Echoes with uh, Kevin Bacon. I, th- I thought about adding that one, but it doesn't hold up as well on rewatch. I mean, it's, doesn't still, it a see, de- I- it, it's still a decent flick, but it's sort of like... I don't know. It's decent, but it's it's very PG thirteen. Oh and yeah, that stands out quite a bit in the rewatch. Yeah. But I figured you'd probably add it. So. Yeah, that was back in the day. I haven't seen that movie since it was probably first released on DVD. So it's been probably at least ten years since I've seen it. But I enjoyed it uh, for what it was. It had some great creepy moments, and Kevin Bacon's always fun to watch. Uh, so that gets a that gets a thumbs up. Um, Next one, I've got two more, and then I'm done. Sleepy Hollow, Tim Burton's Sleepy Hollow. One of Tim Burton's best movies, I thought. I loved uh, Sleepy Hollow. Uh, that's one of his very few that I really like, yes. I'm very curious about what else you have left, because I think you missed a couple, but we'll see. Okay. Well, <laughs> I am positive the one, the last one that I have you uh, have not seen and probably have never heard of. So, <laughs> well, then you might you might have missed three of them, but go well, on. <laughs> uh, but well, yeah, Sleepy Hollow. You know the story. It's yeah. Tim Burton. It's Tim Burton's take on it. Johnny Depp is weird in it, of course. No uh, way. Yeah, yeah. Christopher Walken is perfect in the movie. He is great in the movie. Um, but that and like that and Pee Wee's Big Adventure are probably my two favorite Tim Burton movies. Um, highly recommend Sleepy Hollow. It's one of Tim Burton's darkest movies. And it earns its R rating, and I like that. It's 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 just nasty. Um, so my last movie is a uh, homage to the Italian giallo uh, subgenre, and uh, it's a movie called uh, Colobos. Never and heard of it. It's a low budget movie about this girl who's got some uh, psychological problems that goes to this apartment to shoot this. Um, uh, it's almost like um, oh, that stupid MTV show where everybody gets together in in a and lives together in an apartment for yeah, uh, real okay. world, real world, yeah. So this this troubled lady and this a couple other people get together in this apartment, and the house is full of booby traps, and they all start vi- dying in horribly gruesome ways, and they're they're supposed to stay there for a certain amount of time, and then they get money or whatever. It's so. Bizarro and totally Italian, although it's an American-made movie, I believe. Uh, but it's it's such a cool little gem in the rough to me. Sounds like the way that we all wish uh, that MTV show would actually go. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and that does it for mine. I, I spent way too much time. I no, you're fine. We are in no rush this evening. Um, okay, you missed three by my count. Um, and two of them... I'm a little insulted that you didn't pick, but that's okay. Okay. Uh, first of all, Ringu 2. Okay. Which yes, was I, a solid, solid flick, but not one that I'm going to be like, Eugene, how dare yeah. you miss that one? But 
this next one you and I went and saw in the theater in Worcester. Um, I believe it made about $150,000 that weekend and was out of the theaters in about four days. I missed Ravenous? <laughs> you, missed, you, you missed Ravenous. 1999. Oh, Can, man. <laughs> cannibal movie uh, oh. of a sort, but fantastic gem in the rough. Yeah. Way underseen. Crazy, awesome movie. Uh, and lastly, one of your old um, roulette picks, Virus. Ooh, okay. Yeah, especially Ravenous. Ravenous is a glaring omission <laughs> on my end. Yeah. yeah, Virus gets a thumbs up from me, definitely. Um, yeah. But but especially, like, Ravenous, of all of the ones that I just said, uh, that's up there in the top three. I, I figured that one would be... Damn, would be, uh, ouch. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. Okay, let's move on to 2000. I have for the year 2000, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8... How about you? Uh, for 2000, I have 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, uh, wait, 1, 2, 3, 8. Oh, interesting. <laughs> oh, boy. Okay, here we go. Um, now, this one, I almost, to start off, I almost hated this movie the first time I watched it. I gave it a second chance, maybe, be, probably because you, I don't know, but somebody told me I should give it a second shot. And this is one that is best viewed... Um, from a distance from its original, and that's Blair Witch 2, Book of Shadows. Yep. A lot of... Uh, this thing is way overhated, and it's got its slow parts and its confusing parts and whatever, but just as a standalone kind of film, that's a pretty good movie, and I really... I, I defend that one. That's... I want to defend that one. Anyway. Yeah. Um, the original Final Destination, that's pretty it's big. Yep. I don't need to spend a lot of time on that. That's a good movie. I like the sequel a lot more, but that's okay. Agreed. Yep. Um, <laughs> Hollow Man. Uh, ooh, I did not have that one on my list. I, I, I would say that Borderline qualifies as a slasher flick. I oh, mean, yes. It, I mean, oh, it, yeah. I mean, horror-wise, it's not like... I don't know. It's not the biggest horror movie. It's more science fiction, but yeah. it still had its, uh, you know... But it's no. got the it's got the Paul Verhoeven gore and the the ickiness in it to it. Yeah, that that <laughs> that falls in there. Okay. Uh, Juon one and two were both released this year, and th- I'm not talking about Juon the Grudge one and two. I'm talking about Juon one and two, which the were t- I believe TV originally TV show. Yeah. And I, I those weren't the best. I like the Grudge one and two were way better, um, but I thought I figure it's worth a honorable mention at least uh, next up lost souls winona yep. Ryder. oh totally no, s- ah, yeah that yeah i missed that one great movie okay. totally solid flick saw that uh, with you in the theater actually yep great ending uh that thing got way more horror than we thought it was going oh, to. oh yeah i loved the ending of that thing that was great oh that ending makes the movie that last 20 minutes and i i watched it it's been a while but i i've watched it within the last five years and I was surprised how I th- I remember that ending being like the last five minutes where all hell breaks loose, uh, a la Rosemary's Baby and yeah. uh, House of the Devil and all that. It's actually kind of like the last twenty five. Like it's yeah. a it, it is going from one bad scenario to another of like. I can't believe this is happening. I can't believe this is happening. I can't believe this. It just yeah. keeps going and going and going. It builds and it's it, it, it works. It's good. Yeah, agreed. Um, now, this one I will be surprised if you have on your list. Uh, Vampire Hunter D, Bloodlust. Yep, don't have that one on my list. 
animated film. I think you might have seen it, though. Oh, yes, yeah. I did. Yes. Okay. Yep. It's an animated film, and it's actually a sequel to Vampire Hunter D, which was made at a time when anime was very... Uh, I don't want... Is it young? Should I say young? Early 80s. So they didn't have the budget for it. And uh, the animation is dodgy. And I didn't care for the first one that much. But the sequel... The sequel is freaking balls, man. It is yeah. awesome. It's vampires, werewolves, witches, night hunters. It is everything. It is yeah. so awesome. Yeah, it I was love good. that movie. I love it. Um... This one, I'll be shocked if it's not on your list. Actually, his last two. Uzumaki. Oh, man. Yeah, I, I missed that one. <laughs> you missed okay. Uzumaki? Uh, you owned that movie. I, and I, I was know. the one that turned you on to that movie. Yes, you were. That thing is nuts. Ah, uh, and I, I was I was straining to remember what how, what it was all about because I don't own it. And actually, oh, coming, coming, coming across its title again, I was like, I, I want to watch that right now. But World of the Spirals, it's a Asian film and just insane, but yeah. so creepy and uh, I don't even, do you remember what the plot was? Uh, I, something I, about just uh, the, the the whole spiral thing. In, it's I just, just remember there are spirals. Yeah. Uh, every now and then on, on certain scenes, you could just see these spirals everywhere and people getting sucked into them for no reason. I it, loved that movie. <laughs> And it's so yep. insane. Yep, that's a gem in the right. Uh, that was one that I can't believe I overlooked. I, I didn't see that one. Oh, and yep. lastly, this is one of my beloved, one of my all-time, all-time favorite films. This would be my number one zombie film of all time, Versus. Yep, that's on my list, of course. I absolutely adore this film, and I so bad when a Blu-ray release. Be, I don't even know if there's one out there. I haven't looked. No, but there is. I'm still I'm still on a uh, import DVD that sucks, and it's so blocky now. Even on my system, like we've talked about before, yeah. your system uh, DVDs look bad. My system, they look good. This is one that's so old on my system. It looks so it looks VHS worse than oh. VHS. It's so blocky, but. A fantastic film. I absolutely love it. It's reincarnation, time travel, zombies. Yeah, that movie uh, it, kicked it, ass. It kicks so much ass. Um, I absolutely love that film. If yeah. you have not seen Versus, check it out. That's one that I feel uh, a lot of a, a lot of first time directors that just have this. Uh, what do I say? It's, they like Sam Raimi. Evil Dead is a great example where it's like they've got so much going for them and they just throw everything in the kitchen sink in and it just it just the planets align and it works and versus is one of those low budget but everything works in it so well i yeah, love this that. was and this was directed by ryu kitamura who went yes. on to make uh what we talked about in this series was um midnight meat train that yes. was his first american one but yeah he's made he's made a string of films that uh would not necessarily qualify as horror and i've really liked a lot of his films there there are definitely some misses in there yeah uh, but for the most part i'm a fan of that guy yeah big time yep me too me too so what did i miss in 2000 um uh one you missed that i'm kind of surprised is uh bless the child i thought about adding that one but i was like that's one of here don't faint but that my dad, who hates horror, I know, lo yeah, <laughs> loves that movie, and so I've, I've seen it more than uh, the time we went to the theater. <laughs> yeah, and it, 
it doesn't <laughs> hold up so well. But it's I, I really dig the storyline and everything. But uh, yeah, I didn't add it. Okay. Um, for me, uh, next one would be a movie called Cherry Falls, and uh, that is a slasher movie. I'm gonna just gonna pull it up on IMDb here. That one got uh, butchered by the uh, MPAA, of course, uh, and it's got. Uh, C H E. Hold on here. I want to pull this up. Cherry Falls. Brittany Murphy and Jay Moore are the two leads in it, and it's directed by uh, uh, Jeffrey Wright. <laughs> yeah. Talk about names pulled out of a hat. <laughs> I know, I know. But it's uh, a killer is uh, killing virgins. So and they cast yeah. Brittany Murphy. Yeah. <laughs> but it it is such a. Like it was obviously they were riding on the uh, success of Scream, but it's very much its own little monster, and it's it's a really cool movie, and it's underseen, and I really dug it. And Jay Moore is just weird in it. Surprise, surprise. Just so, weird. Period. Yes. So Cherry Falls. Uh, next up for me is here's my trauma movie, Citizen Toxie. <laughs> Uh, and, you again, know, I, I was shocked to discover all those on Netflix and was like, everybody talks about that fourth one. I really need to go watch it. It's it been, really uh, is cool. Yeah, it, it's it's batshit insane. Uh, one of the reasons that is that it's actually on here is because I watched the making of on the DVD and to see what they go through to make these movies on such a low budget and just how trauma does does things is so fascinating to me. And it's so it's so not right, uh, like, but it works. Like, I mean, the actors are treated like complete shit. Um, but something about it, just something about it, makes the movie all the better to know what they go through. Yeah. Uh, so, but the movie is funny, and it's so it's it's in such horrible taste um, that I have to include it here, just as a you know such a low budget movie, but it, it works with what it's trying to do. Um, next up is Pitch Black. Uh, yeah, I okay. Thought, I, yeah, I know I, it's, I, it's it's teetering on the just it's sci-fi. It's way more sci-fi than horror. No, but... it, it definitely has its horror roots. I just yeah. I, I don't know. I just I guess I didn't bother. It's probably too big. I I don't know. I just yeah. didn't think yeah. about it. But they, they, I love the movie. You know yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I'm not going to spend much time on that. It's a great movie. If you haven't seen it, watch it. Come on. Uh, and the last one is probably of all of the 2000s. This is my favorite one, and that is Hellraiser Inferno, and that's Scott Derrickson's first movie. That was his oh, first shit. movie that he made, uh, and it is one of my, if not my favorite Hellraiser movie other than the original. In, in fact, it is. That's my favorite Hellraiser movie other than Part 1. I would even pick that over Hellbound, Hellraiser Part 2. I thought that Inferno, the storyline is so cool. The acting is is great. Uh, I, I loved it, and I like the fact that, and I actually hit on this on my own show, is that this was done with a script that originally was not a Hellraiser movie. This was its own script that uh, Miramax uh, took and tweaked and made it into a Hellraiser movie. And it really, it doesn't necessarily have to be a Hellraiser movie, but it, it works in that world. But uh, this this is another one of those movies that shows what a talented director can do with a very low budget. Uh, this was his first movie, and then he's going on to do... Uh, he's practically the king of the low budget. If you listen to those, uh, he did a double episode pod with... Uh, Kevin Smith, where he interviews directors that I sent you, and you yes. need to listen to. I know, I still have and it on my computer. Yep. After listening to that, I was like, 
I want to own every Scott Derrickson movie ever made just so I can support him. Anything he makes, I will go see. Did he talk uh, about Hellraiser Inferno on there at all? Yes, absolutely. He talked about everything, his whole entire yeah. career. And it, yeah. it made me absolutely love the guy because that yeah. guy is a no-budget filmmaker. He makes his movies for like three million bucks. And then occasionally somebody somebody threw him the that Keanu Reeves Alien remake thing. And he talks about how much contra- ah, derail. Sorry, yeah, rabbit trail. But um, I'm a big fan of that. Which episode was that of Cinema's Soft Underbelly that we can catch the Hellraiser chat? Oh boy, I want to say that Remember? was five or six. It's it's uh in the title <laughs> it, in the title it's Hellraiser. So it's you, Hellraiser. Yeah, just, yeah, just look okay. for the Hellraiser one. But I yeah I pimp uh, Inferno on that one. That's a great movie. Really, okay. really is. So that's it for 2000 for me. Um, then 2001 is your turn. Okay, uh, starting off with the best of, like, out of all of them, I have one, two, three, four, five, and my I have, favorite... I have four, Okay, and I would I would bet all of them, I have three, I'd say three of mine are on yours. Okay, well, we're going to get the, the biggest one out of the way right away, and that's Brotherhood of the Wolf. Number one. Yeah. Yep, fantastic movie. I love that movie. Me too. Um, if you haven't seen it, just watch it. It's It's... A whole bunch of different genres all thrown into a blender, and it spits out this crazy French werewolf kung fu. <laughs> werewolf kung fu sort of French demon. something. <laughs> it's yeah, I loved it. That was it's such a nuts. cool it's, movie. Yeah, it's so great. And I like the fact that you and I saw that in the theater, and I think that uh, your sister and at that time boyfriend walked out. <laughs> I don't remember that part. Yes. I remember you and I seeing it in the theater, but. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. Great movie. <laughs> yeah, so uh, next up for me, Jeepers Creepers. That's number two. Yep, that movie was another one that uh, I am surprised at how old that movie is now. That still holds up. The acting is great. The creature is fantastic. The effects are uh, just the whole buildup. The whole story is, is great. I loved it. I thought it was a, a great creature feature. And I, I actually had a lot of reservations after my first viewing, but in subsequent viewings, I've kind of come around. Yeah. I, and again, I, didn't, I never gave it a thumbs down, but I just I bumped it up a little more with repeat viewings. Again, yeah. that, that second act, uh, it, the horror, it takes a downturn, and then the ending, it falls off a bit for me. But that first half is oh, man. crazy. It's so yeah, awesome. with, with the truck, it's great. Yeah, I loved yeah. it. Um, and then I have Session 9. Number three. Yep. Great psychological thriller. Uh, that's another one that I would say, if you're not a huge horror fan, uh, still give that one a chance because it's a very, very well-made movie and you don't have to be a horror fan to enjoy it. It's creepy, um, but uh, Session 9 is just a fantastic uh, slow burn. Is there something supernatural or is it some guy going crazy? But it's it's a great haunted house type movie. I urge anyone out there that is even remotely interested in the horror genre, check that movie out. It's very, very good. Um, Two more for me. Uh, 13 Ghosts, which barely made it on the list, but it was good enough. I enjoyed it for what it was. Uh, It's not that scary, but... It's got cool effects and it's kind of fun and I just it it's has like, it has its moments of things it does, you should yeah. see. It didn't make my list, but it's still there's a couple moments in there that are pretty gnarly. <laughs> yeah, there. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then the last one for me was a movie from Stuart Gordon called Dagon. Uh, 
I really liked that movie. It's it that one of all the HP Lovecraft adaptions, I would think that that one there falls most in line with with his writings. It just it just is everything about it just screams HP Lovecraft. The creatures in it, the it's it's constantly raining in the movie. It's this this boat, uh, this couple of people on a boat uh, get shipwrecked and they land on this island and the island is full of people that are kind of fish-like and it's because they're worshipping some fish god demon thing underwater and there's tentacles and there's fish gills and it's slime and water and it's gross and I liked it. <laughs> now, I have a couple questions about this movie. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, the cover was the cover kind of bluish purple and a guy with a mouthful of teeth. Yes, that's the one. Did you originally like that movie? Because no, I, I did seemed, not. Okay, no, I, I did to not like that. Being at the uh, video rental store when such a thing existed, and asking you, "Is this a good movie?" and you saying how much you hated it. Uh, yeah. So well, that's because it yeah, came this around. Is- Okay. I did. I did. It's one of those where you have to just look past some of the bad acting because they have obvious either sp- some sort of foreign actors that are trying to be American and it's like, Ugh. so I should love it in that Italian seventies yes. way. Yes. Okay. If you if you can no, think of it, no, that's fine. I, I haven't seen it. I have no idea. I have nothing yeah. to go on with this. I, I oh, was just but it's, wondering if we were if I was remembering the same movie. Yeah, but it's just slimy and very wet. When you're when the movie's done, you're like, oh, I don't want to see that much rain again in a movie ever. And <laughs> but it was cool and it just very much what I would consider H.P. Lovecraft would have probably got a kick out of. So anyway, okay. that's that's two thousand one. The only thing I think you missed was my horror pick of the week from last week, which was Cairo. Oh, that was yeah. That was 2001. Fantastic film. Anyway. Okay, well, it's time to move into the epic 2002. Yeah. Okay, 2002. I have uh, about 13 picks for this year. jeez. Oh, <laughs> I got a lot. This was a good year, and going over it, I, it made me want to watch a bunch of these movies over again. Um, many big ones in here, but they deserve mentions. First off, 28 Days Later. Yep. Absolutely fantastic film. If you haven't seen that, what is wrong with you? Get on with it. Watch it. Yeah. It's great. Uh, Blade 2. Uh, uh, does it deserve mention? Absolutely. But I hesitated. But, you know, at the end, then I went, you know what? It's vampires all over the place. Blood, guts, kung fu. It's awesome. Yeah. Um, Bubba Hotep. Now, that would be ah. a lot of people. A lot of people would consider that a gem in the rough, very kind of low budget, and it was. But at the same time, it got a lot of hype and heat. It's, a lot of people know about that movie. If you haven't seen Bubba Hotep, you should check it out. And the prim- the, the synopsis would tend to steer you away, but it's uh, old people in an old folks' home being crazy, and is there a spook about? We don't know. Bruce Campbell? It, that yeah. should get you in as a horror fan right away. Yeah, and that, that one there, if, uh, if I can just chime in here, that's directed by Don Coscarelli, and he did the Phantasm series. Oh my gosh, I didn't know that that yeah. he directed that. Wow. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, next up, I have from the director of The Ring, who comes in with his, uh, what should be a sophomore slump, because most directors brick when they on the second one, when they rule on the first one, Hideo Nakata's Dark Water. 
He mm. knocked it out of the park with the ring, and in my opinion, knocked it right back out of the park with Dark, dark Water. It's yeah. it's a little more subtle than the ring, but it's still just as terrifying. Yeah. If you haven't, and do not don't, watch don't the... Don't watch... Ugh, yeah. I didn't even bother with the American remake, because I was oh. like, there's no way it's going to live up to the original. It doesn't. Um... I'm going to skip here. I'm going to get the big ones out of the way first and then come back okay. to the little ones. Uh, Dog Soldiers. Yep. You got Werewolves. You're a horror movie. It's uh, Granted, it's more action maybe than horror. It's not all that scary, but great flick. Yeah, another one that put Neil Marshall on the map. That was a low-budget movie, and because of that movie, he's he's directing episodes of Game of Thrones. And his, his episodes on that show... Are the those are the highlight episodes of that the respective seasons? Mm-hmm. Great director, great movie. Highly recommend Dog Soldiers. Agreed. Uh, Queen of the Damned. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I know it gets a lot of mixed reviews. A lot of people don't like that movie, and and their criticisms are very fair because I love the Anne Rice books. Um, I haven't read Queen of the Damned, but I, I read. Um, the Vampire Lestat was before that. And the movie is basically a combination of parts of The Vampire Lestat and parts of Queen of the Damned. And I don't know. I just, I kind of dig it, man. There's nothing, I can't help it. I dig it. It's it's good. I enjoy the flick. Let's put it that way. I, I hesitate on good or great, but I, I, I dig it. Uh, Resident Evil also came out in 2002. Yep. Uh, which is the best of the Resident Evil movies. Agreed. They all fluctuate from acceptable, but that one was pretty darn mm. solid. Jew uh, on the Grudge. This would be the first Asian one. Um, and I'm trying to remember, I can't remember the TV show. I think the, the Grudge and the Grudge 2 kind of mimicked or remade the TV show parts, but yeah. whatever. It's so hard to even follow because the, the concept of that movie is time traveling with these ghosts. It, it's so effed up. It's hard to yeah. nail down the timeline of everything. All you need to know that it is crammed packed of some of the scariest shit you will ever see. Yeah. And it, it's just great. I love it. Um, Ghost Ship. Yep, that's on there. Underrated flick. Uh, a lot of the ghost house movies are pretty throwaway kind of horror, but that one really worked for me. And it's and you know what? It holds up. I've oh, watched it, does. it. I've watched it a few times. It holds up. It's a good flick. Um, the original Eye. The Eye. That's on there. Yep, I've got that one. The Asian version again. Didn't see the remake. Didn't even bother. Ugh. Don't need to. <laughs> did you bother? Did you see the I remake? I did, yes, and it was terrible. Was that with <laughs> Jessica Alba? Was she in that yes. one? Or... Yeah, that was Ugh. Jessica Alba. Oh, it's bad. Again, we're getting into that bulk of uh, Hollywood got obsessed with J-horror remakes. Yeah. But the original one, the Japanese one, is still scary as oh, freaking hell. And yeah, you... the sequel will... The, the I too I thought was uh, everybody's scary as the first one. That yeah, me too. Um, next, uh, my little eye. And this yep, is that's one that on you mine. Turned me on. Uh, it's one that you turned me on to, and the original uh, format that I think was, was a pal or something that we got it in. I don't know. Yeah. But, uh, yes. It, it had a multi-camera setup in a, again the Big Brother. Um, 
what was that MTV show again? <laughs> We've yeah. talked about that way too freaking much in, I know. in any episode. <laughs> uh, that kind of set a bunch of strangers in a house uh, together, uh, and they had cameras all over the place. But the original DVD that we got, uh, you were able to switch between cameras, supposedly, I believe. I never messed with it, but I yeah, believe yeah, you, I didn't, but yeah, you, you should have been able to switch between cameras at any time. Which was crazy, awesome idea, but I never messed with it. I just watched yeah. the movie, and the movie was pretty awesome. On rewatch, I knocked it down a peg. Didn't do as much for me, uh, but I, watching it for the first time with uh, like-minded horror friends will definitely freak you out. It is. Yeah. A, it's. A, it definitely deserves to be on this list. Yeah. And that one there is one that you may need to watch with the lights out and the volume turned way up because it relies heavily on some really great jump scares, and the jump scares are are they're perfectly timed. And the whole storyline, the subject matter, is is a big thumbs up. That's a good movie. Big, I agree. Big thumbs up, yeah. Um, the last big one I have is The Ring remake. It, it It's a, it's one of the very few that work. One of the very yeah, few J-horror remakes that, that uh, knocked out of the park. I, it yeah. was... I don't know if I'd say it's as good as the original, but I think that's... We've discussed this before. I believe that's because the original... Uh, viewing it in a foreign language and subtitles automatically makes um, I, my theory is that it automatic automatically makes you uneasy in yeah. a horror movie because you're you're feeling like you're in a foreign place, and that added to it. But the Ring remake is absolutely still terrifying. It's a good movie, and the last one I have, I think. Let me check my list here. Da, 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 da. The last one I have. I'll be shocked if it's on your list, but it it's called Darkness. Oh, that's on my list. Awesome, because yes. I turned you around on that movie. Yes, you did. <laughs> oh, yeah. That, oh, that ending. That, ooh, boy. <laughs> uh, uh, that movie did not get enough credit, and I, I thought it held up very well. Yeah. Uh, especially on rewatch, and if you look at it as a side movie to a lot of other horror movies that deal with end-of-the-world, cataclysm, that, that whole... Um, a, um, eclipse shit happening yeah. during the, the this is the one moment in 9,000 years during the eclipse when this thing can happen or whatever if you lump it in with those kind of movies and, and, and view it in a world where all those things are happening at the same time that's a damn good movie that yeah. ending is creepy you think you're going into a ghost movie but it turns into a giant apocalypse movie and the well, end and the, when the lights oh, go out oh it's dark man yeah. if you and watch that thing at nighttime with the lights out oh damn is it scary yeah, uh, that's was that Anna Paquin's first movie? If it wasn't her first movie, it I was close to being. I don't know if it was her first movie, but uh, that was before she was X Men. Big, you know, no yeah. name. Yeah, that's all big I have for two thousand two. Okay, so the only ones that I have to touch on, uh, just a couple here. Uh, boy, you hit on almost all of them. Uh, I, I liked the movie They came out in two thousand two. About uh, creatures, uh, it's not the greatest thing ever, but I've watched it numerous times and I, I always enjoy it. It's got some great jump scares in it. I liked the creatures in it. I, I thought it was an enjoyable movie for for back then. Um, also, uh, let's see here. The only uh, well, yeah, here's one that's that we're, we continue to disagree on, and that's fine. But I have Cabin Fever on here. Uh, I assumed you would have Cabin Fever on there. <laughs> yeah, I love Cabin Fever. Actually, it's right beside me. I have a stack of Blu-rays that are on the chair beside me, ready to watch. Slither 
Last Broadcast and Cabin Fever are on my Blu-ray pile over here to watch. So, uh, but Cabin Fever, I I enjoy it. It's oh, a, a, episode one hundred. I mean, we're going to get there eventually, and then yeah. we will we'll be there handing you go, them yes. off. <laughs> <laughs> and that does it for me for two thousand two. Okay, um, two thousand three is your turn, sir. Okay, I'm going to start with my favorite movie of two thousand three, and this movie is actually in my top ten favorite movies of all time. Well, how many uh, do you have for two thousand three? I have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. I have ten. Ooh, okay. Uh, I would guess that almost all the other ones. I I'm sure that this one here is not on your list, but it's my it's one of my favorite movies, and that is House of a Thousand Corpses. That did not make my list. And, yeah, but but. Um, in all fairness, I've been wanting to rewatch that. I just haven't got around to it. I really should come on Netflix or something. I, want, I need to see that again. It, 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 I've seen that. That's that's fast becoming one of the one of the most watched movies in my collection. I pull that out at least once a year. It's it's. Uh, I actually hit on this on one of my uh, on my own show about movies that feel like you're watching someone's bad dream mm-hmm. uh, and that actually falls into that uh, Lucio Fulci's The Beyond is uh, is in there Suspiria um, and then this I, one because uh, Rob Zombie thinks his wife can act that's why it's yes, nice, yes. <laughs> we're <laughs> all living about, his horror <laughs> yeah but something about the colors and the music and just the something about it just feels like it's almost not a movie, and it's just someone's gross bad dream, and I loved it. I I love House. No, of I agree, Corpses. and I need I need to give that an honest uh, reevaluation because I don't think I've seen it since the theater, and I didn't uh, hate it. I, I just was like, eh. But yeah. uh, you know, I found myself thinking about it even years later, where I'm going, ah, maybe I should give that one another shot. Yeah. Uh, next up for me is a movie called Dreamcatcher. I have that one. Yep, uh, that's one that I think is uh, unfairly. Uh, unfairly criticized. I think that's a very good movie. I have not read the book, but I think that that holds up very... I actually watched that uh, within the last I, almost half year, and I thought it held up great. The special effects get a little bit shaky here and there towards the end, but the storyline is great. The alien is really cool. I thought it was a great movie. I tend to agree. Again, I haven't read the book, so I don't know how much it holds up, and we know we've discussed King to Death. That I know, yeah. God only knows, if we read the book, we'd probably freaking hate it, but... Who, uh, yeah. Who knows? I'm just taking it for what it is. I mirror your thoughts. The end CGI is blob fighting blob, and you're like, what? Yeah. Why? Yeah. <laughs> but at I that know. point, who cares? Because there's so much uh, cool in that movie to take away. I, gr- I agree. Yep. Uh, and then uh, next up for me is the best of the Final Destination movies, and that's part two. I I thought br- I bricked that one, but I think that's the best of the Final Destination as yeah. well. Yep, uh, one of the best car crash scenes you'll ever see in a movie. It's just brutal. You, you just, I saw that with you in the theater, and I remember the drive home afterwards. We were just like. Okay, we not not much to say. We're just kind of eh. We were both stunned at, at because I, well, I had never seen that much uh, gore in the theater. I mean, uh, considering where I came into uh, being a fan of horror uh, up until that point, there wasn't a lot of that on the screen of actual crazy gore. Yeah, and, you know, you can point to a lot of these movies, but none of them are excessively gory. At least not in the seventies. 80 yeah. cents and yeah. considering how late i came to it like i said it, that was that was new to me and we just there were so many scenes where we just i <laughs> looking at each other going holy crap did you yeah. see that that just happened yes. 
Yep, agreed. Great movie. Great movie. Um, Freddy versus Jason, I'm sure you've got Freddy versus Jason. Oh, absolutely. And I'll never yeah. forget when we saw that in the theater and the mom came in with her children, uh, about four or five of them, and it, it they kind of looked like uh, five, seven, eight, ten yeah. years old, and they sat right behind us and within... Uh, 30 seconds of the movie, it was just naked chicks and gore all over the place. Yeah. <laughs> you and I because going... Because that's what you do, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you and I going, what's wrong with you? <laughs> yeah, because that's what you do. You bring your kids to that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but it, it's a great movie. I I I loved it. I loved the direction that they went with 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 both of those series, and it just the, the combination worked really, really well. I thought it was great. Completely agree. Yep. Um, next up, Hot Tension, a.k.a. High Tension, a.k.a. Yep. Switch... Switchblade Romance, uh, the French movie from Alexandre Aja, who did uh, he did uh, Hills Have Eyes, Piranha. Uh, I thought that this was a great slasher movie, and you either love the twist ending or you hate it. And I thought it was brilliant. I loved it. I thought the movie was fantastic. A slight sidebar, Your Honor. Uh, how can you take? A completely rad title like Switchblade Romance and turn into high tension. I know, I, I know. Think it's sort of like going, things are a little stressful. Yeah, yeah. I, I hate Switch, that. But, but Switchblade Romance is great, isn't yeah, it's it? It's fantastic. That's like, I don't even know what that's about and I want to see it. Yeah, exactly. So if you haven't seen it, that is a great movie. And side note here is I'm not, I'm trying not to rabbit trail, but the uh, special effects artist for that movie was the special effects artist that uh, worked on a lot of Lucio Fulci's uh, his little tr- pack of horror movies from the late seventies, early eighties that are his claim to fame. Uh, that was the same effects artist. Uh, he did Zombie and The Beyond and all the, like. So that's I think that's really cool that that uh, Aja got him to do that. So anyway, uh, next up for me, Texas Chainsaw Massacre remake. thought that was a very worthy, it's, it's obviously nowhere near like the first one, but it's a very worthy remake. It's not a, you know, it's not the greatest thing ever, but I liked it. It made my list. And yeah, when it comes to those kinds of movies, you know that I'm dicey, but that one was okay. It's, it's not nearly as bad as a lot of, there's a lot of hate for that movie out there, but I, I didn't think it was, worthy of that yeah it was decent again you're you're never gonna tap top that original yeah i agree i agree um uh, i've got two more here uh wrong turn i thought wrong turn was a great uh backwoods slasher movie it's i like the fact that it does not overstay its welcome it's about 80 minutes long and uh it just it's i i liked the actors i liked the the hillbillies in it were great i believe that stan winston uh, he did the he did the hillbilly effects, and I think that he produced that thing as well. Unlike uh, the series, it spawned oh. because I believe uh, number six is available on Netflix. I could it be is, wrong, yes. but I... no, it is. It or, or if it's not on Netflix, it's going to be soon because it just got released. So, uh, yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Uh, and then the last one for me was a movie called The Last Horror Movie. I've got that one. You know, yep. I've got that one. Oh yeah, great movie. Ugh, disturbing disturbing movie and uh, that is one of the true gems of the f- found horror footage yeah. whatever you want to call it yeah that's just a guy letting you get a glimpse into him just being a psycho and you're going to follow me around with a video camera and see what I do and it's nasty 
It, it, it completely is. It's almost like Maniac uh, on a personal level. Yeah. Like, and that's kind of weird because Maniac was already kind of personal, but <laughs> this, this, took is, it into, yeah. this took it into, hey, if we gave Maniac the camera and he's falling yeah. around looking at windows, whatever. Good, yeah. Absolutely good flick. I, I, I agree. That's one of the gems of my collection. Yeah. Okay, if that's all for you for 2003, yep. there's a few that I have here. Uh, Juon, The Grudge 2, which we've we've talked about Juon endlessly tonight, but uh, The Grudge Part 2 was in 2003, and I thought that, that um, was... I, I always debate between which is better, the original Grudge or Grudge Part 2, because... Yeah, they're both... They're, they're both great, but, but The Grudge was incomprehensible it was just a collection of scares whereas the grudge 2 made some sort of sense it had the same terrifying feelings and everything and and was just as scary but uh it actually was a little more coherent <laughs> so i yeah i, I lean uh, maybe even a little less scary that i don't know do you want a little less scary do you want it to make more sense whatever yeah um Moonchild. Are you aware of Moonchild at all? I, I think that was one that I was trying to get you to watch, and I never got around to it. It's nope. a uh, Asian, Korean, Japanese, whatever, uh, but it's a vampire movie. And most of it is very slow, but I, this is kind of an honorable mention to it. I enjoyed it because it had a few scenes of vampires doing vampire-y stuff, uh, moving faster than bullets and that kind of stuff that I enjoyed. So... I own it on import, uh, blind buy. Um, Underworld. Oh man, I miss <laughs> Underworld. Oh, that's a big one. Yeah. Um, but vampires versus werewolves, I'm in. I'm pretty much in with that kind of synopsis. Yeah. <laughs> and I thought that one and two worked together so well. And then it's it's kind of deviated recently, but I, I really dig those movies. A lot of pe- a lot of people hate them, but I I kind of dig it. Uh, and lastly, from auditions, Takeshi Miike, Gozu. Do you, do you, remember, do you remember Gozu? <laughs> oh, he oh faced, yes. uh, Eugene faced a palm right now and shaking his head. <laughs> if you Two guys aren't familiar with that, <laughs> which is a description for every Takeshi Miike yeah. film ever made. Yeah. Um, if you're not familiar with his films. Audition is the most accessible film he's ever made. Yes. Uh, everything else is just a what the hell is going on. Um, but Gozu is one of those ones that I, I kind of dug. I own it, and it's so freaking weird. Does it? I don't even know what the synopsis is. Guy wandering around wearing a cow head for half the time. And is that, that's somebody the that that some, somebody gives birth to a yes. man. Yeah, it's insane i that it's it's nuts it's completely yeah. nuts but gozu it works. Oh. oh no i liked it too that's actually i would say that that uh, gozu and and audition are my two favorite movies from him so you know yeah uh, well unless you have anything else to add to this last uh, oh no edition of no, our man best horror great movies section. there's tons of great movies there Agreed. And we're going to keep going with it, because why not? We started already down this trail. We might as well keep going. Okay, let's move on to uh, listener email. We got another email. Um, 
And I'm going to edit this as I go, so forgive me if there's a lot of ums and ahs. Uh, hey guys, I have a suggested topic for an upcoming pod in the month of October, since we are in the haunting season and all. I would love to hear discussion on what you guys feel is the scariest movie of the last five to ten years. This means no going back to the classics that started the genre just the last five to ten years. It's so hard to be innovative in film and create a new horror trend, per se, but I'm all about finding that gem. I'll... And so are we. Um, that will give me the chills because I'm a bit jaded when it comes to horror movies. Um, and she lists a few uh, that she liked recently, like The Conjuring, Fourth Kind, Paranormal Activity, only the first one, uh, The Descent, Strangers, Sinister. Uh, obviously, those are so many to choose from because this time, like the... Uh, uh, choose from before this time, like The Ring and the Grudge or Blair Witch. Love them all. There are so many... But these are a few that have made me think about them for days afterward. We're always looking for those kinds of movies. I enjoy listening to you guys and your pods. Uh, compliment, compliment. Um, have a good one, Missy. Okay, Missy, I've we've broke down your email a little bit. Uh, but what we're going to do is we went back, both of us, to the last ten years of horror. We went through every single one, every list we could find. And we pulled out the ones that we think meet your criteria as far as being a little less known or just our favorite. And I, I've got about 30 or so. We're going to start at uh, 2004, and we're yeah. just going to go back and forth year to year, because I'm sure your list is a lot like mine. Because of time, Missy, we are going to do this in two parts. So we're going to start at 04, 2004, and go through half our lists and then we will save the other half of the list for the next episode since we're doing a lot of horror this month <clears throat> okay i will begin with 2004 and then i'll throw it to you for 2005 we'll just go back and forth i only have two entries for 2004 uh again we're excluding the major big obvious ones but this is probably the biggest most obvious one on the entire list uh the dawn of the dead remake um yep Obviously, it's gotten a lot of love, and it's a great movie. So if you haven't seen that one, that's one you should give a, give a chance to. And the other one I have is so pitifully underseen, it, it, it hurts my feelings. Uh, and that's Shallow Ground. Do you remember Shallow Ground? Oh, very much so, yes. Naked boy covered in blood wandering through the forest. And uh, I, I'm trying to remember, it's been a while since I've seen it, but... Um, some people are trying to make heads or tails of where this boy came from. Yeah. And where that thing goes in the third act kicks so much ass. You have got it, to check that movie out. It makes movie, especially with, I, w I want to say that movie was made for uh, $30,000. It was super low budget. Super but Super low budget. No, not at all. And, and um, I think there's a couple other movies out there called Shallow Ground. It's kind of got a typical name for a horror movie. So make sure it's not hard to find uh, a Google search will find you the right one. The naked boy covered in blood, a teenager. Yeah. Killer ending. Killer ending. That, that ending is so great. It's and that yeah. that one actually unless I am completely misremembering, that one would fall more under thriller I think than horror. 
they were pretty yeah. liberal with their lists of what was horror when I was reading through it. They yeah. listed Black Swan from Aronofsky, and I'm like, boy, that's a I saw that list. that's yeah, a I was reach. On that list too. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that's a reach. Okay, anyway, do you have anything for 2004? I don't have. Or you want to add for 2004? Yeah, I had Dawn of the Dead too. The only thing I'm going to add for Dawn of the Dead is that that was Zack Snyder's first movie, and for a first movie that that's still um, one of that's not one of it might be the best remake out there. Um, other than maybe John Carpenter's The Thing, uh, but it, it just hit all the right beats. And in fact, rewatching that versus George Romero's original '70s Dawn of the Dead, I'll tell you what: it, not only is it as good, it could be better than the original. I love that movie, and it holds up ten years later. And, and I know yeah. that that pisses a lot of people off, but I I agree with you. And I was a big champion of the original Dawn of the Dead for many years. And until I went back and rewatched it after Zack Snyder's version, and I'll take yeah. Zack Snyder's snappier version any of the day of the week. Don't get me wrong, the original's still cool and it set the standard and blah blah blah. But eh, I'll take Zack's. Yeah. The only one that I would have to add um, would be the very underappreciated Exorcist: The Beginning, um, and this is the Rennie Harlan version, not the um, uh, I'm I forget the other guy's name that they that Warner Brothers canned. Uh, um, anyway, the, the other version was called uh, Exorcist. Um, one was the beginning. What was the other one? Was uh, Rennie Harlan's version was the beginning. The other one was Dominion. Exorcist, Exorcist yes. Dominion. Um, but this one here, I just recently watched this, and I'll tell you what, it's it really is a good movie. It sets the stage for the original Exorcist because it, it deals all with Father Marin and what he goes through to get to where he is in his life before he tackles. Linda Blair's character and all that from the first Exorcist, and it, it's it's more of a you know gory horror movie type thing, but it's it's fast paced, it's sick in all the right spots, it's it's well made, and I I enjoyed it, and I know that there's a lot of people that, that think it's sacrilege to even say that you like that movie, but I enjoyed it, so that's I, why I want to put that on the list because that's fine. I saw I, I saw one of them. I don't know which one it was. Uh, and that's, I wish so bad I had been writing down my reviews at the time, but I, I wasn't then. Um, so I saw one of them, and I'm not sure which one, but I, I liked it. So, yeah. you know, for me to give an Exorcist movie a thumbs up, that's pretty good, because I, I don't tend to go for the Exorcist movies. Yeah. Um, okay, okay. 2000, 2005. Okay. Uh, 2005, for me, uh, I actually only have, I have three for 2005. I've got uh, The Exorcism of Emily Rose. Me too. Um, because it is still one of the scariest movies I've ever seen. Scott it's probably my top five scariest movies of all time. I'll never forget you and I watching that in the theater and leaving, and I'm like, I just feel, ugh, I feel gross right now. And it's a PG-13 rated horror movie. Um, it is so immensely, it's, it's terrifying, and it holds up so well. And it's so well made too. It's not just a a jump scare, or whatever. It's just a truly dread dread filled scary movie. Scott Derrickson, who is now the Scott. director of Doctor Strange. Yeah, there you go. I love that. So, yeah. So that was my first one. Uh, second one is um, uh, the first two are a little bit more well known than the third one is not. Uh, the second one is Devil's Rejects from Rob Zombie. Um, oh, because I saw that. I of course didn't add it, but. Now I'm really curious about your other one because I th I figured we have the same three for 2005. We don't, but okay, go ahead, yeah. go, go on. Yeah, so Devil's Rejects, and this is another one I watched with you in the theaters. Um, it it's 
probably Rob Zombie's best movie. Uh, technically, uh, I it's it's so dirty. Probably one of the most dirty movies I've ever seen. Um, but it just it hits all the right buttons. And halfway through, what I like about it, the movie so much is that halfway through, there is such a huge shift in in all of a sudden you start you start to want to root for the killers in this movie, and the killers are so horrible they're so disgusting and nasty but zombie actually makes you almost kind of root for him and i i i think that that's good filmmaking that that they he can take characters that you despise and yet you start to feel sympathetic towards the for them in the second half uh so that's number two i i defend that movie it's not an easy watch it's not one that i watch that often but uh i think it holds up really well it's not and it's it's i agree it's a well-made movie it's just not my bag there's so much sacrilegious kind of stuff in it that it felt it felt felt like me that it was kind of forced and a little into exploitation where it's like i'm just saying this stuff about jesus because screw you you know it was just like dude, just relax you don't have to do that and that yeah. felt forced to me. But it is a well-made film, and I own the soundtrack. I was going to put in uh, sound bites from the movie before all of the... Uh, yeah. <laughs> before we went 100%... Uh, <laughs> legit. <laughs> legit, yeah. Um, anyway. Okay, um, a third and last is a fantastic movie from Ireland called Isolation. That was my third one. So I'm I, you missed a biggie, or I have a wrong date, but go ahead. Okay, well, isolation, uh, this small farm in Ireland has this mutant creature bred from cow DNA that is, uh, that's loose on a farm, and it's kind of sci-fi-ish, but very well made, very well acted. In fact, the, the, the lead actor, uh, one of the lead actors in it is one of the astronauts in Prometheus, and I forget the guy's name, but he's an Irish guy. Uh, he's the guy with the mohawk in Prometheus. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but the creature's great, the special effects are great, the music is creepy, and, and just it, everything about that movie works on a lower budget scale, and that's a little bit more not as well-known movie, but it gets a big thumbs up from me. You had rec- you had told me about that movie one time, and I stumbled across it in one of those buy one, get three free from GameStops when they were closing I've talked about before, so I bought yeah. it. And I was shocked at how much I liked it. And I've only watched it the once. I need to watch it again. But I really liked that movie as well. It was just great atmosphere and, and just well made all across the board. Um, yep. The only one from 2005 that I would have to add, maybe this didn't meet your criteria because it was too big, but The Descent? Um, I, come yeah, on, I'm, that's um, a fantastic... <laughs> <laughs> I that love that movie, fun. and it's, oh yeah, good catch, it's, good catch. It's There's probably going to be a couple that I that, that we miss. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. And that's it. It's a pretty well-known movie, but it's not as big as I'd say Dawn of the Dead. You know, so I thought it merits at least a little attention. Having said that, um, Neil Marshall does make an appearance later on in my list. So <laughs> okay, I'm I'm sure he does. But whatever you do, don't watch The Descent Part Two because that was horrible. I hated that movie. Okay. Let's move on to 2006. Again, I only have two entries for this one. Oh, wow. I've got uh, one, two, three, four, five. Oh, there were one. a few on there that I was like, Eugene will have that, 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 and that, but I'm not going to. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, and you'll probably have both of these. First uh, off is obviously Hatchet. If you haven't seen Hatchet by now, 
that is one. That's a series you need to get onto. I I still have yet to see part three. They just added that to Netflix, so I need to get on that. I know you're kind of eh on it, but the first two are great. So if you're into that kind of that one is so, a splatter horror. It's half almost comedy, but then there's yeah. just gore all over the place. Um, the second one I have is borderline horror, but there are some parts in it that are insanely creepy, so I thought I'm going to throw it in there, and that's Pan's Labyrinth. That is a Ooh. great film. Um, or I would probably say Guillermo del Toro's best, in my opinion. I would agree with that. Yeah, I haven't. I didn't have that one on my list, but that's a that's a good addition. Yeah, I, I thought there was more enough creepy parts in there to, to merit its adding. Um, yeah. Uh, what what? How can you even describe that? Uh, Alice in Wonderland sort of uh, fantasy, but with some yeah. horror creepy elements thrown in towards the end, and uh, it's just a fantastic film. If you haven't seen that one, definitely sure. get on that one. So, what did I miss in 06, sir? Okay, 06 for me, I had Hills Have Eyes remake. Yeah, that was good. I own it. It's okay. I, I just, eh. Yeah. I just, I'm, I'm a sucker for, you know, survival horror. I love the survival horror subgenre, and that one there was, um, it was extremely gory, and, again, it was well-made, and killer soundtrack, and is it, almost more action horror. I, I, I dug it. Yeah, uh, yeah. So that was one of them. Uh, another one, and I'm not sure if you've seen this one or not. It used to be on Netflix. It's not anymore, but it's a movie called Wilderness. Um, I have heard of that. What? A, well, it's it's a, actually it's another survival horror movie. It's a, a bunch of of uh, uh, like high school age kids that are just troubled kids. They get sent to this island to for a weekend to do put in their time, and there is this survivalist killer guy they're knocking them off and it is so good uh, the lead actor is the guy from rock and rolla and sorcerer's apprentice um he's, he's so cool he's a great actor um rock and rolla um he's the guy he's the the main guy from rock and rolla uh that the drug addict means, guy oh him <laughs> i thought you were talking about 300 this is sparta that guy yeah, no, 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 no. Um, uh, and I, I don't. I know who you're talking I, about. Yeah. What is uh, this dang name? I can Toby. It's Toby something. It's he. He was in this, and he was such a badass in it. Uh, but it, it more of an action horror movie, but really well done, and fast paced. Thumb, thumbs up here. Hatchet obviously is on my list. Um, The Omen 2006 is on my list. Uh, just because. That movie gets so much hate, um, but I think that it is a very, very, very good movie. I it it's scary. It's well made. The kid is creepy. I like the kid from the '70s version better, but this one hit all the right beats. Uh, big thumbs up from me. I I defend that movie. I own that In one fact, as well. Uh, to Toby Cabell. That was that guy's name. Toby Cabell. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I own the Omen remake, and it, it's a decent flick. It's it it perform it does its function you know yeah um yeah. i i didn't understand all the hate on that one there was a lot of people that loathed that movie and i was like well i mean yeah i i figure at worst you could suffer indifference from it i mean i, I like the original better because that's a 70s creepy vibe whatever yeah uh, yeah but you know eh, give or take whatever yeah. Well, my last one is uh probably my favorite from the list um although hatchet is hatchet's right there but um, 2006 brought us the Black Christmas remake. 
Ah, oh, I missed ah. that. Sorry. And I love that movie. It is a staple. Every year, right, right around Christmas, it's Black Christmas. And what I like about that movie, the remake so much, is uh, it deviates completely. It's nothing like the original, which I thought I found the original really boring. This one here is, it's a slasher movie, but the color palette that this movie is shot in is like a happy, feel-good Christmas movie. Bright lights and fun, but it's just this sick, twisted, demented slasher movie set in this this college girl's dormitory, and I love the movie. Every year, watch it. Um, and you turned me on to that one. You were like, you've got to check this out after Silent Night, Deadly Night. You're like, you got to see this. And I, I obviously skipped it because I'm not a huge slasher guy. Um, and Black Christmas, Girls in a Dormitory, Slasher, I, that even the trailer and the premise, you, I'm, I'm out. I don't even care. Uh, <laughs> but then I, I picked it up on the cheap, and eh, Eugene says it's good. I'll give it a shot. There were a lot of plot twists and turns in there that kept me in, and it's fun. Like you said, it's shot happy-go-lucky. I but know, it's yeah, this it's... weird slasher movie, and, and you hate all the chicks in it, so you want them to die, so it doesn't yeah. matter. And then it's yeah. got this overarching story that you're just like, where is this going? I, I agree with you. I really like that movie, and that's one that would definitely belong on this list. I just I missed it. <laughs> and I will say this uh, for anybody that's listening that is that decides, hey, I should watch that. Make sure that you get the unrated version. There are two versions, R-rated and unrated, and the unrated definitely ups the... Uh, the graphicness of it, if you're into that that sort of thing, uh, but big big thumbs up of all of the movies. Honestly, that is one of the top ones in this entire list that I think is. Let's not forget, uh, we're supposed from this list, we're supposed to be pulling our top scariest movies yeah. that we think people might not have seen. That's what she's after. That so yeah. I, I've made a couple of check marks close to a couple, even though we're talking about a lot of good horror or thriller or whatever. We need to be looking for them scary ones. Anyway. Yeah, that's right. So if that's it for 2006, is it your... Let's see. 2007, take us there, sir. Oh, boy. Now, 2007, I've got a bunch, so I might even cut a couple of them out because a couple of them are pretty big, um, but some of them that I definitely want to hit on, um, and I'm actually going to start with... Um, I'm going to start with probably the, the number one 2007 movie that should be seen that probably is a little bit less seen, and that is a movie from France called Frontiers. That's my number one pick from 2007. <laughs> ah, of course, yes, yes, perfect. Uh, from Xavier Gans, I believe is his name. Mm -hmm. um, it is, uh, it's basically, in my opinion, it would be considered the French Chainsaw Massacre. And it's, no, there's not chainsaws, but it has that feel. It's dirty, grimy, gross, and it has a group of inbred Nazi... I would almost say it has a better third act than Texas Chainsaw, though, because in Texas Chainsaw, it's just all about escape and living. And in, in the third act of this one, oh my goodness. I, I, oh, I, 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 it is gory as all hell, but there's at least a little bit of revenge. And I'm no just going to say revenge. there may or may not be a table saw involved in that, and every it's a stand-up-in-the-theater-and-cheer moment. Oh, it is. It's, it's great. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's French kids that are rioting in Paris escape, and they end up at this hostile-type place where there's a bunch of neo-Nazi cannibals, and hilarity ensues. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Watch it. I, Watch I only it. have two more on my list from 2007, and I'm very curious if you'll have, have them. A 
couple of them I'm going to breeze over. Um, uh, I, 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 the bigger ones I'm going to just quick say, and then we can move on from there. 28 weeks later, I thought that was a worthy follow-up to, to the original. Um, it, it's not fantastic, but it's a really well-made movie. has some great set pieces in it. Uh, the, the beginning of the movie, honestly, is the best part of the whole movie. Uh, with Robert Carlyle and his wife and some others trying to escape. Terrifying. The, uh, Absolutely. That, that opening is terrifying. It's terrifying. And that's one of the reasons I included it in here is because it was so good. It's better than the entire movie. Um, but because of that, and the movie itself is really good, but that beginning is fantastic. Yeah. Um, and then also um, Grindhouse was from 2007. Not really scary, and I don't consider Death Proof really horror. Um, but... The, the, with the trailers, and I'm talking about the entire package of Grindhouse, with the with the mock trailers in the middle and Rodriguez's zombie film in the in the, the first movie, I'm including that here because it did bomb, but it is a great doubleheader. Uh, great movies, highly recommended. Death Proof is one of my favorite Tarantino movies, uh, but I thought that that should be on my list. I didn't add it because I thought it too big. I was like, yeah, everybody's yeah, heard of that, so I don't spend much time on it, uh, but. Um, okay, I'm going to keep, just because 2007 is the most that I have, so I'm going to just keep rolling on here. Another French movie uh, called Inside. I know you're kind of eh on that. I knew you would add that one. <laughs> um, uh, 80 minutes of disgusting, nasty French horror. A uh, pregnant woman is being stalked by uh, a lady that wants her unborn child in her house, and it is sick, gory, and mean-spirited, and I loved it. <laughs> it was sick and gory and a weak-ass story, and I didn't give a crap about it. <laughs> no, but, uh, hey, it's, it's subjective. Nope, that's fine. I, that's fine. we got to give the, the opposing opinion. Go ahead. Next. Uh, next up is um, a Platinum Dunes movie that you and I watched together, at, actually with uh, Adam Trapawicki in our house, uh, uh, The Hitcher Remake. I thought that that was. Oh, yeah. a, I thought that, that I thought that was a gem in the rough. I thought that was well made. It's not gonna win any awards, but it was a good movie. Yeah, that wasn't um, bad. Yeah, one that I've watched numerous times, and every time I watch, I'm like, that was a that was a cool little movie. I, I dug that, and that I'm I'm including it here just because I consider that to be a, a lesser seen movie. Yeah. Um. Okay, moving on. Hostel Part Two. Oh, give me a break, dude. <laughs> You would put that, that is, on the best of the last decade? That movie sucked. <laughs> well, from 2007, I'm just going by year here. Uh, I think that that is Eli Ross' best movie. I thought that it was... It that was ain't better than the first better. one? You think it's better than the I first do. one? Oh, yes, man, not me by a long shot, but that's mainly, okay. Mainly because of the uh, the chick, the up, the theme, the, um, the bloodbath scene in that movie. Uh -huh. it, it's as horrific as almost any scene in horror movies I've ever seen. It's... So hardcore, and every time I watch it, I'm like, oh, this is so horrible. But I just, I, I liked the revenge in this one um, even better than the first one. I just thought that everything about the second one was slightly better than the first one. It's not going to break any new ground, but I, I dug it, and that's why I'm, I'm including it here. I'm a, I'm a sucker for the hostile movies, so. Anyway, um, almost done. Um, Wreck, also known as Recall. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Yes. So it was remade in America, and that remake was called uh, Quarantine. Uh, Quarantine, yes. yes. Uh, people are trapped in a building. It's a found footage movie, and uh, there's a virus that breaks out, and there's zombies. That is probably on, on my list here. That is one of the scariest movies on my list. It is 
terrifying. 75 minutes long. It, it's almost, after the first 20 minutes set up, there's almost no time to breathe. It's just scary as all hell. Um, highly recommended. It's a solid flick. I, I, I agree. I think I liked the um, original version better because when it's in a foreign language and you got to read the subtitles, you feel a little out of place. Yeah. Uh, so that adds to it a little bit. Okay. And my last one, my last one, and then I'm done, is Trick or Treat. Okay, I that that's one of mine on the list. And I had a little <laughs> bit of a question there because then I was going on 2008, 2009, and I found it like in 2009. But uh, or I think it was a different movie called Trick or Treat. But I was like, wait a minute, am I in the wrong year? But if you oh. have it in 2007, I'll take your word for it. Yep. I agree. Oh. That one definitely made my list. Yeah, and in fact, I'll just touch on it briefly. It's a it's a uh, anthology movie. One of the reasons I like it so much is that the anthology format in this movie, um, they tie all the stories together and they're all interweaving and happening at relatively the same time, which makes it some somehow it makes it even more engaging as things are playing out in one certain piece of the movie. It's a one a separate storyline, but there's things that tie into that storyline from the from the rest. And I thought it was done so ingeniously. Um, and it's just, it's fun. It's a very, very much a Halloween movie. It's not terrifying scary, but it's, you know, it, it hits all the right beats. It's fun. Um, I watch it every year around Halloween, and it gets a big thumbs up from me. And me too, and I'm looking forward to watching it again. I need to track it down somewhere. I don't have it. Uh, the only one I have from 2007 that you didn't hit, and that's because you hate the movie, um, and you're wrong, is The Mist. <laughs> <laughs> the only person that can translate Stephen King material in any form to the cinema, and that would be Mr. Frank Darabont. Uh, he did Shawshank Redemption, and was there any others that he did, or just Shawshank? I think that's it. But it was that that's Shawshank the and The Mist, and I love The Mist. And the ending is where everybody is divided. And if you've read the book, um, which I just did, did you I finish did. it? I, I finished it a couple days ago. What do you think the that ending would have played in a movie? No, I, I agree with you totally. It would not have. I, it, I, it would the, have the, the ending of the book is fantastic for a book, but it would not have played. And he in in the movie, and and he is good friends with King, and he cleared this ending with King before he made the movie. And King actually told him, and again, I'm going on websites and internet rumor and whatever, but King told him that his ending was better than the books. And <laughs> and his ending it, this the ending of this movie is one of the biggest like f u slap in the face downer endings. Like it is the most gut-wrenching, heartbreaking ending you can ever ever have <laughs> in any yep. movie ever. But but at the same time, the more I watch it, the more I love it. It's it's uh, not the ending. The ending itself, I'm still. Uh, I wish it wasn't. You know, everybody wants it to be a little happy after all that horror, but it just isn't. So anyway, no, I'm I give the mist a huge thumbs up, and Eugene d d d does not like that movie, but that's okay. That's okay. Yeah, I, here's the thing though. Up until the end, I was totally into that movie, and that end pissed me off. I that ending made me so mad, I sold my Blu-ray. I'm like, I will never watch this again. I'm, that sucks. I love it. <laughs> I go with it because that's – I always hate it when, when – ah, see, I can't do this without spoiling it. But I always hate it when characters go that way because I'm that would be my luck. So I'm always like, screw it. I'll just wait. 
and they didn't wait. So, well, they're screwed. <laughs> okay, let's move on to 2008. we got to wrap this up because we still got a ton of stuff to get to. I know. Okay, 2008. Uh, Lake Mungo, one of the most criminally oh, underseen... Nice, um, fine, I forgot about that one. Great freaking movie. It's a kind of a found footage fake documentary sort of thing. Um, I don't even want to get into any plot details. Just go watch this movie. It's good and creepy as all... Hell. Amen. And, oh, good. And, that might be the biggest glaring overview of from me. I can't believe I didn't... Oversight from me. I can't believe I didn't think of that. Uh, let the right one in. The original, not the remake. The remake was good, but it was perfunctory. I, I like the original better. Um, the vampire movie. Vampire child movie. It, it's just solid stuff. Uh, I'm really curious to see if you put this one on. Midnight Meat Train. I thought about it. <laughs> <laughs> I thought about it. It's the best I could get. One of my all-time favorite directors in unpronounceable Japanese, uh, Ria Kitamura. Um, he made Versus, one of my all-time the my all-time favorite zo uh, zombie movie, uh, which cram-packed of time travel and reincarnation and ninjas and all kinds of insanity. I love that freaking movie. But Midnight Meat Train is a total blast. It was, I believe it was his first American movie. I could be wrong yeah. on that. Um, and I don't think it did that great, and it's come and gone. But it, it, that was, I had so much fun with that movie. Just a, uh, a reporter investigating deaths on subway trains late at night. And it leads to places you never imagined it was going to go. Um, Bradley and Cooper and Vinnie Jones. There Bla you go. Bradley Cooper before he was the greatest thing in Hollywood. Yep. And last on my list, I, I, I almost was a little irritated when I saw this come across because I was like, damn it. This is one that's on my roulette list for you, but I only have the DVD. So it's one of those where you're going to have to watch a DVD version. Okay, Eventually okay. one time. This is not a big screen. You're going to have to watch it on your smaller screen. Uh, uh, Shudder. It's a Japanese J-horror kind of movie. Um, I've seen that. You have? With the lady on the... Yeah, 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 don't oh, spoil it. that scared the shit out of me. <laughs> I remember talking to you about that movie and you did, sounded like you didn't see it, had never seen it before. I'm, uh, oh yeah, that's been it's been years, but oh that movie that was was that um, South Korean? I think that may have been a South Korean movie. Oh maybe I don't. It's been so long since I've seen it. I could be totally wrong on that. You, you're probably totally right. It could be Korean, Asian circle, Asian. <laughs> yeah. uh, but very much a what they call J horror, ghost thing, mm -hmm. camera taking pictures. And that movie scared the shit out of me. And they remade it. There was an American version that came a couple years later, and. I didn't even bother watching it. It was like, after the way, uh, pretty much everything but The Ring was destroyed. Uh, the Ring was good. That was the only good J-horror, I think, translation. But the way The Grudge was destroyed, after that I was like, I'm done with these Japanese yeah. remakes. And that's it for my 2008. Anything to add to that, sir? Um, wait, wait, that was 2008? 2008 is where we're at, and we're going to finish I up. only have one to add to that, and it's a it's a big mainstream movie. I won't touch on it long, but the reason I'm including it here is because it is so scary, and these are really scary, no notable movies, and that was Insidious. Uh, uh, Insidious. Yeah, I, see, I made a note about that, but I have it as 2009. 
I, I have 2008. I went off of, I believe, IMDb. I thought it, okay, uh-huh. well, that's fine, that's fine. It's on my list as well. And okay. I also want to note that um, I've put little check marks beside three movies on my list. These are the three that, of this list, I think answer her question the most of what I think the scariest ones are of the last decade. One is Insidious, one is Shudder, and one is later Coming on. Soon. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, and, and Insidious, that would be one that I would put as one of the scariest. And I know it's a big, it's PG-13, and it's a big, it did great, it has a sequel, another sequel in the makes, but it truly is that scary. Well, and we're not it's, looking, again, we're not looking for the best made movie, we're looking for scariest. The one that the one that really gets under your skin and creeps you out while you're watching it, that's one of them. And, that, and again, going back to, just going back to Hostel Part 2, because I know you were like, ugh. Again, the reason I included that was because... I was so unnerved by the one scene, and that one scene was so blah to me. Um, so I'm just like all of these. I'm trying to find like okay, that that one there had some scary moments, and you know, this movie had this thing, this movie had this thing, um, and there was a there was a couple moments in like even Hitcher that I thought, ooh, that was so good that should be included on the list. So these aren't like the best movies ever, but there's certain parts of some of these movies that just make it so that they make the list, if that makes sense. No, that's fine. I, I'm sad that i got to take this off the list. <laughs> yep, I've seen it. Oh, I was I so thought I had you on one, but uh, yeah. I, I, that movie, that movie scared the sh- shudder. We're talking about shudder. Scared the shit out of me. <laughs> yeah. That ending? Oh. Oh, my Lord. I mean, I, oh, that was so scary. Okay, now that t- uh, takes us up through 2008. Now we're up to 2009, and I'm going to kick this one off. I have two on my list from 2009. I have, and they're probably the same things that you have. Uh, I've got four. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Drag Me to Hell, Sam Raimi. Oh, I I almost put that on there, and then I didn't. It's big. Um, She was looking for smaller stuff, lesser known. So that one would kind of qualify as big, I think, but... I, it's a great movie. I, I don't know. It's a really good movie. It has some very effective scares. It's Sam Raimi doing what he does best, which is inventing his own story and then making that movie as opposed to yet another shitty Spider-Man movie. Um, <laughs> as I dodged arrows coming at me from all sides of the internet. Yes. <laughs> um, the other one I have from 2009 is last week's featured movie, House yep. of the Devil, uh, which we have talked about uh, quite a bit last episode, so if you want more in-depth conversation on that, hit rewind, go listen to last week's. Over to you, what did I miss for 2009? Uh, I put down uh, Wreck Part 2, um, which is the Spanish uh, it's the Spanish sequel to, obviously, Wreck. Um, it, it took the idea, that the seed that they planted with the first one, and they expanded on it and made it even more scary uh, and more gory. Uh, and it's uh, it's just crazy the direction that they took that that series with what's actually going on, and, and I thought it was really really cool. I liked where they went with it, and uh, it holds up really really well, especially for a found footage movie. So b- big thumbs up here. Okay. Uh, and uh, like you said, House of the Devil, that's on there. We've spent time talking about that, and uh, uh, our buddies uh, over at Cinema Sidekicks, we talked about that on our on the last episode. So any any listeners out there, 
check check their uh, show out, and especially the last episode, we actually talk about House of the Devil in depth a little bit there too. So awesome! Um, so you were you were able to get a word in edgewise uh, on their <laughs> show as opposed to my show or this show where I talk over you constantly. <laughs> <laughs> no, the, and I have to apologize for that last episode because I just finished watching it. I was so excited and ramped up that I just couldn't shut up. But you're going to get to make amends for that this episode. So, <laughs> well, I I really tried to sell both of uh, both of the hosts of that show on uh, House of the Devil. So I'm really hoping that that Steve watches. I think Steve's going to watch it. Ty. We'll see, but um, I I tried to sell them on it. So okay, that would be uh, real interesting because that ending is just so nuts. That last ten minutes of that movie are just shit. And, and, and shit. yeah, and that's I, I I didn't want to spoil anything, but I said it, it they crank up the the tension all the way through until the crazy last ten minutes that just make the movie. So yeah, um, and we're gonna t- I'm gonna obviously I'm gonna hit on the style that that movie was was made on as far as capturing that early eighties. The movie that we're going to talk about this week was actually made in that time, and it, it, that's what so many of these movies now try to emulate is that that feel. Um, so anyway, but enough about that for now. Uh, the other two movies I had, one was the uh, extremely underappreciated, but recently, uh, for me, recently I have rediscovered it and fell in love with it, and that's Rob Zombie's Halloween 2 I didn't. I missed that one. That 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 was a miss on my account. I've only recently watched that movie thanks to you, and actually, I was on our uh, yeah what, um, yeah. and I really enjoyed that movie. Wow, did I ever enjoy that movie? That was yeah. good stuff. Yeah, and we and we talked about that. I mean, so any listeners go back through our other uh, episodes. We talk about that one in depth as far as why it's why it is good. I, I strongly recommend anybody listen to it to this now. If you're like, oh, I gotta go watch Halloween too. Make sure that you watch the theatrical cut, not the director's cut. Agreed. The director's cut adds every everything that I didn't like about that movie uh, was in the director's cut, and in the theatrical cut, it was all taken out. And so I didn't hate everybody like I did in the director's cut. So I strongly advise trying to find the theatrical cut of it and watching that version of it. So sometimes that's all I'll say on Halloween too. Sometimes another editor is your best friend, and it's not censorship. It it's it's common sense. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and then that's actually one movie that all of the stuff that was put back in the director's cut. There was no violence or gore or anything like that. It was all more character beats, but it was just more of the Rob Zombie obnoxious characters. And uh, no, so <laughs> anyway, um, and then the last one that I had, and, and you, you're going to probably go south uh, on this one, but I do think that you liked certain parts of it. But it still holds up for me, and that's uh, Sorority Row. Not seen uh, it. I, I watched the. Tr- I don't think I've seen that one. I watched. Like you watched that? Yeah, I'm, I'm. We talked about this one a long time. Not on the pod on the pod show, but we have talked about that. That's a a, a sorority house of. Oh, girls. and with the tire iron thing. Yes. Yeah, yes. that movie blue. Like. <laughs> <laughs> well, like it was because it was one of the again no likable characters. I hated every person in it, and half of the plot thing that got it going was so stupid I just I wanted them all to die but anyway go on go on yeah. no I, and, I, and I did too I agree I wanted them all to die um, but I they were bitchy characters but for some reason they were bitchy characters that I liked my only my only gripe with the movie was the, the motivation of the killer was completely ridiculous however other than that I just thought it was a good a good slasher movie that I would put that above the three movies uh, I thought it was filmed really well um, 
but you know, it's it's a slasher movie, and I am I, I really like slasher movies, so take that with a grain of salt. But I dug the movie; I give it a, a thumbs up. And uh, I know that it didn't do that great in theaters, it, so it's it's one that I want to include on my list. Well, then we have a uh, mixed opinion on that one, so I guess she can make up her own mind and let us know what she thinks, and then we'll know where she stands for future questions. Uh, take us yeah. into 2010. Okay. Um, so, 2010, I only have one. I um, have four or five. Wow. See, that's interesting because for 2009, I had four, you had two, and then now this I is only great. Have one, this is so. great. When we get to our top 100 at beginning of oh. the first of the year, it's, it's going to be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> the only one I have, and it trumps, uh, with all of these movies, um, it trumps almost all of them. This is one of, this is, in my top 100 of them, this is one of the better movies I've seen ever. And that would be I Saw the Devil. Um, How did I miss that? <laughs> Seriously, I totally missed that. That would have made my list in a heartbeat. That that would have, oh my god. Goodness, my more, bad. Honestly, more a, more a revenge thriller than a horror movie. In fact, it really isn't a horror movie. It's it's a revenge thriller. It's got However, some, it's, it's so got it's some, so brutal and so hardcore that I had to include it. Hey, it's got some damn gross stuff in it. Uh, that, yeah. That's a good freaking movie. It, again, yeah. yeah, hard thriller as opposed to maybe horror, but yeah. And hard thriller, like the way Seven is. It, it, it's very yes. hard. It, seven so. is the best way to compare it to is, is if you're a huge fan of Seven, you really should watch I Saw the Devil. That is one of my favorite yeah. directors. I, everything he yeah. does is just must-see. Yeah. Now, it is subtitled, so any, any listener out there that's like, oh, I don't really like subtitled movies. It is a subtitled movie. It's from uh, South Korea, I believe. Yes. But uh, a finer revenge thriller, it's going to be hard-pressed for me to recommend anything other than that's probably one of the best revenge thrillers I've ever seen. I agree. So I'm very curious as to, as to what you have come up with for uh, 2010. Was that all you had? Was I saw the devil? That's it. Oh, my. Okay. <laughs> um, right off the bat, and this was a big one, but I think that it... it I've, I've read enough negative reviews online for it, shockingly, Um. John Q. Internet hates everything and loves to piss on everything, so I can't tell if it's just me, but I love this movie, and so I put aside its fact that it's probably too big. The Crazies remake. Good catch. I, that went under the radar. I missed that one. Timothy Oliphant and crew, and I I, I loved it. That was a great freaking movie and a great Blu-ray I have in my collection. It's creepy, but keeps the pace up. It's almost like The Walking Dead is... Uh, as a show, it it ha- very much has that tone and pace, and I, I loved it. Um, I'm gonna try and get through these quick because we need to speed it up. Um, last exorcism, the last exorcism, 2010. Oh no way! I missed the last. last <laughs> I was surprised that didn't make your list, but that it, it's kind of a uh, mockumentary, yeah. fake documentary. Um, so it is shot with a little bit of shaky cam here and there. Last ex- okay, I'm sorry. I, I, I said Not Exorcism ex- of Emily Rose. The Last Exorcism. Yeah. But this is also one that's very fast-paced. Um, probably, if it's not 90 minutes, it's under. I, at least oh. it felt that way to me. And the it's, all, again, like House of the Devil and stuff, it's all about the last 10 minutes. Last it 10 is. minutes is okay. nuts. Um, so that's definitely worth a watch. Uh, now, I have Insidious as 2010, but we talked about this last pod that that was a different date. 
So I must have wrote that down wrong or something. So there's a little bit yes, of question it, on that year. Uh, but at any rate, I wanted to mention it. And I still have two more. Uh, Tucker and Dale versus Evil from 2010, which yes. is a comedy movie, but it is so gory that it slips over into horror. And yeah. this is this is an important one because if you're not into horror, this can get you into it because yeah. you can see the comedy. I've, I've shown this to non-horror friends and they loved it because it's so freaking funny. And lastly, I have The Wolfman with Benicio Del Toro, which was a big movie, granted, and got a lot of mixed reviews. That is one where you want to get the director's cut. Uh, yes, the director's agreed. cut, it, it wasn't that much longer, but it added some great character development beats that really helped. And uh, was certainly I, lacking from the theatrical version. And I, the theatrical version I did like. I did too. But the, but the director's cut, I was like, oh, damn, that's a good movie. That's a really... Like, I'll defend that one now. <laughs> and yeah, wow. It, you had a bunch of movies in there that I totally missed. And yeah, and with The Wolfman, too, I want to make a note that you have to... Um, something I kept telling myself when I was watching it. This is not a werewolf movie, okay? This is not about a man when the full moon comes out, he turns into this wolf thing. This is called The Wolfman. This is a recreation, a remake of the Universal Monster... The Wolf Man. So his look is all is a throwback to uh, the classic Universal Monster, but it's also about Wolf Man, not Werewolf. There's a difference, and it may be subtle and it may look come across as cheesy and corny, but that's just, it. It worked for me so well, and when I got that director's cut on Blu-ray, I I was like, okay, I'm defending this movie from now on. Yeah, yeah, that's a good movie, boy. You uh, you hit it out of the park with the 2010s. I would give huge thumbs up to all those movies. And a, a lot of those were bigger movies. I, I would argue the only one that was smaller was last uh, the Last Exorcism, but all of those should be seen. Yeah, Tucker and Dale wasn't they didn't get a huge release, but yeah, that they, they're all fairly well known. 2011, over to you, sir. Okay, 2011. I've got one, two, three, four movies from 2011. Hold on, um, one, two, three, with... four, and I'll bet every single one of them is the same. I don't know about that. Ooh, okay. Um, um, one of them, I'll just start with your next, because I know that was one that you did not see. Um, again, I'm going to defend that movie. Uh, it's well gotten a lot there. of love online. I, I've gotten a lot of people that really like that movie online, so it's not just you, and I'll get around to watching it. I just, sure. I might be a little hungover from The Strangers, which yeah. is so hard and mean that it really affects me. <laughs> Well, and this one, this one here is a little bit. There's a little bit more played. For, I don't want to say played for laughs, but but it's you're in more invested in the characters, and they're going after each other. Like there, there's killers outside, but they they hate each other, and it's just it, something about it works. And there's a song that is played in that movie over and over and over, and it's so badass and oh, great. Eight more days till Halloween, Halloween, Halloween. It's that one. <laughs> kind of like that, but it's like it. It was. It's a. It's a perfectly plays song to where it doesn't fit the movie at all, and that's what makes it so cool. And you'll see it. You'll know okay. what I'm talking about when you watch it. So uh, there's that one. Um, next up for me is um, Grave Encounters. Bingo. Yeah. One of the scariest, if not about the scariest, found footage movie I've ever seen. It is not just scary, uh, but it is insanely evil. Uh, for some reason, it just... Ugh, I feel dirty when I watch that movie. Oh, I didn't have the evil part. That didn't bother me. I, I just uh, Like just some the, of the exorcism movies, those bother me way more than, the, than that did. As far as evil level, as far as mm -hmm. scary level, 
Uh, let me tease you right now about the very end. This is easily one of the three that is checkmarked for the scariest movies of the last ten years. That, <laughs> so scary that I haven't even gotten around to Grave Encounters 2 because I'm still kind of freaked out from the first one. Yeah, yeah it was it was great. That was a that was lightning in a bottle right there. Uh, everything about it, the storyline is great, and uh, it's just the scares are perfectly timed and so effective. Big thumbs up. And that was one that, that never played in theaters, so that would be I would consider that to be one that not tons of people have seen. Yeah. Um, so there was Grave Encounters. Okay. Uh, three out of uh, the third one out of the four that I picked for 2011 is Human Centipede Part Two. Wow. Um, now. This movie is not scary at all, but it is, of all the movies here on my list, that is easily the most vile and despicable movie. It's shot in black and white, and if you know anything about the Human Centipede movies, that's all you need to know. But it is so gross and so hardcore and so uncomfortable that it's it's hard for me to recommend, but for a flat-out horror movie, there you go. If you can stomach that thing, you, you're good. <laughs> and I haven't seen all of the sequel. I watched all of the first one. The sequel is completely different than the first one. From well, yes. I only watched, like, uh, the first half an hour or so. And there's no reason I haven't got around to finishing it. I just haven't. But the, the tone is completely different. And I thought the sequel was, of what I saw, was way better than the first one. Yeah, it is, yeah. yeah. The, the protagonist, the main, the main guy that's committing these horrible acts, uh, is he is such a great villain in it. He makes the movie. He's so disgusting. I and, agree. Uh, so he, he was perfectly cast, and I, so I give huge props for a well-cast bad guy. In it. But uh, anyway, so that, that's Human Centipede Part 2. Last one on my list is one that I am positive you have on. I'll be surprised if you don't have it on your list, and that is Kill List. Wow, dude. Um, I don't have that on my list. That was a great movie. I don't... I, yeah, I, I could possibly be talked into that being horror, but I'm mostly shocked at the three that you completely bricked for 2011. So... <laughs> <laughs> and you are going to be shocked as well, but go ahead. Kill List. Okay, well, I, I, ben Wheatley. Yeah, yeah. I, I very much loved that movie. I think... I believe I recommend it to you. No. I'm not sure. I... I can't remember anymore. I, maybe you. I think you recommended that to me. I, in all fairness, but yeah, it, that was fantastic. It, hitman, hitmen are out on on this on a job, and things take a very drastic, drastic turn. Uh, and it's got one of those endings that the the only the only thing that I can compare it to, and I, it's nothing like it, but it's in the same universe, and that would be the Wicker Man. Yeah. Uh, so, and that's all I'm going to say because the ending makes the movie. So, if you haven't seen Kill List, highly recommend it. The acting is fantastic. The directing is fantastic. It is a brutal movie, but uh, very well. And it's not so much horror, more uh, dark, dark crime drama. But it, uh, with the subject matter that's in there, it falls into the list of horror movies for me. That's fair enough. Okay, let me get to my list real quick, and I'm trying to think how to reorganize these so that you don't throw your computer and have a heart attack at the same time that you forgot them. <laughs> um, first up, I'm going to go with the most obvious one, and it's a big movie, so I'm not going to spend a lot of time on it, but the uh, Fright Night remake, which I thought was infinitely better than the original. <laughs> ah, you're right. Damn it. <laughs> oh, it's going to get worse. Just wait till my last one. Um, <laughs> it was a total blast, a total 
so fun, but it's just better than the original in every conceivable way, and I like the original. Uh, yeah. So if you haven't seen that one, definitely check it out. The next one, um, underseen and almost falls into dark thriller would be Kevin Smith's Red State. Um, excellent wow. film, excellent film. If you haven't seen that one, definitely check it out. Again, more thriller than anything else. And last but not least, as we listen for Eugene's head to explode, Chillerama. Oh, man! Oh. <laughs> that was 2011? Yep. I didn't even have that on my list anyway, but oh, that was great! <laughs> uh, and this oh. was one that I think you turned me on to. It was on Netflix, and this, yes. was, this was a total gem in the rough, but it's a collection of short films I put together... I don't even explain this thing. Uh, people watching these movies at a drive-in theater, it is batshit insane. And one of them was uh, was something about gay werewolves or something that was that was the bad terrible. Ones. That you just skip that one. Uh, not that we have anything against gay werewolves, it just wasn't funny. But the other one, it, it's a exercise and gross out humor. With some of them are scary and some of them are very much not. Um, but. I laughed all the way through that thing. I loved it. Yeah. So that would be a high pick. It's not the scariest thing you're ever going to see, but as far as underappreciated gems in the rough, Chillerama is up there. The uh, the black and white Nazi segment was, as weird as this sounds, was absolutely hysterical. <laughs> it's hard to say that. But that thing crossed so many lines, and it didn't just wander oh. up and tiptoe across him. It got a running start and leapt. <laughs> Yeah. Okay, 2012. Yep. I've got uh, three. Okay, I'm two. Um, the biggest one would be Cabin in the Woods. Yep, same here. Not going to spend time on that. Next biggest one would be VHS. Got that one. That's my second one. Okay, and lastly, The Bay. Ooh, another good catch. I Yeah, I didn't put that one down. Uh, that's a, now, that one's a found footage movie. Um, same guy that directed Sphere. If I'm yep. not mistaken, um, the less you know, the better. Just found footage, kind of found footage mockumentary kind of thing, fake documentary, mm-hmm. uh, but definitely in the horror category, 100. percent And yeah. it, it was, oh, I just, I, that was so effective. And it's only got maybe one jump scare in the whole thing, but the whole idea but, of it, oh, the concept so of it, is just, ugh, gets into your, gets under your skin. So yeah, that's a good ad. 2012. Yep. Okay, so the only the only one that I have to add for 2012 is uh, uh, Rob Zombie's Lords of Salem. I haven't seen uh, it yet. Yeah, that that one there is really I really liked that. Uh, he that movie also tries to emulate what House of the Devil did. Um, not as effective as House of the Devil, however, it is still crazy and uh, very much. It's a Rob Zombie movie, like. He basically did what he wanted to do, and it wasn't a studio movie, and it has that Rob Zombie feel to it. Uh, so Sherry Moon Zombie is in it a lot, and a lot of Sherry Moon Zombie goes way too far. Yeah. <laughs> so the whole idea of the movie is great. The execution is really good. She was actually one of the main things that I, after a while, I'm like, oh, okay, too much Sherry Moon Zombie. Otherwise, though, I really liked the movie. Okay. So... Um. 2013. Okay, 2013. I've got the the rest of mine are 2013. I, I have I have one for 2013, and then one 
teaser for 2014. Okay. Um, I'm just going to quick rush through the 2013s because I got I've got a bunch of them. Uh, VHS Part Two. If you haven't seen it, do it immediately because it is fantastic. Um, fantastic, fantastic movie. Agreed. Uh, next up for me is World War Z. I thought that was a really, really good movie. I, I know that's a huge budget. I agree. Movie. It was so big. I just didn't even bother at I know. It. It, well, I, I really liked it as well, though. Yeah. And I don't want to spend much time on it. That's, it was a really good movie. Um, the next one is The Sacrament. Uh, fantastic. We've talked about this before, but... Still on my coming soon. <laughs> I'll yep, get around to it Netflix. as soon as I can. Watch it immediately. It's so good. It's so, so, so good. Um, and then I've got a couple more here. Dark Skies is a true un- unseen gem in the rough, in my opinion. Is that the Nazis uh, on the moon thing? No, 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 no. That's Dark Sky or something. No, no, not that. No. Okay. This one here is an alien abduction movie. Okay. Kind of similar to The Forgotten, kind of. Okay. Um, but uh, honestly, my only gripe in that, as with so many horror movies, is there's always one character that doesn't buy what's going on and doesn't buy it. And it's like, dude or lady, it's so obvious that you I guys are that. being visited by aliens. And after a while, it's like, okay, now it's ridiculous. I hate that. And that's the only negative. Other than that, that was a really good movie and it was really scary. But, Boy, I don't, um, is that on Netflix by any chance? I, I need, think so. I need to look at that. Because I, I, I think I've come across that and I've been like, oh, that Nazis on the moon thing I watched 10 minutes no. of and turned off. No, this is called Dark Skies with an S. Dark Skies. That okay. was, I'm not sure what that is. Iron Sky. That's Iron. called Iron Sky. You're right. Yeah. Um, and then I've got two more. Uh, one is Under the Skin with Scarlett Johansson. Oh, well, I obviously am dying to see that, but I have not got around to it. I'm now, so curious if my one from 2013 made your list or not. <laughs> yeah. Well, Under the Skin, well, I'll quick touch on Under the Skin. Under the Skin is more science fiction than anything, but the uneasy, creepy feel of the whole thing definitely puts it into the horror realm, uh, at least for this list. It's yeah. uh, very much art house, but man, that movie was fantastic. Fantastic. Cool. And last on my list is The Evil Dead Remake. Oh, you missed one. Oh. You missed a big one. Wow. Well, the Evil Dead remake is, that kind of takes the cake for 2013 for me because I, I love that movie. I actually didn't bother adding it because one, it was too big and one, two, I knew you would add it. So I, yeah, I was like, we'll get to talk about it. It's all good. But I, I enjoyed it as well, but I need, I haven't seen it since the theater. So I'll, I'll give that one another spin sometime. Uh, the only one I have for 2013 and this, has scary moments, but overall is is not going to make the scariest ever list. Uh, Frankenstein's Army. Oh my lord, how could I forget that one? <laughs> I oh. love it. <laughs> Good pick. Yeah. Uh, you, we both obviously really like that one. I think we talked about it in the pod before, but uh, World War II and <laughs> Nazis resurrecting Frankenstein technology to try and put together these army of the undead and it's just insane and crazy and funny and has scary moments but mostly just violent and then for 2014 I was going to tease too that uh, I saw a listed Fatal Frame which would be a video game adaptation um, oh, of a really? okay. it's a horror video game I don't know too much about but the screenshots I've all seen are are terrifying ghosts that only certain cameras can pick up. I don't know the actual 
plot, so I'm not going to pretend to know. Um, other than that, that's going to wrap up. That will indeed wrap it up, this massive horror special bonus pod. I'd like to thank everybody for listening. If you listen to this whole thing in one stretch, you're a freak, because this is crazy long. <laughs> uh, but it's a good thing, because we love freaks. Especially movie freaks. So thanks everybody for listening to this uh, special edition, and um, uh, I've got another one planned that will come out uh, sometime after the next first of the year. Um, once we get our top 100 wrapped up, I'm going to cut that all together and we'll have another mega, huge, super bonus pod. But that one will be even longer than this one, I imagine. So, anyway... Thanks for listening.